What's going on? It's uh, Saturday, December 23rd, 6.30. I- I'm really behind on a lot of shit. I think it's basically, like, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be Christmas. I haven't done any of the recaps, but the good thing is that all the WWE shows are going to be, like, you know, practically, you know... You know, like, you know, Raw's going to be preempted, SmackDown. Well, NXT is going to record NXT, but... But, um, yeah, I, I came out here to do the Dynamite recap because I haven't watched Rampage yet either. So I thought I'd just come in and do a Dynamite recap because I'm going to get something out of this right now. It's gonna be, I'm, I'm going to warn you, it's going to be a long podcast, so if you don't want your time wasted, um, I mean, this could just end up being a two-hour podcast, who knows, right? But, um, but this is most likely going to be a really long podcast, so if you can't sit through it, you know, I'm not asking you to, you know. Sometimes people feel like they need to, like, sit through it for, like, I don't know, maybe to, like, catch every single thing that I say, and then they fucking, you know, torture themselves by listening to me when they shouldn't be, but I guess because people got to keep track of everything I fucking say, they get annoyed by, you know, the length of the podcast, but this is how I fucking do it, you know. Um, so yeah, let me go to Dynamite Recap. Where the hell is this, man? Uh, this is Funky Drunk, uh, that was Funky, uh, Drummer Boy. I heard that by Thornetta Davis. You know, I heard that on, uh, on the Sopranos for that Christmas episode. Yeah. Anyways, um, so AEW, Swerve and Roosh had their match. Roosh had six points, Swerve had nine points. I was interested in seeing how they would do this because now I have to use my brain and figure out if the end result of people being tied, who be who, so I can determine on my own who will get to the next level. They're impressing the crowd by getting the best of each other and encountering and avoiding moves and coming to stalemates. Swerve was just standing there for Roosh to dive out onto him and then... But but at least the camera didn't focus on Swerve standing there. Some fans tried to get a dueling chant for Roosh and Swerve, and it really sounded awkward chanting Roosh, I guess. I don't know. And then, of course, the, the uh, in the Roosh tradition of faking out the bull horns. But I did, that, I did like that at least when Roosh was doing the pose, Swerve immediately gets the arm bar. At least he's taking advantage of actually, you know... Uh, like, you know, like, he's taking advantage of actually, like, he's taking advantage of it, you know what I mean? He's taking advantage of a situation where, like, you know, most people would just go, oh, my God, he's posing, basically. It should teach Roosh a lesson, you know, essentially. It should make him change his mindset, but, you know, they book him the same way. Um, they need to, uh, but, but I think the the part that I was trying to mention was that they, they, may, they may seem like this is so urgent in the tournament that, like, he went for, like, he took the advantage because this is, like, a crucial match for the tournament, essentially. Which is why I imagine he went, he did that kind of, in a way, I don't know. I mean, they need to bring this up, or they're just gonna keep booking Rush looking at, um, 
You're going to keep booking this guy like an idiot all the time. Surrogate target Roosh's leg and hamstring because uh, Roosh was favoring it from before, but, but then it kind of strained when he dived outside. Surrogate um, was planning on the apron on his neck and shoulder when Roosh tipped him. Um, I think it was one of the shittiest things for this character to always... I, I guess I, I do his live thoughts because I didn't want to fucking do... Uh, like, you know, I didn't want to fucking do full re recaps, so I guess I, I kept harping on... This is the part where I kept harping on uh, the, the fact that I, I don't like the fake-outs. Even though I just went on an, uh, I, I went on a rant that wasn't part of the script, so now I'm going to read the fucking... I guess and I don't trust what I wrote, wrote in the past, because I'm so brief with it. So I thought I have to ad-lib, and then by the time I read it, then I'm like, oh, should I mention the ad-lib shit, so... And now, you know, it fucking derails me, but that's the whole fun of this podcast, I guess, right? Hearing a fucking, you know, m the most useless human being fucking recap a wrestling show. Um, what was I? Um, yes, I, I think it's one of the shitty things for a character to always do fake outs when you need, especially when he needs points, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you finish your opponent faster at least, you know? At least time to time, you know, uh, like, let the person get a dog before the fake-out so it looks like he would have hit it. You know, make it seem like you countered his counter instead of just faking out. But they don't do that. Anyways, Rusha's leg was uh, kept giving out at parts of the match, but it sort of ends up giving him a stretch muffler. Roosh still had the advantage afterwards. He got a straight jacket pile driver. Sort landed brutally when uh, Roosh did an overhead throw off the apron after a vicious chop battle. Uh, Roosh missed a senton. Um, uh, he missed a senton, apron, um, senton off the apron after a vicious... No, hold on a second. With it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, re I'm all over the fucking place. I haven't spoken like a word. I've kept all my thoughts to myself. Last time I spoke out loud was on Thursday when it was like... Um, you know, uh, open mic shit, you know what I mean? And then I come home and I just keep quiet and kind of, like, write down the creativity that I gotta do and then I gotta fucking come on this fucking podcast that no one listens to. Barely. Or if they are, they're, you know, mocking me about it. Um, you know, how dare I express my own opinion. And now I gotta fucking read this shit. And now I gotta go off script and then it takes me off. But, you know, bear with me, you know. It's gonna get shittier. Um, Roosh missed the senton and Swerve gets a 450 and barely a one count, which is really, uh, it, 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 people reacted really dope to it. Swerve does a flatliner in the front chancery brain buster, does a house call and goes up for the stomp, and then he won the match, so, uh, the, so the crowd was really behind him in this match. I was glad he won this. I like how they showed on the graphic the stake, the stakes to the Mox match because, as of this part of the show, Swerve and Mox would be in the semifinals. But if Jay White wins, that would be a three-way tie, which would probably be Swerve or Jay White since Jay White would have beaten Mox, but Swerve beat Jay White. So I kind of like how they ended up making it more simple with graphics. But then later on, um, later on, uh. The, the the fucking, you know, three-way tie would actually lead to a triple threat. And I figure with so many people tied in the next block, 
that would mean like that would uh, that could be a triple threat as well, depending on how they go about it. I guess they were not going to do singles matches; they were tied, which could make it different from the G One and have its own twist on it. The match was so good, and I wish uh, the faking out of the finish that Rouge does gets brought up because does that make him look like? Because it does make him look like an idiot, and like you know, like you could have finished the match up. And got your point, but you faked out and you had fucking leg injuries fuck up your momentum in the match. When you could have had it won. Like I said, at least, like, you know, sort of taking advantage of the cockiness and that, you know. I know my complaints go on deaf ears because, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, this doesn't bother anyone else. But, and if you voice your opinion about it to make the performer, performer better in his matches, then, you know, Shields will do the opposite because... We're supposed to find the negative for the purpose of making it worse. Normally you address the negativity to make it better, but people want to make it worse so they can do the damage, you know, uh, before they pretend to be the saviors. When they could just come up with actual solutions. But I like the match, and Swerve was more of um, the baby face in this, you know. I like, I like Rush as a good guy, but this style is very heelish. I'll include Swerve's confrontation with MJF during the MJF-related stuff, but that was, like, a, a pretty dope confrontation from Swerve's end, at least. So the 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 Mark, uh, the Mark and uh, Mark Briscoe and Lethal match was the next one. It was a pointless, but for a match that was pointless, they made you actually care about who was going to get the, the three points. It was like they were put in the, in, the, in, the, in the Yano position, and the commentator were at least putting over the beginnings of the tournament. Uh, Lethal was looking for Jared and company, um, you know, in their help. And since the tournament uh, has took place, Lito's become more comfortable being on his own. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's you know basically kind of my story, I guess, you know. Looking for help. And then, you know, with the call being, you know, and then, you know, like, you know, trying to be like everyone else. And then being alone basically made me comfortable in, in how, I, um, how, I, how I am. Which could cause problems because a lot of people who, you know, find that threatening. You know what I mean? They're waiting to, like, have a confrontation with me, you know what I mean? And they, you know, get defensive because I realize of what kind of abuse they've been behind. And, you know, and they would never admit it, you know what I mean? See, this, see, this is the only wrestling recap where it goes into, like, uh, the fucking recapper's, like, mental fucking state. It's not even about the wrestling recap. Like, like there's better people that recap these shows. Right? Like, there's, like, so many better people that recap them. This is just, like, the wrestling shit is just a background shit. It's, like, you know, the thing that I've had in my life, and I might as well just recap it. Even though, like, you know, like, you know, people people get the spoils over me for putting effort into it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm, I'm also calling out a billionaire, like, on, like, on the actual real, on the real threat that he poses. So, I can understand why that wouldn't be, you know, uh... Again, those are my theories. I'm not saying that I'm 100% right in those uh, theories, you know. But, like, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't tell people that I'm a mentally ill fucking shithead who shouldn't be taken seriously and, you know, treat me like I'm lesser than and having people in your life treat you lesser than and then, you know. So, again, I went on these fucking rant and now I'm, like, you know, I'm all fucking... How do you fucking transition back into a recap? How do I recap? How do I transition back into a Jay Le- a Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe fucking match after going on a fucking rant like that? I used to hear wrestling, man. I don't know what this guy's talking about. You know, 
I'm glad I don't catch traction because, like, you know, if, if, if I was, like, you know, catching traction, I'd be one of, if I caught traction and I had backing, like, like, these kind of rants would go fucking wild on Reddit where, like, you know, I'd be disgusted and then I'd have to have, like, a fucking feud with Reddit then, you know, because I'd be talking about them on Twitter and all that kind of shit. I, you know, I can never do, I can't do that shit. It's already bad enough when the Stern Show subreddit fucking, you know, comes at me. Because, like, you know, those people just want my fucking destruction. You know, they fucking monitor me all the fucking time. And then wait for any fuck-up, basically. They want me at my worst. That's why they always get me whenever I do, uh, you know, uh, um, blogs or podcasts or whatever. And they get me in my worst mood. Then that's why they want to set me, you know, into a spiral and all that shit. Anyways, back to this fucking match. I don't know how, how, how I'm going to get back to it. Where the fuck was I, you know? Then the crowd invested with a very lengthy chop battle. You know, Lethal felt more motivated. They had the crowd invested with, you know, back and forth suplex attempts, which felt forever, but the Lethal got one on any topes out onto him. He did he did a strip for the next tope, and this time Briscoe caught him with the suplex and a plunge off the apron. Maybe symbolism because he went for the strut. He went back to the um his uh um you know, him going back to the sports entertainment portion. And then, uh, you know, he cost them because, uh, with the second tope. They both fell from the top after a superplex attempt. Uh, Mark got the crowd pumped for a drop kick through the ropes. He launched it off a chair to the outside. Apparently, during the picture-in-picture, people were cheering for this chair, basically. Mark was getting the crowd hyped up. At the beginning, they had, uh... At the beginning, they, li- they liked, the. Uh, um... In the beginning, the crowd like liked both of them, but then the in the uh, in the um, in but they ended up liking uh, Mark Briscoe more. I put Lethal more, but I think it was Mark Briscoe more. Lethal did a torture torture rack brain back um br- ah, backbreaker brain backer backbreaker into a senton, then does an elbow drop for a near fall. Mark scouted the injection and got a German, and then uh. A fisherman buster. Mark got a um, Death Valley driver sent on. The lethal counters froggy bow, but Mark avoided the injection, and then lethal got the J driller for a near fall. Briscoe countered another attempt and an injection attempt, and then does a burning hammer, and then hits a J driller for the win. Fun match. I hope they got plans for both these guys. I anticipate lethal will eventually go back to being a baby face. But for a match that didn't really matter to the tournament, you know, they went above and beyond. They shook hands afterwards. Mark Briscoe had to address why he's losing so much in kayfabe in some interview where he said that he's a rookie in singles action. Like, you know, like, motherfucker, you were a former TV champion and you have had plenty of single matches in ROH. So I guess, like, that's part of the career, part of the kayfabe now where we got to pretend that Mark Briscoe never had any, uh, any any singles luck at all whatsoever throughout his career, even though he was a world champion. Anyway, this was a good match. The main event was Switchblade versus Mox. And this was a really good match. JR joined commentary for the main event. He sounded like a, on top of his game. It felt like they brought him out, and then they had, like, AI J- J- JR basically go, okay, this will fool people into thinking that he's in perfect health or something. I bet you there will be, like, a scandal like that or some shit. I'm just joking. I don't know. Uh, congratulations to JR, I guess. Maybe he got a better Illuminati clone or to function, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. That's how I'm going to fucking, you know, chalk it up. Nothing about these guys make any fucking sense. The commentators kept harping on Mox already solidifying his spot in the semifinals of the tournament. 
Mox had no time for the bullshit. He was uh, he went for a choke right away. Does a hammer and anvil elbows. Mox got a pile driver. Switchblade got it out of dodge from a bulldog choke. They fought outside. Jared put up Moxley fighting with urgency. Mox ended up doing a back body drop on the ramp. Um, he high boots and gets uh, um, his legs uh, tied up in the ropes and gives Switchblade the advantage with a chop block. He dominates all through the commercial break. He had the Moodle lock on. Eventually, Mox gets sick of being kicked and slapped around. So he starts getting um, aggressive, absorbing shots and taking Jay White down. Mox is at least slaps in the back while doing the back ricks and bites, which he did throughout the match also. You know, Mox got a superplex. Actually got a decent tope outside. Juice ended up, uh, not Juice, but if I would put Jay, you know. Again, I, I, keep in mind, some of this I was doing while I was like half asleep, okay? I was like, I need to get this one out of the way. I thought I was going to be ahead of the curve by getting the fucking Dynamite. Because I wrote this, I actually wrote this on, th- on Thursday morning, basically, the Dynamite. Normally, I have to wait till like, Friday afternoon to do it. You know, I've been lacking on a lot of fucking shit. So, I don't, you know, I don't really give a shit anymore, really. Jay ended up getting in, uh, in reverse duplex on one of the steps. Switchblade got two chairs and then throws one in the ring. He hit the other one before using the first one to the, as bait. But then the, um... The ref goes against the Switchblade uses the one, the one he hit. And, you know, again, and, and he chop blocks Mox with it. I, I don't mind this because the matches weren't overbooked in this tournament. So they opted to use it when it would really stick out, which would tell you you should, you know, maybe opt to use that for, uh, for in general, basically. I mean, I mean in, in, you know, in their defense, I mean, the, the crowd didn't want chairs in the, uh, in the first match they saw with Mark Briscoe and Jalito. Um, you know, Mox barely beat the count, but still countered the Blade Runner with the Paradigm Shift. Switchblade kept working on the leg throughout and got a couple of dragon screws. Mox got a running knee strike for a near fall after a back and forth, uh, you know, slugfest. Mox got a cutter and then Switchblade got a sleeper suplex and a Yurinagi for a near fall. And then he tried, uh, for, um, a Kiwi Crusher for a near fall, which pissed him off even more. For not being able to put him away. Mox uh, no sold a super suplex. Massive Larry does a short arm uh, um, short arm one after uh after he does a you know, he did the stomp, I guess. And then no oh, sorry, and then does a stomp. Sorry, I don't know what I was trying to fucking say. Switchblade escaped the Death Rider and got a blade runner. And he actually got the pin. Uh, this is a big time defeat. Swerve came out at the end. To basically scout these guys, but this match was really good. And he told a good story. I like that Switchblade uh, targeted knee, so it gives Mox an out if he doesn't win. If Swerve's not winning, winning this, I hope he doesn't take the pin. You know what I mean? Switchblade dancing to you know, Swerve's theme was funny, but then he made it serious thing when he, he attacked Mox after with another chop block. I thought they had the counters done well and worked with urgency, plus Switchblade did good character work. This is one of those matches that just worked for me, you know what I mean? It was really good. The tournament's winding down, and, uh, you know, I, I can kind of say that I, I like how AEW d- did this, and maybe they should uh, make it a bigger deal for next year and lay it out fucking, you know, by, you know, a lot better instead of just laying it out like a, like you're telling you're going to have a tournament in a week. Maybe to justify getting mid-card names and then do a random draw who can be in there so you get some main event people in there. Still think that the final will probably be Kingston versus, you know, Mox. Because I really do think Kingston has to be in the final of the tournament for him to defend the title. He needs to beat Andrade to get nine points, but who knows.
It uh, it could be Mox and Kingston's, or you know, maybe Mox and Brian. I don't know. Think of if uh, you know Swerve wins. He wins his new title. And that will mean that he will not be the world title right away. But if he loses this tournament, you can find a way for him to be in the world title picture. And I'm curious of how the finals will work for the collision portion of the tournament. There's so many more interesting plays, and now that the, you know this company is willing to you know give me a visual and breakdown of what is possible in the end. It and he, and shout out to Will Washington as well because you know he online at least. Breaks it down at least so people can understand. So at least, because he did lay down like you know how Kingston could win. <laughs> it's really complicated. I have no idea how these guys, uh, but these guys' brains work like a mile a minute, man. A mile a second, more like it. You know, what I mean, like they have Illuminati chips in their brain and shit. So this is, the, this is why I hate when you dumb down the institutions because these people, these motherfuckers are smart. If they can lay down this kind of fucking like you know tournament with this kind of math, it's like it's like like you know like and do these complicated fucking type of things, whatever. I don't know. We we come back Jericho promo. Uh, it's just like I I didn't have an a analysis from it. You know what I mean? It was like the first promo where like it wasn't like you know it's just like a straight up promo, and just him being genuine, I guess. He beat up Omega saying that he's out indefinitely. We don't know how long or short it's going to be. But one thing is uh, that alters the opportunity to become champions. And while they decide what they'll do, the most important thing with Kenny is, is, is Kenny's, Kenny's help. And he wants us to know they're pulling for him. And then the crowd chants. And then the and then he goes to fan, the locker room, and Jericho are, are all with them. And he goes, when he's ready to come back, um, you know, they, they'll be there. And then he does like Kenny Omega's you know, catchphrases. I don't you know. It was just like, the most basic. I have, I have nothing to say about it, really. You know, I don't know. I'll get to the end. This is the MJF portion now. Warlow says that there's been a battle of good and evil, and he warned MJF that they're getting closer and closer to the world ending. And they've and they've seen and they've seen him run, cry. They they, they seen him. They seen him run. They've seen him cry. They've seen him being weak. And soon they'll see see him broken, and the payment for his sins can go no longer uh, can his payment for his sins can no longer be delayed, and will be the ones who and uh, he'll be the one who bring the devil to his knees. So unless they're working a match at Revolution, I still think there's an overall plan from a lot of people to take MJF out of the company. I think MJF will leave the company, and by us thinking Tony Khan would. Uh, you know, have MJF not under contract and give him all this, you know what I mean? It feels that it's going to be this constant thing in Tony Khan's booking areas. And then the swerve, you know, you know, and then the swerve comedy can happen, and people assume that swerve is going to go for the MJF, go for MJF next. And maybe he, maybe he does stay, but we find out that he's going to leave during the new year, maybe. But I still have the suspicion that the discourse booking of Tony Khan, not, not having talent signed to a contract, and basically finding a way for him to be more like Vince McMahon, you know, you know, be like more of like a Vince McMahon boss kind of in the future. That's how I look at it. Anyway, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm confused about the whole thing. Anyway, Joe comes out to the ring to seek the questions. But last week, he wasn't asked. He was asking the wrong people. He calls Roddy the dimmest bulb in the Christmas tree. He brings up a, he brings up a good point and goes over how we never get full footage of everyone's beatdown. Well, we get full footage when everyone's beat down, but when the world champion, he just found gingerly laid in the back, conveniently on the ground. 
So he basically calls MJF to answer some questions. He calls John. MJF calls he calls calls Joe Joey Samoa. He recounts what happened with him and makes sure Joe's accusing him of being the devil. And he recalls Joseph saying he was gonna protect him for the main event. He did like he did he, he did a um impression of him. He did a Joe um you know again I I I I got ahead of myself. He calls him no show Joe. It says uh, it's clear he uh, he said he, he, it's clear he care cares about his uh, he cares as much much about his property as much as he cares about his diet. And he has uh, done his own accusation and brings up how the henchman didn't lay a hand on Joe, so he doesn't like Joe nor does he trust him and asks why he's waiting for the world end when he could just end his world right now. They tease fighting and MJ puts the jack and title away. And shoves them, and then the masked men come out. Though the, the, the like the putties version are coming out from Power Rangers, right? Like not the main guys. And Joe and MJF get rid of them. And then I think the main ones are supposed to be the, the main people. They're the ones who surround the ring. Surround the ring. The lights go out. The devil shows up on the screen and asks, "Where can you go? Um, and who can you trust?" Like he just written messages, and basically challenges for the ROH title. Like you know the same shit for. The first child on the screen writing uh, was asking if if Max is a hero or not. MJF says uh, t- says to Joe uh, says to Joe he made a promise to his best friend and Joe screams he accepts basically to interrupt that. Since this is a sports entertainment to a degree, does MJF or the attackers have enough pull to politic the camera men to focus on shit when they need to, or did MJF or the people who are attacking just choose to be? Like, like, like in MJF's case, did he choose to be lying somewhere and the camera ended up finding him, basically? Or did the, camera, the cameraman just find him after the attack if he was legit attacked? I don't know. But Joe doesn't look too smart here because now he let his guard down by, like, you know, thinking that with MJF fighting with them that, you know, he's... You know, I, I don't know, man. It just I, The storyline's kind of... I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of fucking putting analysis into it. I really don't give a shit. Because last week he came down with just conviction about knowing what is up. And then, and then he's proven wrong. Then he thinks, and then he thinks MJF and then he thinks they're going to beat the devil's asses, basically. Like, MJF couldn't, ignore, could or, couldn't organize a bunch of job guys to come out to deflect with this, but I wanted MJF to point out that maybe it's Joe because, you know, he's also hung with ninjas before, so I don't know. I mean, like, like you know, like I know it's a, it's a stupid comedy line, but MJF's been doing stupid comedy lines. He's been, like, doing, like, you know, more, he's been trying to do more rock-like shit, basically. You know, um... I don't know where it was. This is fine, but I'm ready for this to be over. I could be wrong, but if MJF is a devil, then I I know he, I know he's staying. Then I know he's staying. But if this is an overall plan with him to get ousted from the company by having a major beatdown from multiple people, or you know, then it could be his exit out of the company because now that AEW the discourse has trained me into thinking that they assume when a work is happening. It'll play it on the show. And I've always made that mistake. That So we assume that MJF re-signed with the company 
but maybe the reveal is that he didn't and he actually exits because he'll be dominating the discourse on the weekend of New Year's. Something big as a foot and maybe that's why, you know, they've been lackluster with it, but the reveal might actually be worth it, maybe. Because who knows, like maybe MGF does leave and you're like, oh shit, he oh no no, we'll, we'll for a day we'll think, oh this is a work, he's gonna come back and then the first Raw of the New Year happens and MGF comes out. You know. No show Joe sounds like someone on the Sopranos who was notorious for starting the no show jobs or something. That's what I you know. Uh, then we got someone new thrown in the mix, which was Swerve. And then I started doubting if MGF is leaving again, if this is supposed to make us think that there will be a match down the line. And Swerve take a title from him, or was this just a show, um, show you that, show you that this is not, like, they'll show you this confrontation, but it was never meant to happen. And this is MGF being the devil, that he's purposely setting up traps to put more people in his target. If, they, if, if, if it isn't him, maybe others are giving him paranoia and it doesn't lead to my idea that this is some kind of big beatdown and exit from the company. I had this hunch, maybe because I'm you know saying it, this will be a red herring, but... MGF and Joe arguing, MGF tells him he's, a, if he, he's not good at security job and then walks away. Find the devil masses in front of the mogul embassy locker room and Nana answers. MGF backs him against a wall and asks what this is and Nana doesn't know and then sort of shows up. So says MGF has been ducking him since he's been in AEW. MGF sings the beginning part of the theme. Uh, he goes over their history on the road when they would have long car rides making their names on the Indians and now Swerve is beating big names in AEW and he's proud of him. However, he hasn't been ducking him, but there's levels to this shit and Swerve isn't on his. And to make it worse, he doesn't hear his theme. Uh, he, he doesn't hear his theme and isn't on, which means neither is his Swerve star power. Swerve brings up the car ride and goes down memory lane and calls MGF the best chauffeur he's ever had. He loves the sleep he used to get on those rides. Sir goes over MJF's regal trial story and goes over MJF failing to do it and turning into a whiny little bitch that we see today. And there's levels to the and they go and there, there are levels to this. MJF does trials, Sir does contracts. He signs contracts. He tells MJF to be careful how he talks to him because the last one that did, he hung him outside the ring in front of thirteen thousand people by a chain. MJF says a solid monologue and tells him to be proud. Um, tells him he's proud of him and he does go over Swer um how Swerve's talking about Hangman is almost obsessive. Since Swerve is talking about respect, since MJF's champion, Swerve should watch his tone and check his tone. Speaking of his, um and speaking of his mouth, why doesn't he? Why does Swerve pull down those hand-me-down Flavor Flav grills when he, when he's talking to him? He brings up Hangman's obsession of wanting to be world champion, so why wouldn't Swerve frame Hangman and get inside MJF's head by getting his goons to attack people and making a clear path for Swerve to be world champion and be on top like MJF? And MJF asks if he's a devil, and he kind of hopes so. Uh, no, hold on a second, uh... You could, you know, you know MJF was like, I, mean, I thought it was Swerve who may have said that. Because he kind of hopes so. And as far as being the Swerve's house, he'll be the big bad wolf of pro wrestling. And he, if he feels like it, he'll blow his house down. And he'll speak bomb. He'll break both his arms so then Swerve can, uh, so he can swerve while he drives, basically. 
Swerve says uh, he isn't the devil, but if he keeps dangling that world title in front of his face, he's going to bring him hell. Then the moguls show up, and then Joe shows up about, you know, what's, what's, good, what's going on this side of the hood. Basically gets MJF out of there. This is interesting because I want to believe they will have Swerve be behind this, or this is the beginning of their feud, and we assume we'll get it. But since I know these things are supposed to be falling apart, so you tell me, tell me, tell me this won't happen. If MJF's behind these attacks, then it means he's putting more people into this. You know, that, you know that's how I see it. So he could be staying then. And then, like I said, maybe it's Tony Khan doing it. This is like leading to the finale of the championship run in AEW. I can see, I can see something like that happening, but I hope MJF stays with the company. I might as well cover Roddy versus Commander in this portion because he dressed the Joe uh, part. You know, he dressed Joe in it, so he also could be part of the overall view. I forgot there's, uh, you know, there, uh, the, the, there are also hints of Keith Lee and Swerve feud also afoot, so. You know, um, so Commander and Roddy had a match. It was pretty good. I, I love Roddy's character and his work, but it feels like while the storyline is treading water, Commander is, like, showing off his athleticism and Roddy drops him and then it would, be, it would happen again and I'm not doing it justice but Roddy drops him again uh, not, doing it, not doing it justice but Roddy drops him again basically he got uh, you know uh, one of his backbreakers Roddy had control for the most part but Commander eventually builds back some momentum um, Commander did a, you know, did, did a move that launched off the chest but then I didn't think he got what he was looking for Commander couldn't get up the power bomb from the top um, for the top, so he swings outside, uh, to do, do, uh, doing the spin with his legs to drop Roddy, and then uh, he did a Phoenix Splash for a near fall. And Commander did that tightrope dive onto King, King, uh, onto the Kingdom, and then Roddy uh, and Roddy outside as well. Roddy does uh, a leaping, does a leaping knee when Commander sprung in, and then gets the heart, um, end of heartache for the win. He was able to throw Commander high up in the air for it. Man, it was pretty fucking cool. Kingdom um, were um, passing out flyers of MJF the Devil. Renee asks what's up with all this. Roddy tells um, tells Joe to listen to him. MJF's the devil, and he goes over Hangman being taken out. He tells Joe to wake up and believe and believe him. Renee makes mention if Joe was gonna uh, um, heed his advice, he would he would have done it by now. And then then Roddy screams at her about saying that, and he says Joe is his best friend by proxy. Again, I'm ready for the storyline to move forward. It just feels like they know there'll be stuff that would happen that prolong the story from happening because of injuries. But they're making a case for why there shouldn't be long-term plans and book on the fly with whatever catches traction. Even though that's still, like, booking... That's still, like, you know, like, purposeful booking. It's not like you're doing it on the fly. Which is still planned out, you know what I mean? And they are finding ways to justify why having long-term goals is a bad thing. On the surface, even though the entire thing is a long-term goal with how this plays out. But it's another way to do shitty Attitude Era tropes to give you the illusion that they're, you know, going with people on the fly when it isn't, when it isn't that. Commander did pretty well. I was critical of him before, but, you know, he's actually found a way to tell a compelling story in a match and not just spam high-flying moves. I know Roddy's character is getting a bit more annoying, but I think he's done a good job at getting over the character that it makes me more interested in his matches from his character in general. 
But he's definitely overdoing it with the fucking screaming, the name, you know. He doesn't do, he doesn't do it for every fucking name, okay? We get it. Just do, just do it for the main fucking name you need. Um, people just want us to move forward. Now, I don't know if it's a good, if it's a good thing to add Swerve to all this, all the names, but I want to believe that he's been, this has been prolonged because the, the actual reveal of all this needs to have a big fucking payoff. That's why they're doing it on, like, New Year's. They want to be the talk of the wrestling world, so I think they'll do something big for it. Otherwise, you know, we saw best friends with, you know, uh, best friends stat, Orange Cassidy, Rocky, Trent with Renee and go over their recent victories and ask if Trent and Rocky's future, ask, for Ro uh, ask about Rock Rocky and Trent's future since uh, Chucky's out uh, with the injury and Rocky mentions dropping the CML title and he's looking for new international opportunities and he wants gold or Cassidy gets it says fine, I'll see you Friday. And Rocky didn't expect that, and Stad and Trent give him props for getting a match where he didn't mean to, basically. It was pretty, pretty funny, I guess. I don't know. Rio versus Soraya. Tony was on commentary. She called him Taz, a human duplex machine. Uh, the match was okay, but I would have preferred Soraya to win and maybe set up a feud with Rio and Mariah, but Mariah did get involved after the match. The first time she got physical on the, on, on the fucking show, but Soraya did a decent character work in the match. Uh, Ruby was watching the match backstage. Soraya gets out of Dodge before 619, but Rio got a couple of head scissors outside. Soraya hid behind a security guard to get the advantage and swings Rio against a guardrail. Tony threw, um, threw the picture in picture. That's pretty funny. Um, commentators were debating the size of Luther's head for some reason. Uh, Rio did eventually get the 619 and a cross body. Soraya anticipated her diving stop and a thrust kick. Rio ends up getting a Northern Lights and then a diving stomp. She does a running knees for the win. Tony then uses like those binoculars that you use in the theater, basically, and approaches her and gets creeped out of how much bigger she comes across when she's using them. And then Rio and her brawl. Rio gets her with the tiger faint kick. Mariah May shows up and knocks Rio out with the title. And Tony acts like he doesn't know who Mariah May is. This match was decent, but it was more about the angle, I guess. I, I don't think there'll be much substance of the feud other than the Tony's just doing character work, and it feels like it would just be a good match in a standard defense. Maybe this will lead to... If, if, like maybe this match will lead to Rio having a feud with Mariah May, you know, after, you know, the pay-per-view or something like that, maybe. Or maybe this will be her debut match before the match. I don't know. You you know WWE has problems with Nakamura where they use subtitles. You can do something something uh, going. You can get those kind of going on with Rio, but you know, like if you really wanted to like make her have character development and like you know just not come out for like to have a good match and all that kind of stuff, or you know you you can do that kind. Of, like, you know you can do that that kind of setup for people who don't speak English well or something like that. You know. I never, th I never thought that I would see WWE uh, make use of minorities better with, like, you know, with foreign language shit. Because normally they would be the ones who are ignorant of that, you know. They probably still are, but, you know, like, you know, aesthetics at least. And then uh, Tony Schiavone reads a statement from a Christian who was not there. He didn't read it the way he wrote it, but I don't know, like, what was stopping him from just saying fuck off. Not like Christian can put his hands on him or he get fined, right? He read a statement that he better read it word for word with some effort being put in it or he'll get that yellow slapped off his teeth. 
tells the audience to sit down and shut it while he conducts Christian's business, and the crowd is booing, and this is and because no one wants to you know hear Tony be a, an asshole. As the biggest star in AEW, um, his absence has left holes in their lives. After his career-defining win over Adam Copeland, he decided to take his project Nick Wayne on well-deserved vacation, and he understands that the rated-R superstar at World's End, and to make um, people's tiny minds at ease, he'll make his return at Collision, and he'll address Edge, um, Adam Copeland, and uh, whatever else transpired in Montreal. And he wants a hero's welcome when, he's return- when, he, when he returns, and Tony had to pause for them to boo at that, basically. So the advertised Thunder Rose at Abaddon versus Julian Sky Cage versus Keith Christian promo acclaim versus top flight and uh, top flight and Andretti Claudio versus Brian Brody versus Garcia Andrade versus Kingston. You know. Anyways, I'll come back with uh, you know the other recaps and other stuff to talk about. I guess you know. December 24th, eight thirty-two p.m. I'm not doing anything. You know, you know, this is the one year where I should be shining because everyone else is doing like you know, family shit. I'm alone most of the time. I don't think anyone in my family really likes me. Mystery lights. It's all right. song that represents me. I'll get into new music. I imagine I'm going to record the recaps on the 25th portion of this podcast. I want to do the discourse, which is a lot. Nothing we can discuss but me winning Cause I've been MVP of this league of my 
dreams from the beginning. Let's go. My life is marvelous. My mental overhead is high. If you died and you double crossed me, you lost you a part of it. I lost my favorite aunt to the same as my son. They told me to hang in there. So I've been sitting inside of this frame in the Hall of Fame in my mind. And it's only me and pain in there. I just moved upon. I read the Bible, never knew the Psalms. You counting ruler with your thumb. Understand that money's the root of evil, the rule of thumb. That Patron came in one, look what you become. I just moved to Bishop. He who recognizes his own problems is he who finally truly gets it. The wise words motivating it. A recession, get you a shovel, dig your way to hell and buy back what you sold to Satan shit. I'm somebody, somebody would probably switch places with. Everybody dreams, not everybody gets to chase the shit. After a couple million records in I'm not Jay-Z standing next to the president I'm not ballin' like Mike Jordan All I know is I'm about to be greater than I ever been So I'm good I like to thank my fake friends I'm real as that No holding applause for y'all Hope you get the clap I'm still chasing my dream, nigga How real is that? I know what making it means, nigga How real is that? Through all the chaos and chasing my dreams Ladies and G's, I found time to make babies Babies who think that I'm great Now I can teach them to strive to be greater than me and to me, that's what making it me. Haters can rest in peace. Fuck this record business and they label discrepancies. Fuck all the shit out here that could be the death of me. Fuck these award shows. I made my own acceptance speech. I like to nominate myself for not letting this business drag me away from my family. Grammys, parties, manies, memories is heavy. Today's artists, they different. They into shit like Zannies, Manny, Petty. No disrespect to the younger rappers. I don't want y'all to misinterpret nothing. It's cool. Oh man, I, it's, oh, I mean you get it, man. You get the fucking song, but I I press another song on accident. Anyways, I, I'm I'm on uh, Twitter Spaces, um, but I don't know how long I should be on that. No one seems to be coming in. The thing is, I I was gonna go on Tumblr, but the thing is, there's no point of even going on Tumblr now because what happened. I thought maybe it was a whole site, like all the sites merged it like as sites, but the live portions of like let's say Tumblr, Meet Me, Plenty of Fish, they've all merged. So I was seeing like again, and I, and and I do have a lurker account on Tumblr. You know what I mean? Because um, I I did want to speak like because again when uh you know I had a miscommunication with some of the uh, live streamers. Where it wasn't like that, like, I, like when someone said, okay, um, you know, I, uh, she got from California, I said, oh yeah, I, I can tell. I didn't mean it as an insult, but she thought it was, and she didn't take a chance, she blocked me. And then someone else, someone else blocked me, and it was for miscommunication as well. So I went to go and talk to them under that, and I told them flat out, this is the account that you, you know, this is the account you blocked, whatever. So I don't use it often, but sometimes when, uh, you know, um, you know, um, like, it, it became cool, but for some reason, I guess she doesn't know how to unblock. So sometimes if I, if I see her on my favorites, because I still have that person <coughs> on my favorites, but I can't go on her fucking stream. So I, I, do, I, do, I do go there, what to call to, uh, you know, see what she's saying. You know, if I, if I don't see anyone else on that, you know, it's on my favorites list. But I noticed on, on my burner account that there's an influx of a lot of accounts, and I thought... Wow, these accounts are not showing up on my fucking on my regular account, so I thought like maybe there was a whole conspiracy against me of like, I was gonna write a whole blog about it too. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, I'll mention it because I, I like mentioning my mistakes. I I I I have no qualms with that. 
I think it's funnier that way, but, you know, some people just love to fucking pile on your fucking faults. Never want to analyze any of their fucking shit, and, you know, they want to fucking be on my level for some odd reason on, on a mental fucking... I mean, I know the aesthetic and the social events and everything that you guys get invited to, everyone who has an issue with me, you know what I mean? But it just shows you how irrelevant, but, like, how much I'm hated because there's a lot of people who are, like, starting to put out messages or they're starting to, like, like get really fucking uneasy with me, um, like, kind of finding my groove and maybe people behind the scenes are impressed with me going out and doing so- something that I wasn't, that I was afraid to do, like, for so many years. And even though it's, like, small fucking steps, people fucking hate you for it, you know what I mean? And they make you feel like shit. They make you feel fucking small because you didn't do it with their fucking help. And again, you know, this is like, you know, over 40, over like, you know, almost an hour into the podcast. Between the last portion, like 41 minutes, now there's seven minutes in here so far for this recording. If you don't, like, listen, I'm not here to waste people's fucking time. If they don't want to listen, then don't fucking listen. You can pick it up when... Again, there's people who listen, who, like, might have power. And they have to listen for some odd fucking reason when, you know, their lives are much more better than I am. You know what I mean? Like, you just let me be irrelevant and just kind of talk to myself. No one has to fucking, you know, even acknowledge this. But, you know, I notice people more and more take fucking jabs. And that's fine, I guess. That's why I have to write blogs all the fucking time, because it's it's always in my head. But yeah, no, so then, so Tumblr basically merged. And so now people who are were Tumblr OGs, like, who are getting, like, good views for Tumblr, suddenly, like, now, like, I mean, for, like, the ones that get, catch traction, they have, like, 50 to 100 people, you know, who visited or are there, right? Someone like me, now, I'm irrelevant, see? So, I, so when, when these people are getting, like, you know, 1,800, I was, like, barely getting fucking 50, basically, you know, whether we bots or real fucking people and all that type of shit. Last few times that I've been on Tumblr, I've, I've gotten, like, two people in there. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess people don't want to fucking... But now it's like you can't even find me on the live portion anymore because there's so many. So I've been going on different people's streams, and they don't have Tumblr accounts. So I got... And, and again, like, it's, so, so, that, so now Tumblr had a good community. It seemed like a more peaceful fucking community. But, like, now it's like, okay, what the call, you know... It's like now it's like I'm seeing like some of the like worst parts of like of humanity on you know on on the live feature now. And it makes no fucking sense to me. But I mean, I know, but there's also some cool people I met, you know, you know. But there's a whole cast of fucking characters I guess now. I could try. I could just leave, uh, you know, Twitter Spaces. Um, you know, uh, if, I could leave Twitter Spaces right now and just go on Tumblr Live right now, and see what the situation is. You know, I'm. I, I intend on recording for the next like like you know bit. 
I know it's gonna be a look. I haven't done a podcast since like you know, like Monday or two, like you know, Monday, and now it's like you know, a one week later. Like this is what a regular podcasting schedule is for like regular podcasters who like you know actually like you know you know care about the audience's time. I guess even though like I've never put a gun to anyone's head that like oh you listen to my podcast you have to like like stay here forever. If you got things to do, go do other things. Go listen to shorter podcasts. Come back when you're fucking ready. It doesn't have to, like, catch up week to week, you know what I mean? You can actually uh, listen to it after the fucking fact and see if I got any of my predictions right since I love to predict discourse. Since that's my angle, I guess. Because God knows I'm not here for anything else, you know what I mean? This is all my only fucking use, you know, just speaking on a podcast and, uh, you know, I, you, you know what I mean? So, so sorry if, you know, some of these are too fucking long for people. I understand a lot of you have lives and all that. I don't, so, you know what I mean? So, like, just w- listen to it on your fucking schedule. You know what I mean? I, I just hate, like, there's no... Like, I'm, I'm not like, oh, if you listen to my podcast all eight hours, you're a piece of fucking shit. Like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. It's for my own mental fucking health to just get shit out. And if people happen to fucking listen to it, that's cool. Then listen to the fucking podcast. If you don't, then that's also fucking cool. I just think people fucking hate that and despise. They just despise that I can, uh, I can even if I struggle, I can kind of do this on my own. People don't like to hear that I can do shit on my own, cause I'm I'm pretty fucking useless. It's it's not enough for them that I'm always suffering during this time of the fucking year as well. You know what I mean? Where they gotta fucking take a little extra cheap shot. Everyone everyone takes cheap shots at me, and then I come on and I take cheap shots back, or you know. Or, or, I, or I write about people in my private in, pri- in the private journal just to see because again powerful people are always monitoring or getting fed what the fuck you know what. and and that's on them you know what I mean because they shouldn't be looking at that but they can't um you know hold themselves back from intruding in my life even though like I'm you know I, and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure as, as, it, as it goes on they'll make my uh They'll make my life worse with, like, the comedy thing, too. Like, they'll try to, like, send their agents to, like, disrupt me and all that kind of shit since, you know, people, a lot of, a lot of right-leaning people don't like my politics. You know, I don't know. I don't know where to fucking start, man. I really, I really, I really don't, you know. There's just, just too much to, to talk about. This is like, you know, in, intimidating because now I'm just looking at the list and I'm like, I have to conquer all this. But you know what? I'll fucking do it because, you know, it's like the one use I am, you know. I, I'm, I'm just going to do these until, like, they're, they, they say that, you know, I'm ready to die. I, I know they're not going to let me die anytime fucking soon for some for some odd reason. I have no idea why. Like, the, the, whole thi- the whole thing about me wanting to go is also for other people now to not have to hide 
who they're associated with, you know what I mean, or or you know, or all the stuff that 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 they're getting, you know what I mean, that that the denial that they fucking got, so they can intrude on my life. Just let me, just you, you're gonna give it to them anyways. You're giving to them anyways. You know the rewards and the spoils. They already got the best. You know, what I mean? and again, they, they all these people got the best of all these fucking worlds, and yet they're still not fucking happy. They still fucking are threatened by how I fucking think, for some odd reason. You know. I but yeah, I, I did do I did do open mic again. You know, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. It wasn't last time wasn't the best set, but I'm still just getting comfortable. I, I, I do add notes to like some of the material that I want. I also have jotted notes that I wanna make into material. So I definitely have ideas just like between writing blogs, keeping up with discourse like, you know what I mean? Like, like I cut m- m- uh, movies and television, like, you know, to make, you know, to catch up on the latest. I used to try to watch Breaking Bad or Sopranos, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. I try to catch up with some of the weekly, you know, some of the shows that come on weekly and all that, you know what I mean? I'm just not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I, I've been in the world, because now I'm analyzing the world in the storyline fucking way, basically. But, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, like, it's actually cool to go out once a week, I guess. Because, God, for, God forbid, you know, I, I have limited amount of money, basically, you know what I mean, in my personal opinion, right? And because I feel like the conservatorship with it is, like, you know what I mean, like, I don't have access to all of it. And it's like, I have to worry, like, even though, like, I might be well off, maybe, you know what I mean, they're not telling me. Even though they've, hit, they, they've sent trolls and a bunch of people who, you know, randomly are nice to me. Like, there's certain, there's certain people, like, people from my past, you know what I mean, like, who, like, like, align with fucking, you know, being permitted by my, you know, my family to, like, you know, treat me like shit. You know what I mean? And yet, what the call they want to, like, you know, stay around me and fucking inject their fucking, force their fucking, you know, edgelord persona in my, in my fucking face. But, you know, getting, because thing, all, all the comedians I followed in, like, the, the 2000, the 2010s have all gone through podcasts, right? And because those are the ones that I follow, it's like, uh, you know, uh, You know, I don't know. Let me see again. See, this is a good idea for a bit. You know what I mean? Um, you know, hold on. Let me see something. Hold on a second. Um, uh, hold on. Hold on. One, hold on one second. You know, I could pause it.
Hold on one second. See, again, this, this is why I'm bad at this, but, you know, just readjust, you know, put it on three speed whenever I do that kind of shit. No, but it's like, it's it's cool, like, okay, because I, I so, because I've been watching, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, old, like, the old community, like Bill Byrne, all these guys, right, and Mark Maron, all of them. Because they got, I listen to more of their podcasts and I listen to their specials most of the time, right? And if you listen to the specials and then that's it, kind of, then like you know, what I mean, you can go, okay, these, these guys are still like pretty funny. But I think because you like you you you, you like um oh, hold on one second, hold on, hold on. So yeah, because I listen to those guys like you know doing podcasts, I would just kind of keep up with them, and I wouldn't really keep up with like the up and comers. And most of the up-and-comers that, like, some of, like, you know, the Open Anthony pipeline of comedians, um, you know, that hang out with Bill Burr and all those guys have, like, you know, like, how, what people they've normalized. It's like, like, you know, the ones that always, like, act like, okay, if you, if you do preachy comedy, you're an asshole, but we're going to be the preachy fucking right-wing fucking guys that are talking about how liberalism is, like, you know, and wokeness is getting out of control and all that kind of shit. So going out and like just watching, you know, established comedians in the area and have been doing like, you know, what I mean, I look these people up and all that kind of stuff. And they're in like, you know, they have shows, they're in writing and all that kind of stuff. It's actually good to see people who are actually comedians do comedy because now it's like gone to the next fucking level of, you know, uh, people, you know, uh, you know, politicians and, you know, you know, analysts who think they're fucking ten times fucking funnier, you know what I mean, so, it's actually, you know, good to see actual fucking comedians, you know, do that type of shit, because the stuff that I'm consuming, you know, the stuff online, and in the, you know, alt media, independent media, and all that kind of stuff, in the mainstream media, has been complete and utter shit, and that's what happens when they try to water down fucking comedy, like, pro wrestling hasn't done that enough, you know, watering down comedy, where they need to insert it every fucking, you know, in every facet of fucking, you know, television. We always need to have, like, non-stop fucking laughter. That's how I fucking look at it, at least, you know. So I've been listening to some of the comedians that I, like, you know, interacted with over there. And some of them that I've seen... And, you know, they're pretty fucking good, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it kind of gives me some motivation. But then at the same time, it's like, how am I going to make this? How am I going to... It's not even about writing it. Because I can, I can write it, you know what I mean? Just about memorizing it, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I should memorize, like, the fucking, you know, like, ad, like the ad-libbing part. Or, like, if I'm going to remember it, you know what I mean? But I also think I'm neurotic enough where I can make shit fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, I've already, you know... I know I know how to get over with fucking comedy. I think that's why people are fucking... The, not people... I'm not saying the people that I've interacted with in the comedy world. I mean, I mean, there's, there's been more welcoming people, but there are some people who, like... Maybe it's a comedian's thing before I get into the club, whatever, that, like, they kind of have to, like, kind of give me the cold shoulder or, you know, give me some origin story that, you know, they kind of, you know... But for the most part, people have been fucking welcoming and they've been, you know. Who knows what happens?
By the way, what they're called, um, I, I know it's always been alluded to, but, like, I think it's kind of in the open now where, like, uh, I, I, was, I was going on Instagram to post my stupid AI art that no one likes. I guess that's the one that's the one area that I grew in basically annoying people, finding another way to annoy people that doing AI art. Even even though I know a lot of my idea, like a lot of them are they don't end up fucking. I like the ones that don't end up fucking you know looking well whatever. But like just throwing out random ideas, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know how to describe the fucking. I'm not that fucking smart with that. I just put down an idea and I hope for the fucking best. Like, 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 for example, whenever I put down, like, an example, like, like, one guy got mad at me on Twitter because, like, they thought that one of the, one of the AI pictures of Anna Kasparian was sexualizing, and it's like, yeah, I can, I can understand, I can understand that, but, like, if you look at my prompt, it says, Anna bowing down to the right way, and it's like, like, it's, it's like that one time, that one random time where I, I, I entered in to the fucking, you know, AI chat, um, um, the, um, the Black April O'Neil, um, lecturing Tucker Carlson on, uh, journalistic integrity and all that kind of stuff, and they just gave me a black woman, um, you know, flashing me, basically. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't enter a sexualized thing, so I just kind of put my results in, but people might, this one guy thought that I specifically put it in a position for, like, Anna Kasparian to be, like, in some lingerie, when I didn't fucking even put that in the prompt. You know, I was on Instagram and I saw Summer Lynn on, and uh, you know, uh, she always makes mention of like the the you know the you know like because uh, she has a person in wrestling that's like I guess maybe a client maybe at one point I don't know, they're friends definitely so I just assume a client maybe, but the guy like fully like you know like was in like embraced like he was in the chat like like acknowledging it you know what I mean that he's like you know friends with her so. I think it's safe to say that I can mention it to Willie Mack, even though like, I think most people who really could probably get the clues, but it was she was like introducing us in the chat. It was kind of wild. <laughs> I'm like you know like on Christmas weekend, I'm like I'm on a sex worker's uh, uh, Instagram live, um, you know, um, having a mutual having a mutual meet meet up with Willie Mack. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't anticipate it. You know, like you know being that kind of wild. You know. No one seems to be coming in. Uh, oh, I think this is muted. I've been muted the whole time on uh, on uh, on Twitter Spaces. Uh, no, not not the whole time when I paused it. But it doesn't matter because no one's really in here. So I might as well just try my luck on Tumblr. I guess. You know, we'll do that mission. This is like one of the harder fucking times for me, basically, you know. Cause I'm so isolated from people I know, right? And uh, and then and then when you think about what the what the people like, what they put you through in the last decade, you're like, I'm not sure if I wanna, you know, I if, I'm not sure if I wanna like be friends with some of these people really, and maybe it's best that you know we don't talk. But I, but I know what they're called, like, you know, like, their the luxurious life is always going to be flashed upon my, like, they're, they're going to make sure that I know what luxurious, you know what I mean? Like, they've already kind of, like, you know, flirted with it behind the scenes, but, like, you know, now. 
Let me go on Tumblr Live right now. You know what? I, I'm trying to think, you know, if I want to. If I want to fucking do that right now. I can just start off. I mean, I can start off with the Palestine-Israel stuff. You know, I, I already ended the, you know, the, the Tumblr Live. No, not Tumblr Live. Uh, the Twitter spaces. Let me, uh, you know, um, organize my fucking talking points. I don't know. I don't know where to start. I, I, I can start with again, maybe because it's always prominent. Like from now, from from until like whatever their um, the fundamentalists are, you know, planning to accomplish. Like, like to me, like I, I know it's important to like know day by day how much more horrible this is getting because it's important to know, like, you know, what's happening. It's, like, you know, important to get updated on that. But it's hard to know when, like, the people dispersing the information online are also sports entertaining and some of them, you know, are, like, aligning with more fundamentalist beliefs while also cosplaying as pro-Palestinian. And I'm not supposed to, like, question that because then that automatically means that I don't, that I'm equating the the power structure between Palestine and Israel, even though, you know, between the citizens of Palestine and Israel, uh, it's no question who has more fucking power. And I'm not going to budge from that. That's not a, it shouldn't be a controversial fucking thing to say, but some people have to cosplay as, as is, like, you know, and then they'll, like, you know, do shock, shock jock edgelord shit where they, you know, um, like, pretend not to give a shit about, like, they pretend to give a shit about Israelis, and then justify why fucking IDF had to shoot them, and then at the same time, they won't fucking, uh, you know, talk about, um, you know, what horrible shit fucking Palestinians are continuously going through. And the genocide that continues. And that's supposed to and that's supposed to make everyone who's concerned reactionary. Where, you know, now you know you then align with fucking people who might who where you're being lured. Like here's an example, right? Right now there's like, you know, talk about listen. I know it's fucking bad in the West Bank. Like, even though th- th- that isn't quote-unquote Hamas-controlled. E- e- even if you say Hamas-controlled, like, you know, Israel still allows it to fucking function. Always wanted to function. So, like, it's always, like, even if you blame Hamas, like, you know, I- I- is- I- Israel's, like, you know, one of the people that want them to. While they, you know, obviously let other fundamentalist governments... Like sneak in, sneak in, fucking you know, uh, not not sneak in, but like help fund it, basically. But like you know, but but I noticed that now people who are supposed to be on the left, like listen, I understand. So so what I'm saying is that like it sucks that like this year Christmas. Like, with all stuff that's going on, like, you know, Christmas, like, I, I just feel like people who are, who say they're left-wing, and also, and also, I'm talking about the ones that have shown, like, the last couple of years how shady they are, with, like, praising fucking Putin and all that kind of shit. 
But it's like because I believe some of them are aligned with some of the national uh, white nationalist types, anti-Semitic types. I'm not talking about the protesters. I'm not talking about the Palestinians. Before people started fucking thinking that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the people who dominate the discourse. Especially when you try to find the information online and go to different fucking media outlets. You don't know what fucking is true and what's fucking not. You know what I mean? So then, so now it's like they, like, oh, this is the real cancel culture of, like, you can just say that, like, what's going on in Bethlehem is really, really fucking bad and name the fucking horrible shit that is specifically what's being fucking done. You know what I mean? Like, that's enough. I mean, I... Like, to me, that's a fuck, That's enough to get people, you know, like, concerned about what's going on. But when you do it, like, oh, they're not going to be able to celebrate Christmas this year. It feels like some of the people who I don't fucking trust in the alt media are using, you know, um, you know, um, like, you know, like, for example, you think that because some of these fundamentalists praise about fucking Jesus, that they actually fucking, like, they don't actually give a shit about Jesus. They'll just say they do. But they actually worship the fucking devil. So by thinking you're owning them by going, you see, Jesus would not like what you guys are doing. It's like you're finding a, a, a way to, like, kind of, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, help white nationalists use the, all the war on Christians. Um, again, because now it's supposed to be an, anti, an anti-Semitic fucking war uh, against fucking, you know, uh, against Jewish people. While the pro-Israel side who has alignment with these fucking anti-Semitic people... Are like are are basically like gaslighting you hundred hundred times over. Oh, there's no churches. There's no churches in Gaza, and then they blew up all the churches. There's no hospitals. Oh, it turns out those that wasn't a command center. Like yeah, no shit. But that's like just extra. It's an extra insult to injury. That's what they do. The the extra insult to injury. That's what I can't fucking stand. Like, I, I can't stand the fucking horrendous fucking shit that's going on, but, like, now it's like you're forcing me to be distracted by their fucking, of, of them saying dumb shit or me pointing out their hypocrisy when they don't even give a shit if I point out their hypocrisy. Because they're, they're profiting off of the fucking hypocrisy. They're, they're profiting off, like, something, because, again, there's, there's a reason why people do this online now, because there's definitely uh, an online fucking type of, uh, there's definitely, like, an online type of uh, currency that, in that that's, you know, employing them. Why, why do you think people are, like, so hell-bent on getting their word out on the fucking internet? It's because they fucking will make money off of their engagement. You know what I mean? Like, oh, or, or, or Israeli official coming out and saying, oh, I think, uh, you know, uh, like, I, should, I think Gaza should be the out. Like, 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 these people do not give a shit about the Holocaust then if they're willing to say that kind of shit. But, but the thing is, they know it's wrong. And it's like, now I'm wasting time. Like, people have to waste time now. 
and I, I understand why people have to do this because you have to, you, if you're someone that's trying to counter like this propaganda narratives, you, you know, people will definitely fall for it. But like, but like now it's like so transparent that like now it's like we waste time on, on their tactics. So like, so, so, so not only are like innocent people fucking dying and getting killed fucking daily getting told to go to areas and then, oh, we're going to bomb that area. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, to me, it's sick. By the way, what's it called? They claim to put um, Israeli critics on on bombs. So they put, like, Jackson Hinkle. So somebody obviously paid for a custom for social media. That's the that's sick fucking part. But you know whose name they also put there? Jank Uger. And you know why they put it there? You, you, these guys are not critical of is well, Jank. You know, well, I mean, they, they seemingly are, but they're going more fucking right wing. So to me, that represents that those people are actually on the Israeli fucking side, even though they pretend like they're not. Or if if they if they are um like against Israel, it it will be to join the fucking you know the far right wing basically. To join the anti-Semitic fucking side. Which correlates with the pro-Israel side. Which is why they have Ben Glebe. Otherwise, Ben Glebe would be called out for the misinformation that he puts out. And then not knowing who's doing the targeting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Rafa's being targeted. I don't know. Then it's like, you know, you look at the topic and then you, you, you can't, like, decide. And you can't decide if it's Hamas or if it's uh, Israel. But to me, like I said, you know, because Hamas works hand-in-hand hand with Israel, in my personal opinion. So, like, they ever, like, like they haven't been, fuck, like, fucked up from all this. It's fucking the Palestinians that are being fucked up from all this. This is the way I fucking look at it, at least. But, like, it was interesting looking at the names of, like, the bombs they're putting in. You know what I mean? They, they, they put Jack... I thought they're actually put... So, to me, that just symbolizes, to me, at least... It's why it's why I think some of these people, you know, who say they're go say they're left are gonna go fucking more right eventually, especially when you're in that fucking hemisphere of fucking alt media. I don't know, I, I can't keep up with everything specific. I got, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Um, I, you know, I, it, 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 the other thing that's been hard is that it, when you don't do a because when I don't do a do a podcast, I'm not really speaking at home. You know, what I mean, I'm mostly in my thoughts. You know, the, the 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 less said to me, better. You know what I mean? Like I'm always in my own fucking head, anyways. And then I went out on Thursday and I got like some vocal shit out, basically. You know, to sp express myself. 
But then since then, like, I've mostly been quiet. And, you know, so then you're overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. And then, like, you, then, then it's, like, a couple of days fucking go by. And then, you know, you don't know how to fucking speak anymore. And I already have trouble as is. I already have, like, you know... I already have, like, you know, a whole thing going on in my fucking head where nonstop thoughts are, you know, parading around and all that shit. You know, you're in, you know, your, your mental illness, fucking, you know, you're envisioning scenarios, you're in the fucking scenario. And it's like you do something in that scenario and it feels like you've done it. And it's like, it's like, I, I this is why it's like, you know what I mean? Like, this is never going to go away. And it's like, why am I fucking here? Like, a lot of people just don't fucking like... People say they like me. But there are a lot of people who, like, get to dictate the narrative that don't fucking like me. And, like, you know, they fucking, you know... Like, like here and there, people will, like, think being nice to me is, like, doing me a big fucking favor. But then they'll go back to just treating me like fucking shit. Try to, try to make me a fucking pushover. And because I can see their fucking con a mile away... They get mad at me for fucking being smart because I, I don't fucking just blindly fucking just want to, you know, believe what they're... And then, and, and, then, and because they hate me so much, they've chosen to oppose me by, you know, uh, potentially aligning with fundamentalists, basically. I can't prove that, but it feels like that's the direction they're fucking going in. And then they look down. And they look down at me because I don't want to go that way. But they hate me that fucking much. They, 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 they really took it to fucking heart that I didn't want them, like, intruding in my creativity. I like doing it on my own. Now, do I nail it at the park a hundred percent all the time? No, it's impossible. Like you know, I could do an eight hour podcast, and guess what? Maybe two of the jokes will fucking actually land. The other, other stuff is just residual. And and if you can't get conditional fucking support, then it's like they like if they, if people are not getting anything out of it, then it's like they're not gonna support it. Like they're not gonna even they won't admit that it's funny. They won't admit that they listen. You know what I mean? They have to always you know. It has to be like seen as oh I'm I'm I I I need some approval and if I get a big pat on the head from someone that's more credible in the system oh my god can you believe how far I've come? Maybe I just don't want to fucking be here because all of it's shit. I'm sitting here analyzing in my pers- in my heart of hearts knowing that the world is going in a more fundamentalist direction. And they're just finding gimmick ways to fucking get us there. And and knowing that, so now I'm seeing people who, you know, scoff at this whole war on Christmas type of deal. And now you're using that gimmick to, like, latch on to already oppressed people going on. And then also doing, like, you know, uh, oh, like, uh, like I, I, I just don't trust any per, anyone in notor- notoriety. Who has like connections with like you know government shit, or any like, any government around the fucking world? I don't have I, when they start using like I'm not saying that there aren't people that uh, don't have faith and they, and they and they don't do good with that. I'm not I'm not saying that. But whenever it's known fucking figures 
I have to, even when it comes to Muslims too, like I can be like, you know, that, like, that one UFC, that one MMA guy that got into a brawl with Conor McGregor, like even though the Muslim are like, oh, that's cool that like, you know, Muslim kind of like, you know, showed a racist, whatever, you know, uh, give him a little bit of comeuppance basically. But then at the, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like he's a celebrity and then sometimes people think that he's connected with like, you know, shady people from, you know, the, the fundamentalism in, in, uh, in, in, in his religion, Muslim religion, in Islam, basically. And, 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 you, and, you, and you never fucking know, basically, you know what I mean? So that's why I don't, like, la- like I can latch on to the message, like, a good message, but, like, I'm not going to fucking latch on to public figures who, like, go the fucking, you know, uh, peaceful religious route because some of them are always tied to some type of fundamentalism. That's just how I fucking look at it, you know. Some people might not look at it that way, but, you know, that's the way I look at it. You know. Like in, in, I couldn't keep up. know those protests in Toronto. I, I heard there was, um, you know, I, again, like I'm sure there was more, but like there was more, like, uh, like I heard that, like, uh, you know, police um, locked up somebody and assaulted them, and then there was protests outside the police station. You know, and I, and I hope that person, like, you know, um, I mean, it's hard to know what the person's like true affiliation is because, like you know, people who are you know bad faith actors who are pro Israel, they label anything Hamas supported, you know, because because even if there are like little crisis actors that the elite send into these protests to be you know to go viral and rep- and make it seem like that was what represents the whole fucking protest, like that should exist. See, that's what crisis actors are. People, you know, buy into the Alex Jones definition, obviously. Because everyone has to let the right wing run amok with the conspiracies. While giving them credit for being, you know... I don't know, man. And then, uh, you know, um, yeah, those hostages, Israeli hostages that were killed, the Israeli families are not happy with Netanyahu. I mean, obviously. I'm, I'm glad that's at least getting a little bit more focused, too, that, like, you know, I, I, I'm not saying there isn't, like, you know, again, if there's, like, whole mega supporters in, in America, then, of course, there would be people, there would be, like, you know, large portions of people in Israel that would support it, but that doesn't mean everyone in Israel is doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of peaceful people in Israel. You know what I mean? Just you're supposed to, like, you know, because you're supposed to the government and the, and the people that are backing them, the fundamentals that are backing them represent, like, you know, I don't know, man. And then there was like again, like, and and, and I, I would assume that like stuff that's trying to be sent to um, to to Gaza 
is supposed to be, you know, uh, like, you know, like, you know, like, I guess, like, the, um, um, like, anyone, like, basically they're saying that what they call the Houthis in, in from, like, from Yemen are the ones targeting commercial ships. And so then I, I didn't know what angle's going on. Like, are they actually, ta- are they just saying that because maybe they're trying to send in fucking aid to Israel, to, I mean, to, to, to Gaza, basically? Or, like, is this representative that, like, if commercial fucking stuff, like, people, it'll be a reason why things won't get, it'll be, it'll be, like, one more, um, reason why things are not going to be reaching certain destinations and all that kind of shit, so that, like, it makes the world even, like, more inconvenient, then something will shut down because of it, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's the angle that I'm looking at it for, whenever these things happen. So whatever, like, they, whatever they decide, it's, like, supposed to be another added element to me of society fucking just falling down and, and just basically crumbling. But e- e- even, like, the, the defense for that, like, from, like, the, you know, the Western countries, or I don't, I don't know how many, I know Canada's involved, whatever, but they're calling it Operation Prosperity Guardian. See, it's, it's it's like they've trained you with these movies and television, like like this is a like again. I I don't even know the specific movie that I'm. I'm gonna say MCU maybe, but e- even I wouldn't think MCU would be that pretentious. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe you know. But I I you know. Then one day I saw that Hamas was shooting rockets into Israel. I don't even know if that's fucking true, but like you know. But again, like, you know, whatever, like, whenever, like, whenever anything that happens from Hamas's side, right, like, that will get amplified by all the bad faith actors even more. Like, you know what I mean? They'll focus on that, but then, like, some of the bad faith actors, and I'm not saying everyone on social media is, I'm just saying some of the ones that are dominating conversations while also, like, you know, um, doing, you know, put an apologia. Or, like, they can't fucking, you know, uh, you know, talk about, like... And, again, see, this is why I can't talk to, like, a lot of Western fucking, you know, like, people. Like, you know, who follow, like, mainstream liberal news. Who talk about, like, you know, uh, like, you know, other governments. Because it always has to be, like, a U.S. 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 fucking... U.S. war hawk type of... Uh, so I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, a war hawk, but I, I said you. I, I don't know, man. I'm trying to find an angle. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It uh, it just doesn't seem like you know. It just doesn't uh, you know seem like you know anything is gonna be resolved. I don't think that's the intent. You know, they just want, they want to make it seem like there's like some type of attempt. Even though it's like half ass and then this, like, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a temporary ceasefire is happening, but then people are still dying, you know, while that ceasefire is supposed to be. It's like the rules don't fucking matter. It's like, you know, it's like attitude versus aggression era type of fucking booking. And, and then, and then, and then instead of just saying that what they call like, Instead of the alt media saying, "Hey, listen, what's going on is horrible," in like you know in in Gaza and all that kind of stuff, like you know and, and like you know and, and explaining what's happening and all that, they'll always make it seem like corporate me like the corporate media is the be all end all. But it's like, 
if you're putting out a good message, like, like even though I wish none of this was happening, but at least there's more fucking mainstream. There is more of a mainstream voice for pro-Palestinian now. It's just happening online and alt media. And don't say, oh, that, that doesn't get as much review. No, that's if it's funded. If it's funded by billionaires, then it's supposed to catch fucking traction. That's another element of it. Instead of just copying to the fact that, like, there, like, the, like there is more fucking, and it's a good thing if there's more fucking pushback. But the, but but they still pretend the internet, like, they still think dispersing fucking information on the internet is some underground tactic. To me, at least, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I just I just like p- people could be putting out good good information. Like, you, it's good to educate people. But when you make it seem like, oh, this is more dangerous because mainstream media won't talk about it. It's like I've seen mainstream media talk about uh, talk about certain things, and then people act surprised, like, oh my god, they talked about it. And and another thing is, if these people were just they rely on the mainstream media being shit as their main focal point, because they always got to cover how mainstream media covered it. Even even though there's there's a way for the the message to just get out, like you'd be doing, uh, uh, um, you could get to the fucking whole point a lot sooner if it wasn't like, oh, we're gonna own the mainstream media. This is not me defending the mainstream media either. I don't. I don't watch mainstream media, but it seems like uh, for a decade in, a decade, a decade in of uh, consuming alt media, all they do is basically go WWE bad. This is why you, if you question my fucking you know motives and all that, that must mean that like you are WWE fucking you know bloodsucker. I don't know, man. I'm just, just flustered with all this shit. There's actually a kid in, um, you know, like a teenager, or I don't know how old this kid is. I feel like I'm a Sopranos character, you know. What I mean, this guy could be like in his twenties, and I'm like, he's a kid still, you know. But like, he's potentially getting arrested because he doesn't want to serve the IDF, and that's like what they're kind of going to be normalizing soon. You know, I don't know. So when people are like, oh, look, the U.S. is suppressing... It's like, how are they suppressing efforts if we know about it? Like, yeah, officially they're fucking suppressing it. But it's like, it's designed to be fucking known about. You can just fucking tell us what the U.S. is fucking doing. But they have to make it seem like it's more of a mysterious fucking angle. And listen, I do that too, but at least I'm not, like, fucking falling for, like, the notion that, like, the information is a lot more... Like, anything that's being put out, it's supposed to be put be, be put out there. It lurks online on purpose. 
There's always certain narratives of conspiracy that will be picked up, that will you know catch traction time and time. But they plant it on the online before they can fucking you know. Uh, they plant it online before it like you know so it becomes a fucking fact. That's why a lot of my fucking trolls are like you know pissed off, pissed off at me because they've planted so many fucking seeds of stuff that I was supposed to be initiated initiated into. So they could fucking go, oh, look, you see, and if they got me to do some of the fucking shit, they'll be like, see, I told you he was into all that, you know, like, do that type of shit. They'll self-project and shit. You know, I don't know. I can go through some fucking, you know, um, I mean, there was some good news that Brianna, uh, Brianna Gay's, um, uh, murder, um, uh, the murderers were found guilty. I mean, that's like, like, you know, I mean, I, I wish the murder didn't fucking happen, but, you know. There's like, you know, and, and the thing is, like, I'm so worried about, like, you know, because whenever, like, you know, people who are, like, you know, caught, like, doing horrible shit, it always feels like there'll be, like, 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 all the people that have been, like, you know, who, who did horrible shit, but then they somehow got their comeuppance that, like, when there's, like, a fundamentalist takeover, the insult to injury will be letting all these horrible people out. I don't know. I'm just you know trying to get my thoughts together. Cause I, I'm just, I'm just like whenever I talk about these things, man. I just I'm looking at like because I'm looking. I'm I'm really looking at the Chauv- the Sh- the Chauvin and uh, George Floyd thing because like like you know what I mean it's it's like the 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 exploitative like you know uh, fed like media that we have now. It's like season two of like you know uh, of like you know more and that's why they're bringing them up like, back in the discourse. That's why you're seeing the right wing kind of get on this whole thing about, like, they're starting to spread the propaganda again, you know, amplify it up again in the in the, in the midst of all this. Just like with the whole, um, you know, um, where was it? Hold on, let me see. Trying to see if I wrote it down in the um. But what was it called? I think the rapper Dave raised. I I know the other people that are raising money, but I just caught. I I saw I saw it on the hip hop site. So, like you know, he just raised money for a bunch of countries, like not just Palestine, but the Congo, as well. Which is like again, like I what was it called? I I haven't been fo- focused on that one. I I retweeted a couple of things. 
a month or two back, whatever, because, you know, it's important to, like, you know, you, you shouldn't just focus on, you know, just one, you know what I mean? Like, things that are, like, fucked up things that are going on around the world, like, all of it should get focused on. But but, but the thing is, but the, the, the reason why it doesn't get focused on is because when you focus on one, like, you know, whether it's, like, you know, Black Lives Matter protest or whatever, or whether it's, like, you know, pro-Palestinian stuff, like, like there's more, like, what ends up happening, there's more focus on, like, you know, the sports entertainment elements online and stuff that goes, that's supposed to go viral. Even though the stuff that's happening is fucking real, you know what I mean? But it's, like, for the online shit, there has to be, like, amped up fucking, you know, like, you know, like, you know, to, like, you know, because, again, if the right, the right wing is going to be doing it, then the left wing has to partake in doing sports entertainment themselves, but, like, you know, I wish everyone just put their cards on the table and let you know what kind of shit we're, we're, we're living in. Like, in, in, in the 2010s, I would have, you know, again, this is why I'm glad the whole Trump thing didn't happen, like, in two, like, you know, if he wasn't running in 2012. Because I, I, I guarantee you, some, because, I, because I was on terminally online for a lot of those fucking years, right? And I was, like, buying into, like, you know, like, again, like, taking advantage, the, these people taking advantage of the corruption going on. But then, like, like, acting like the next fucking guy is going to be the fucking hero. Because, like, you're specific, specifically talking about what Obama has done, even though it's, like, the bookers who control it, you know what I mean? Um... The bookers are, are the ones that control shit. You know, so the so I would have I would have been falling for this. Oh, they took Trump off the ballot. Like, you should let the people vote. Even even though most listen, maybe because since the whole Bush and uh, you know Al Gore shit of that being fucking rigged, like you know where you know people point at the Bush that wasn't a controversial opinion. That's why when like the right wing starts talking about election, like you know election fraud and all that, it's like. It, it doesn't come off like, oh, that's like, you know, a, a, a controversial thing because most people who are like, who, who had platforms, you know, um, and I'm talking about like the alt media type platforms, would be putting in that notion that the fucking, uh, they would be putting in the notion that like, you know, the elections are kind of fraudulent. There's no point because, you know, And in, in some in some cases, it's kind of like, like even though I I say everyone should fucking vote. If you th- you know what I mean like you know pe- people should voice their fucking you know like, you know do it if you have the right. I sometimes I think that we fall for the propaganda of thinking that oh the mainstream media harpers on vote on harps on voting, so now the alt media then like the you know in the two thousand tens were harping on like not voting. And it's like, we think that that can't be the propaganda. We only think that what the mainstream media says is the propaganda. But maybe they don't want people voting so that it favors, like, you know, their gut. Because they're, they're going to be voting for the, the, the Messiah that they think is going to bring in the whole thing together. So TYT can pretend like they're doing it from the angle because they took Jenk 
off the fucking Florida ballots. But what they're really doing, in my personal opinion, is amplifying it to make it seem like, oh, I'm not a Trump supporter. Even though Anakin Sparian acts like, oh my god, can you believe that if he wasn't running for president, I would be following his comedy career. Like, okay, we get it. You'll follow his... Like, even if he wasn't the president, the guy's still a fucking scumbag, racist. He's probably done horrible fucking shit even when he wasn't president. He had... He's had fucking probably a lot more power even, like, behind the fucking scenes of a lot of shit. And you still go support him. You know what I mean? Like, it just... That's why I hate when they make it seem like these, like these people in business and these people in fucking show business are just regular fucking people when they have, like, like, I'm not saying their lives are easy, it's a lot more, but it's a lot, it's a lot more mafia, it's like, it's a lot more mafioso, like, they're surrounded by that kind of shit, so to, to, to me, it's like, you know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense of, of, of why they, you know, keep pretending like, I mean, I, I have an inkling of why they're doing it, because they, they're moving more to the fucking right, even if right now they're taking a hardline stance on, you know, calling out Israel. But you can tell Anakin Sparian's fucking bowing down to the right wing. She thinks it's lazy to point out, like, oh, that she's grifting. Even though, like, you know, she picked out a random fucking comment in the chat to fucking, um, you know, get bothered by it. Because it's clearly fucking true. Yeah, sure, if I just say Anakin Spirit is, is uh, grifting, yeah, what's it called, because I don't, because I'm not going to further explain myself in the notion that, that, like, because I know what the overall con, I, I can explain it, but because, like, I've already fucking talked myself into thinking she's a grifter, at this point, it's like, yeah, Anakin Spirit is a fucking grifter. And just because you turned down fucking shit in the past doesn't mean you can't change your fucking mind in the fucking future. Like, you'll use your past credibility to act like you're on the same fucking level now when you're clearly not. You call people in colleges safe space fucking, you know, you you call them all these kind of names. Yet you don't want to talk to anyone outside your race because you might be called a racist because you say racist shit. You don't want to have any more leftists on to to, to dispute what you fucking say. You'll have sports entertainment segments with Jank to indicate that, like, you know, when the TYT documentary happens, this whole, like, that, that argument with, you know, Anna and Jake is going to be the pivotal moment of, like, behind the scenes where Anna Kasperian decided she needed to leave, and then whatever audience she cultivates, then she'll, like, basically play the fucking victim of, you know, she'll finally go over what kind of fucking shady shit that Jake did, basically, you know what I mean? She'll do expose. Jake will go more to the fucking right wing as well. I can see where it's going. And and they know by threatening to take him off the ballot, it's you know at at, at this time where his fucking base is gonna do some fucked up shit. They already try to do an insurrection the first time. But now you're an asshole if you believe that that was an insurrection, right? Because uh, 
the FBI. Again, listen, I'm not opposed to the conspiracy of the FBI. Uh, because, again, the right wing of the one point this out, right? That the FBI helped orchestrate it. But then can I twist that a little bit? Okay, I, I can be with you on on, the, on that issue. But then can I twist it and go, okay, um, but maybe the FBI is actually working with the Trump, with, with the with the Trumps. And they did organize it, but they have to make it seem like they did it from, you know, at the behest of, like, Nancy Pelosi. Can I get conspiratorial start thinking they're making it look that way? Or is that where the conspiracy, you know, where you guys draw the line with the conspiracies? Since, you know, conspiracies are supposed to only be right-wing, I guess, right? And 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 by, and by the way, they're also like, again. I don't know if TYT has mentioned that way because people are taking one clip of it. But like you know, like this isn't like a Democrat thing, you know, where on 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 the on the record, you know, it's uh Republicans that are doing it. But I guess because the Republicans are fucking doing it, like this is gonna add to more the nature of like you know Trump and his ilk of right wing people are the new is is what the new Republicans should be basically, and 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 that's what they want. That's why they're making it seem like the because the Republicans are on the, on the same boat. They're just passing the torch to the new right wing too, you know, because it makes it look like you know what they call then it makes it look like you know, um, you know people who can convince other people that look you see, Trump isn't totally that bad because he's going after some of these right wing people too. While he has supposed leftists defend him. But this is but this is why Jank um, did this fucking you know whole charade, in my personal opinion. I thought maybe okay, I, and 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 maybe and maybe the theory that I had before could have come into play, right? You know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just I I I'm I'm losing my train of fucking thought. Like I'm looking at all the notes that I have here, and I'm you know again I don't have anything else to do. You know I don't have anything else in my fucking life, so I might as well try to. Uh... Try to get something out here, you know. I'm just losing my train of fucking thought. Whenever you talk for like a minute, like it's like I'm thinking about like people who are getting annoyed with my voice, anyways. Like everything has to be like you know again like it's just everything now it's like you know everything's just basically for marketing, even though you don't think it's marketing, you know, like to promote Moms of Liberty even more. It's like they have to have a sports entertainment storyline and like of course an initiation like so like the so the Mom of the Liberty are a right wing thing, they pretend to be, you know, um, you know, like again they're hypocrites, you know, even for the point of the hypocrites because they're probably wasting more of our time, even though they're supposed to exist and then they initiate you with the fucking storyline. So the Mom of the Liberty and her husband have a threesome and that woman who had a, a threesome with them was assault apparently assaulted by the husband, you know, 
and you know, and that's to get promoted. Nothing will happen to them. They're just gonna exist. But like, this is how they market these groups now. If you you know you 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 gotta have a scandal, and you know what I mean. People will hate you. Can you believe people that are you know talking about family values or doing? It's like yes, they're they're gonna keep doing that. They they don't give a shit. Like I I I understand pointing out the hypocrisy. It's important to point it out, but. Like, we've been pointing out the hypocrisy as it's been a trope for the last fucking ten years. And then there's a whole thing with, like, you know, between the Charlie... Like, again, like, like I believe that because of that, like, you know, establishment media is going down the fucking tube, basically. You know, like, you know, like, the... Like, you know, the WWEs of the world, like, you know, the Fox News and all that kind of shit. It's like, you know, they're pretending that Tucker Carlson or Charlie Kirk really have issues with them, but they're just being passed a torch. But they gotta make it look like, you know, they're out, like, you know, out, like, they're outdoing Fox News, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, Fox News will go to war with them a little bit, but, like, you know, like, that side is, like, the one that are supposed to be the victors. Because it's working in their fucking favor. And then, you know, the Ep- see, this is another thing. The Epstein client list. Again, I have no idea who is... Uh, all I know is that the right, I believe the right wing is projecting when they fucking say, oh, look, why are they holding it up? Like, either way, we're going to find out the information. They're going to make it more spicy. So it's like, oh, three names won't be unsealed. So we won't find that out. But we'll, we'll definitely find it out some way. It's like it has to be more mysterious. Oh, who were the 13 names that tried to block it from coming out? We won't know about... Yes, we will. We'll eventually know about it. I don't know if it'll um, be revealed to confirm that it's like, you know, um, it'll, it'll be confirmed like, you know, the, the, um, the, like, you know for, for the right-wing uh, confirmation bias. Or will it be one of those things where, you, where it becomes one of those things where the right-wing was actually more involved in suppressing it? And, you know, we're only finding out about the people who are democratic. People are all... Some of the fundamentalists online are all... Like, I'm talking about the, 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 some of the more right-wing. They're tying... Listen. <laughs> Epstein... Epstein could be, like, you know, again, because they're making it seem like Epstein's Mossad, right? Like, yeah, these guys could be working with intelligence and all that kind of shit. But they're making it seem like oh, the Mossad is working with, like, some of these Democrats, and they're forcing the Democrats to do shit. How do I know that what they're called, some of these people... And again, the Epstein fucking shit isn't the only place where this stuff is happening. How do I know some of these right-wingers are also not blackmailed into going the fucking fundamentalist route that they're going into? But they're only making it seem like it's for Israel only. Not saying that that's not one of the... <coughs> one of the topics, you know, one of the topics du jour. 
that it like plays a factor in people being blackmailed into doing that. I don't think all the, I don't think the people that they say are being blackmailed will be blackmailed. I, I, I definitely do think that there are people that, you know, again, like, they, that's why I say you can't define the game by what plays out on the surface when there's a lot more behind the fucking scenes that go on. You know, that's, that's just how I fucking look at it. I think 150 will be in the New Year. So, again, like, they, they preview this stuff. Like, oh, look at this. Can you believe? Like, it's like this stuff goes on systemically, and now they're, like, you know, previewing it in a tabloid-level fucking way. Everything has to be like, you know, like, you know, a television show, like a new season of a television show. We're on, like, the fifth fucking season of, like, you know, of um, the Epstein shit. It's like a new season of Epstein. Then they're going to do a prequel series. That's how I, 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 again, this is how I look at it, you know. But people act, like, people are acting like we're not supposed to know that, like, there's censorship going on. Like, this is how much has been watered down. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't fucking actually happen. But if it actually happened, people would not be talking about it online. Even. Like, it wouldn't be discussed even online. The stuff that gets discussed online is supposed to be discussed online. So it makes it look like, oh, we're the first ones to bring this up before the mainstream media uh, acknowledges it. It's not a big deal. People were outraged that uh, the New York is setting up a commission for reparations. But then other, like, the, I saw other black accounts talking about this. And again, I, again I'm just looking at what, the, what they're saying. They're saying that Normally when these things, like, because they, they apparently did this somewhere else in, in America. They promised it or something like that. And then when the person gets in the office, they don't actually, like, intend, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? But then, you know, but, but that won't, like, you know, that, that won't, like, stop white people, like, racist white people from, like, fear-mongering that, like, you know, black people are going to get reparations on any, any, any regard. You know, it scares them. Because people will use the argument, well... They're not descendants of... Here's the thing. I understand giving descendants of slaves the, the, reparation, the reparations, whatever, for, you know, for, um, for, for, you know, for what they, like, you know, for what they deserve, right? Like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, you know whatever reparations they deserve, like, they should get whatever. But just because other black people were not, like, descendants of it doesn't mean that there still hasn't been an overall way to like suppress like to like you know fuck up their lives or anything like that like there hasn't been monitoring and spying like on on, on everybody but especially minorities so like you know like I'm, I'm sure there is like you know um people that have been through some fucked up shit that you know deserve their fucking payment for whatever they fucking went through Again, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever happen. You know what I mean? The conversation happened, but you know, but whenever it happens, it scares people. P 
people are even like you know like 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 they definitely want they definitely want to like scare people into buying into more conservative elements and shit. Um, you know, with um. Like, 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 for example, like, you know, like, fear-mongering over immigrants, having different celebrities fear-monger over immigrants. Like, people don't point out enough how dangerous some of the fucking fighter shit, because again, to me, all that shit in, in the UFC is like, like, that's promoted fucking speech. They probably get paid a lot of money to promote fucking you know, the, the illegal immigration type of shit. And people want to dumb it down for some odd reason. Look, there's people all over who cover politics, cover wrestling, cover fucking, you know, uh, you know, celebrity shit, comedy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, who, like, come in contact with some of the shit. Like, like mean me that, like... I'll get shit for, like, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes people will say, like, you know, like, oh, get to your points. You know what I mean? Like, you're, like, wasting people's fucking time and shit. But then it's, like, if you're giving out kayfabe information, in politics especially, then it's, like, you're wasting your audience's fucking time. What, you could do, you know, do, you spend hours, like, you know, trying to fucking get the official fucking, but you're being presented fucking kayfabe information. While also fucking doing promotion of fucking different stuff. But, it, but in the middle, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, acting like Trump has a point with the immigrant. No, they, they purpose, like, the right-wing fucking system that exists. The right-wing billionaire that run the fundamentalist fucking country. I know you guys want to pretend it's a fucking democracy. Because like that, for some reason, like you want to be that liberal, um, you know that liberal that that liberal person that's a monologue and like you know in a um, you know, in that dude who who's a dude that does that? Well, I don't know what the fucking you know, um, Aaron Sorkin. Like you, you, you want to be like I'm an like you want to be like I'm the American that has principles. But then, like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, he makes a good point about the immigration part. Even though we shouldn't be saying that, you know, uh, we shouldn't be referring Hitler. If you could just not refer to Hitler, but yet still fearmonger over the immigration. They're doing it on fucking purpose. And then, you know, Tucker Carlson, you know, continues to, you know, have, uh, Tucker continues to have, like, you know, this notion that, you know, oh, if, uh, all, all, if Trump gets arrested and all Trump supporters, he's basically trying to, like, somewhere between 2024, there's going to be, like, another, I believe there'll be another fucking attempt. I don't know if the, the next election or if there, like, will be another, bo like, another boss attempt that, like, shows that this time they're, like, ready to go to the next fucking level. But then, like, the next one, like, there'll be, like, maybe three of them, maybe. The third time, you know what I mean? Like, to, to me, like, it feels like 
Like they're setting that in motion. And then you know, and they're and they're doing shit that like, like for example, like uh, you know, the second Congress member member that was having sex in the fucking like you know. I wonder if someone's gonna do like uh, you know, is bring is someone gonna bring out Chris Rock? Is SNL gonna bring out Chris Rock? Uh, don't have sex in the in the Congress room or something. I don't, I don't know. They'll do something. Someone will do something like that. But like you know, like the, 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 they're trying to make it seem like LGBTQ people are so out of control. Maybe it's the people in the fucking system, and it doesn't matter if they're gay or fucking straight. Maybe some of these deviant and who and who's to say that these people are actually really Democrats? Like they might be Democrat, like, you know, Democratic staffer, but I, from what I've seen, a lot of Democrats who people who pretend to be, you know, uh, Democrat in name only, could also be Republicans to do. Th- basically, like you're trying to set the scene that like LGBTQ shit is getting out of control. Like even when they say Giuliani's in trouble. They'll keep promoting it, but nothing's going to happen. The guy will still be out functioning, still having money for some odd reason. Even though he's supposed to be paying, like, you know, a lot of money and all that. It just feels kayfabe to me. You know, I don't know. John uh, John Oliver last week for his finale did a, a good he did a good finale inter, um episode. The thing is, my critique of it is still like, like like even though you gave us like a good a good seed of like you know um of of like humble like of, of not humble beginnings, but like of like kind of the stuff that he's like you know like been known for and how he came to be in the media and all that. When you act like when they set the narrative that like. Oh, but like he's fa- like he's failing with these Teslas and all this stuff. Like all stuff is bad in this company, right? And you make it seem like you know the technology isn't there, but it's like I like again these people are so fucked up that they would make it seem like like they would fucking have this kind of chaos funded because it'll still be talked about in the fucking news and they're above the fucking law. They and then they can just say, "Oh, it's an accident." But it's just to show you that it's to make you make you think that the the technology isn't there for what they want. They just have to make it seem like on the surface that it's like fucking up. You know, I don't know. It just, I don't know, it just seems like, you know, everything is just, just designed to be just non-stop storylines and promotion of, like, different products, 
you know, and and then I'm I'm sure there'll be something happening with John Oliver. Like, will John Oliver now get suspended because now like everyone's going at John Oliver, and I'm sure they'll find something shady about John Oliver, and then you know what I mean. Then it'll make him canceled or something like that. I'm I'm just I'm just really really I'm I'm just it just it's like how much lower can like like society go, and it's just like you know you see like what's being amplified up in like you know the especially in the in the celebrity circuit, which has some like which is gonna have some political ramifications since it's all seeping in now. Like that's how you know how I can fucking look at the overview of it. I guess like I don't know. I'm just still confused about, like, you know, everything that's, uh, I'm confused about everything that's, you know, taking place. Because, you know, I, I have no idea where the future is headed. I just know it's not going to be a good fucking thing. It's going to be really fucking bad still. Everything always ends up being fucking, you know, horrible. And then I don't want to fucking really be here. Anytime, you know, and again, like you just like, it's like analyze this. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into a whole like tirade about the movie. You know, the the way that I just made it sound, but. I, I analyze this shit and then like I I sit here and I, I wonder why the fuck am I doing it right like I I I def I I personally think I I found a different fucking angle to go at it with, but like the overall thing is just like I'm just thinking about the overview of that and it's like okay well now it's just gonna go to in more, in more regressive ways, and they and they're definitely using the celeb shit to be like like the defining moments and symbolism. Of why society will go a different fucking way. That's why people are so invested in it. Like they've even made they've managed to make Simone Biles now a, a sports entertainment figure. And I I knew once the the you know the mental you know, cause again she's already she's already a talented you know a gymnast right she's already like amazing at that right and then you know she probably had mental help but then they used it they put her in the media. So that the so that the right because if the mainstream media and the liberals are, like you know like you know promoting you, then the right wing automatically have to attack and everyone has to go at them basically, and like you know what I mean and and basically attack and then basically start attacking mental illness and all that kind of stuff or like downplaying it, and now it's like, they created a gender war because, uh she, she what they call this like you know uh, um. She because she's act because I, I, from what I understand, she chased she apparently chased the guy that she's after who's supposed to be like some average dude, and people and her fan base her, like the people that are pro for her 
that are like paying to be her fucking you know uh, her like her her booking her booking assistants are telling her to like go for a more talented person and all that kind of stuff. And then the guys who like are now fucking hating on hating on that are now downplaying that this guy is just some regular fucking dude. If he's in, if he's getting interviewed in the podcast and he's going viral for shit, that means he wasn't supposed to be an average dude. He's supposed to be a celebrity now. So the whole thing could just be sports entertainment, right? But it has to become a whole fucking gender war where a lot of social climbers online think they're in the, that they get to dictate how this woman lives her fucking life. It's going to add more fucking mental health issues towards her. Because now everyone thinks that they have a, a, a right and, and an ownership to you. Because they all want to become fucking characters. I mean, listen, she can go with whoever she wants, but, like, the way that they're, they're already fantasy booking, the way that, like, oh, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, um, like, he's gonna dump her for somebody that's, like, uh, hold on, let me see, they're saying that he's gonna dump her for someone that's light-skinned or something like that, you know what I mean, that, that, that always becomes a staple in, uh, in, in like, in, in, in black entertainment discourse. I mean, it happens in brown communities, too, because there's, like, that, you know, there's also, like, you know, like, you know, uh, like, like, there's, like, light, like, light skin, fucking dark skin, like, you know, discourse in there, but it's, it's, like, on, on social media, like, it's, it's mostly within, like, black Twitter, basically, you see it, and because I follow a lot of people in black Twitter, like, I see a lot of these topics get on my timeline, you know what I mean, and then, you know, and then it becomes, like, news in the discourse, like, e- even some of these hip-hop sites, and even, like, even even like AV Club, like they will now like basically go. Oh, people on Twitter said this. And it's like okay, so like you're reading what a scripted comment, like you're reading other sports entertainers that are supposed to be featured. Let me see what um. Let me see what her boyfriend is. Who who he is. Let me see what, what what it was right here. Hold on. Yeah. So yeah, it basically said that he was a catch. He's in the NFL, so this guy's this guy not like some regular fucking dude. So they're also so prepare for two thousand twenty four for this to become, you know what I mean? Like they could both be like they could be like you know madly in love, but they know they're going to do a business relationship type of deal where now like they become an institution where like you know they got to book everyone and they got to book everyone in a relationship discourse. That's how people online eat. 
I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a drink and shit, and take my vitamins. Uh, Ten o seven p.m. I'm gonna be here for a while, but I don't give a shit. Okay, I'm back. It's eleven p.m. Essentially, I didn't bother going on Tumblr. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I give the sometimes I give the option of like you know. You know, being able to, you know, do certain, you know, having some type of interaction. But, you know, I guess because people are not invested in me anymore, it's, you know, people don't want to waste their time because I found a fucking niche for myself, I guess. It's not supposed to happen. I'm still, I'm still figuring it out, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, listen, I, I know I'm on, on, on anyone's top 10 podcast or top 50, or probably top 500. You know, not even top 100, uh, whatever, who gives a shit? I, I'm not, but I, you know what, doing it on my own and uh, doing the topics that I like to do. And, and sometimes I, I hit out the park, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's a learning fucking curve. It's, like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning experience, I guess. I don't know why I say learning curve. I don't know, it just sounded right for a moment. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I know, you know. But for some reason, I don't know, people just find any time that I, you know, go in the route of my theories. But to me, to, like, you know, like, this is like showing you, like, you know, um, like, okay, like, 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 here's an example. We're finding out more shit from uh, Diddy, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, at this point, just come up with a documentary. Let me find, you know, because again, like, there's like numerous amounts of fucking story that have been building up for the last 20 years i mean even longer but like you know especially since the internet has become you know something you know that's become like a force on its own diddy has always like you know there's always been rumors lurking about him all the time whether it be about like his freaky i mean because we're moving more into the tabloid level of reporting you know what i mean instead of just saying that these are initiate i mean people would understand it a lot more I'm not saying like they're, they're gonna agree with it or something like that. I'm just saying they understand why this is a common fucking thing. Like, and for some reason you can't get conspiratorial about it, even though there's been like a pattern of this these kind of fucking storylines, and nothing seemingly fucking really happens. Maybe one or two will actually have the aesthetic of being in fucking prison and all that. But I also think that celebrities have like a special little section of their own. And you it, it, like and to make it seem like they're mixed like like they're mingling with like reg like you know, the, the regular people who happen to be in prison or something like that. But you know, sometimes I wonder if they're actually in like some secret one or if there's like special little advancements in you know different like it's more country club than it is like, and 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 they're basically giving us Oz Oz level fucking storylines essentially because we see that on television. Not to say that something doesn't happen there, but I I think there's like. Some, I, I, I feel I, I feel like th there's like elements of, of prison that is like designed like it's designed to be its own little institution and like you know and because like the feds and all that kind of and the feds and the police officers and like, you know people who are funded like these billionaires can basically fund you to basically get brought out and then you wonder why somebody who committed so many crimes just got let out to do something it's like there's more to what's going on with it so now, all of a sudden, people... Okay, I, again, I can't keep up with every situation. Because, again, this... Okay, I follow this YouTube video. And I can tell the AI, whatever person they're using, is supposed to make it go in a more right-wing direction. 
Like, you know what I mean? Especially with how the narratives are, especially with certain things. So, to me, they'll put out, like, a video, like, oh, Offset and um, Cardi B is going to sue Offset for 500000 uh for, like, you know, $500,000 or something like that. And then I'm like, okay, let me see if I can look this up. And I see nothing online about it. I look on Twitter to search to see people commenting on it. No one's really commenting on it. And it's like the, like the closest thing to a lawsuit is they're both facing one for some property damage. So, like, like, so like, the Vin, like Vin Diesel apparently, you know, um, you know I, I can't keep up all these fuck. Every, it, it just like, it's like, oh, look, we, we, we let you, like, you know, uh, like, you know, fully savor the fucking scandal of sexual abuse, um, you know, over the last 10, 15 years or so. You know what I mean? Like, and then, you know, focus on it. Now it's like, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to data dump, uh, dump right here. Like, just put everyone in the cancel portion. You know what I mean? And so this this account, this viral vision account, and you can go look for yourself. But they'll say The Rock spoke out against Vin Diesel. I look up on the internet, the Rock, on Reddit, on, on, on Google, whatever, Twitter. Rock hasn't said anything about it. And it's like they're covering the situation, but it's like they're giving, like, false fucking leading titles, essentially. And that's kind of why I fucking unsubscribe from Hip Hop Uncensored. Because they would be doing that. So now I gotta unsubscribe from the... Like, I don't mind covering the fucking story, but, like, you know, at the same time... But now TD Jake has been included, and you know, and I mean, I mean, I mean, that guy is involved. You know, I mean, whenever you're a public figure as a religious person, it it always seems like you're into fucking shady shit. You know what I mean? And now, and now, people are talking about how Bieber, J- Justin Bieber, might be somebody that uh, you know is uh, some, some, some um, J- Justin Bieber and Diddy um, probably has something going on too. They even have, like, you know, video of when, like, you know, Diddy asked... It's like they, they knew eventually this stuff would be used for, like, the online stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I bet you some, some in some way, like, Diddy... It's like, like, people are profiting off of this. This could have been, like, you know, stopped immediately. And you could have, like, legit, legitimately stopped these people from doing whatever they're doing. But it's like they're allowed to fucking do it and continuously do it over. And you're, you're allowed to have the rumor of it. You're, you're allowed to have the whiff of, of the rumor, you know, so you can keep it a little bit taboo and all that kind of shit. Then there's like business fucking decisions of people who you fucked over. And then, you know, and, and, and now people are insinuating that because why YK Osiris has been on vacation with Diddy and Drake that maybe they did something to him. It wouldn't... It, it, it wouldn't listen, man. It, it shouldn't... Listen, if, if it's all consensual, it doesn't matter if if Diddy's having gay sex. Like, that... Like, like I see too many people going that route of, like, making it an anti-LGBTQ shit. Like, if, if these, there's nothing wrong with him doing orgies or anyone doing orgies, as long as everyone is fucking, you know, consensual. If, if people, and if people don't fucking pressure people to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't mind that shit at all. It shouldn't matter if it's gay or straight fucking sex. It's just predatory shit that goes on in show business. But when you let the right, when you let the right wing fucking dominate, and you, like, talk about how there isn't a gay mafia or, like, you know... Like, the thing is, there's, a, there's different delegations of different groups. 
And some of them roll more conservative. Like, especially the ones that get fucking, the, you know what I mean? Even if they pretend to be Democrat. But they'll be doing some fuck shit, basically. You know what I mean? They, they, they might fund projects that, like, are left-leaning, you know, on the low, too, as well, or whatever, right? But most of the time, like, a lot of their fucking, you know, fraternity, it, it's, it's like kings and queens fucking doing shit. Because that's what they are in, in, the, in the institutions. They're kings and queens. There's, like, royalty to these people. I don't think, I, I personally don't think celebrities should be royalty, but, like, you know, I'm also not going to fucking downplay, like, like the correlation between the royal families and, and you know, because, because every, every all types of fucking lineages. And, and, and now more people are, cons- are more, like, you know, concerned of making it look like they're just regular fucking people that just happen to fucking make it. It doesn't mean you didn't work fucking hard. You know, I don't know. G Depp is being let out of uh, prison a year early from, from what I can tell. I forget why. Again, a bunch of people went to like a bunch of people I listened to like went to jail around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like I remember, Remy Ma went to jail in like two thousand nine or maybe two thousand eight. I don't know when it was. And then she got like a second. You know, she she she's like you know done a lot since coming out. You know, with, with she got into a feud with uh, with was Nikki was Nikki Minaj, and then uh, you know, and then she had a nice reality show. Now she has like a reality show storyline in social media where they got her to you know cheat on Papoose with someone that looks like Papoose. You know, it's like in, uh, in another trope in the relationship discourse. But now G Depp might be let out. I remember like this one specifically because like. This is before I knew about, like, you know, before I, I, I knew about, like, the, these mafia institutions. I gave him props because he copped to, like, what he did and he served his time. But part of me wonders if, like, he wasn't supposed to blow up. Like, you know, like, you know, he had second doubts about going to the next level that, like, you know, he had to, like, like, but, but while being in the mafia institution, but while being in the mafia institution, a bad boy... He probably, you know, had to fucking do, like, you know, some shit, and he probably had to, like, go, okay, you know what, I'm gonna cop to it. Like, I'm gonna, like, you know, do my time, and then, you know, when I come out, because there'll be more advancements, you know, people will get a second life, you know, I mean, I'm sure, like, he'll get, like, you know, some type of, uh, you know, he'll probably be in- inserted into this Diddy discourse, from a, from the business perspective, maybe, unless, you know, Diddy did something to him, too, maybe. But it's like, you know, it's like everyone who's a part of the bad boy institution gets to come out and, you know, have one last little fucking say in shit. Who knows what's going to end up happening? And and then, of course, in, in the, in, in, it's like a television show, right? Like, oh, look, the current uh, storyline of Diddy. Now we're going to bring in a repeat. Because now we're gonna have when we're talking about how like did, did he again I, I can't keep with all these I remember he did I remember hearing he did something to her, but apparently he assaulted her as well because like you know she was uh someone in the she like, like she she's basically doing the she originally did the role of what Tasha K is doing right now, like you know kind of like you're you're paid by the system to like kind of uh, 
to kind of like, you know, uh, to kind of like, you know, go at different celebrities that are cogs in the system as well. And then they, they will go at you, but you think like, like what we're trying to say is Wendy Williams or Diddy are not like regular people in the situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like Wendy Williams is like paid to do the Howard Stern thing. But she didn't have like as much protection as Howard Stern. You know what I mean? They still like being being a gangster in the system. You're still gonna get like the, they'll still treat you like L- L- Lorraine from uh, from uh, Sopranos. You know what I mean? So like so so, so now like I I, I imagine such a situation when like you know uh, like a, I'm, I'm imagining a situation similar. Like I'm not thinking the exact same situation, but you know when like Phil, when Johnny Sack sends Philly Tardo and Joy Peeps. And Bill Leotardo to go take care of Lorraine, and then and then like you know what I mean like she like she has like a boss with other people, but then like you know like the the other boss like you know like 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 Diddy or Will Smith have like a bigger mafia posse that will be powerful than her that she has to like become like oh my god don't hurt me please I'm I'm not a mafia person. That's how it comes across like. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to look for where I jotted this down, because I know I jotted it down somewhere. I'm just looking for where I jotted this fucking down. Now I'm going to be fucking, you know. Uh, Wendy Williams. Where is it? Wendy Williams. Did I have it jotted down here? So fucking stupid. Maybe I'll find it later. Here's here's one whole not a wholesome one, but this is this is like something that's like not like doing nothing to do with sexual abuse or pedo shit, whatever, and all that kind of shit. Again, this is as to this is as more to Jay Z's like healness, basically, because lately, like the last couple of years, there's been discourse about about um you know uh like you know like when Jay Z when a record gets hot, Jay Z would want to hop on a remix and basically make it his. In a way, or like if somebody already had like had the song had the song, Jay Z would take it over in general. Like that, you know, "Give It to Me" wasn't really uh, his. It was it was Oskino. That's why they put Oskino in the uh, in the hook. Cause I thought it was kind of random. Cause I I didn't know who that guy was, but I thought maybe I wasn't unfam- I was unfamiliar with him because I I guess I was just getting in. I was just kind of putting my foot into like g- g- uh, indulging with rap music. So I thought maybe he was already around for a long time, but apparently that was supposed to be his song. And of course, yeah, of course it would be bigger with Jay-Z, whatever, but like, you know, that could have, but I feel like, you know, because I guess it stemmed from like, you know, uh, Cameron deleting Jay-Z's verse from Oh Boy, and like, you know, so a young guru basically got 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 into it with Dame Dash on Twitter. Well, he was reacting to a clip of Dame Dash, you know, and then, and then it, 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 it actually, you know, Throughout Jay-Z's career, he's done that with, like, you know, again, Jay- he was asked to be on the remix for um, for Pump It Up, and then, you know, I, I don't think he did it, and then it, it, it got buzzed, so then he took it for the mixtape, and then, so I think, I, I don't know the whole fucking story, I can't keep it up, but 
I mean, like, you know, this is added element to Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z knew that he has to go the fucking heel route. Like, he knew that, he, like, he'd be a baby face to some, but, like, Dame Dash would always be, like, kind of, like, you know, he was positioned to be, like, the real fucking baby face, and in the sense that, because, like, Jay-Z, the establishment guy, and Dame Dash is the one that, like, you know, kind of fell off, um, like, kind of fell off to a lot of people, basically. Even though there's things that he was saying that were right, you know. I don't know, man. Uh, so, 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 again, I talk about this time and time, right? Whenever, like, whenever, like, uh, again, I, I know there's people online that, go, that, that, you know, go overboard. Whenever, like, you know, like some new, like some new celebrity or someone that's established does overly sexualized stuff and people have, like, like, they, they, they cover from a conservative angle, like, oh my god, they, you know, these women are getting out of control, they need to cover up. This is why we need to have, uh, like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, the, the nuclear family, they go to that kind of spiel, right? But then, like, sometimes some of the people who encourage, encourage the nudity and all that, like, they're supposed to be seen as, like, the ones who are, like, uh, or, like, like, encourage sexualization and all that. They're the ones who are supposed to be seen cool because cool people have sex, even though there's a lot of horrible people who are getting caught for horrible shit, and they also have sex, but, you know, because, again, so if you, you know, speak out against something sexual, sexualized, you know, you're the bad guy, but, like, I think Jennifer Love Hewitt did an interview, and she's talking about how she felt sexualized coming up in the industry, and then everybody's putting out images of her being, like, of her sexualizing herself in videos or, 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 or ads and all that kind of stuff, but doesn't that go to her point that, like, like, see, this is why, this is why, like, when, when, when like, Chloe, ba Chloe Bailey is, like, a sexy fucking woman, right? She's attractive and all that, but when someone's, like, like, you know, getting promoted and they have to do overly sexual shit, like, or come off like they're doing overly sexual shit, like, I'm all for it if, like, they want to, like, legitimately do that. If that's what they think is liberation and they want to do it and it's, like, you know, under their control, I have no issue. But then the thing is, is, like, you can't say anything when it's happening, but then when it's like you, like you're like twenty years later, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt comes out talking about how she felt pressured or she felt sexualized, then people start fucking shitting on her because she already did the sexualized shit, and that's the whole point. It's like you're basically pressured into it. But some of the and this is how they get people who have been like you know like whether it's like you know people who have been. Like, men and women who have been, like, sexually abused or pressured or... That's how they kind of end up, like... like Because, again, on the surface, it's like, oh, look, liberal, liberal, liberals run Hollywood. And they're for liberation of, like, sexual freedom and all that. Which, again, you should be for. If people want to fucking do what they want to do, right? But, like, it also, like, feels like another portion... Like, at least in the, in, in the showbiz type of world... It's like they pressure people and kind of, like, pimp them out, essentially. And they're fucking groomed to be in that position. Like, people have even, like, alluded to the fact that, like, Steve Harvey could have been, like... Again, like, you know, because when you come to character and she's dating people in the industry, it's kind of like, you know, like, the, like, the, 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 like, like, like people, people who are, like, related to you, who are in these power... Like, who are, like, royalty themselves in the, in, in, in the celebrity world and all that... They definitely fucking have that fucking model of, like, pimping out their fucking daughters or their sons or, or, you know, their wives or whatever. 
Like, Stephanie McMahon has, like, copped to that within storyline when I always thought that, like, looking back now, like, those are confessions about what Vince McMahon has done, you know. And it's like some people who pretend that they, they, they want the shadiness to be exposed. It's like they don't actually want it to be exposed. They'll condemn one thing here and there. And then they'll get, ma- they'll get mad that I'm not like, you know, like, that I look at the overview. And then they'll fucking take cheap shots at me about, about shit like that. Apparently, uh, Rude Jude was, uh, um, fired from, you know, and, and again, like, this is like, like, you know, him getting fired got more buzz online than, you know, it ha- than he has for the last couple of years, but apparently people on Reddit and all that have been saying, because I was looking for, like, you know, an explanation of what happened, but it feels like one of those gimmick things where, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure he got let go, whatever, and I'm sure the story is, like, like, you know, it was scripted to happen, whatever. But it's like when people are leaving, like, an institution and then they're going more into the right-wing direction, it's like, it's, it's not that they're leaving it. It's like now they're being funded to go outside now. You know, you, you've been a product of this company for so long. It can't happen under, the, the full turn can't happen under this company. It has to happen outside. So Jude, you know, might, again, because apparently people have been saying that he's been talking about um, old school traditions need to be abided by and all that kind of shit. You know, I don't know. Hold on a second. Um, because even 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 in the in the in the in the in the rest in because you know, there's a lot of people who are going more right wing in the in the wrestling space, and you know they're they're tied to fundamentalism in the wrestling world, right? In my personal opinion, and people don't seem to fucking mind. I I I think people get more comfortable with like pointing out that there's racism and something's wrong, and then they'll leave it at that, but they'll never advocate for something to counter it. Cause I I don't think some people really actually want a legit. Ch- they'll pretend they want a legit change, and and they feel and people feel more fucking threatened by it, like you know. That more people are be and again, even people who get into the fucking system have to limit it afterwards. Like you can get brown, gay, black, Asian. You can get anyone in the in the system, but once you get like in this, and, and again, being online is part of the system. Like you know, what I mean, like you'll like you know talk about like some racial shit. You're talking about some misogynistic shit. You talk about some homophobia, but then at the same time, you'll like you know. Not and, and, and there's a reason why, like I kind of go the route, only for people who are, like you know, trying to put harm and legitimize, legitimate I can't say that word, legitimate legitimize, uh, the big bigotry that comes from you know UFC or or wrestling, and how people t- you know what I mean with, with, with the slurs and all that kind of shit. 
Like, to me, I... They would rather you think that it's uh, straight white guys that are, like, so cool and so hip that they they have no fear. They're using the gay slur. They're bringing it back. But to me, they just seem like token gay dudes who are closeted and don't, and, and are, and don't mind being useful idiots to basically, you know, normalize a word again so that what they call people feel freely using it against people who happen to be LGBTQ. You know, no no one you know ha, you know no no one wants to call that shit out. By the way, you 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 you, you want like at least like my little proof, like you know again what I consider proof that this is all like you know, all the showbiz shit is like previewing it like a new season or a new show. That guy, Kristen Keys, is previewing his, like, you know, um, whoever fucking assaulted him goes, oh, the guy that the guy assaulted me is really going to break your heart. And it's like, okay, you're going to tell us or are you going to wait, you know? I mean, you take your fucking time, but it just, it just feels like people, like, you know, who, who go through this abuse, it, it, their abuse gets used to be sports entertainment and it gets used to be like tabloid level fucking shit, regressing to under un, edge lord type of fucking bullshit. Meek Mill, um, you know, um, between, between, um, you know, um, no, I'll, I'll cover the Meek Mill. Me, Meek Mill just basically gave a doomer warning, you know, you know, you know what I mean? And people are gonna, like, think that, you know, it's a parody because Meek Mill is kind of doing it, but, like, there's a reason why, I, I know that whole doomer thing has always been lashed on to, like, the right wing, and I, I really always thought that was stupid to, like, make it seem like it's a right-wing thing when, like, literally everyone who exists and has, like, advanced knowledge have been, like, pl- have been planning on where the underground bunkers and how to pr- um, um, prep for what's about to fucking come. But they made it seem like, like, you know, in the most right-wing doomer way where, again, I don't watch the show specifically, but it always comes off like a parody, like you can't take this fucking seriously, but then it adds up to being, like, something that goes, oh, you see, the right-wing was right about, uh, you know, some doomer-level stuff happening. They kind of been promoting it to get you prepared and shit, but, like, in a gimmick fucking way. No, but, like, I see a lot of people now on wrestling Twitter basically going the route of, like, calling it... Again, again, if people are legitimately being groomed into doing an OnlyFans just when they're fucking 18 and all that kind of shit, like, I, like, like, you know, the thing is, like, I try not to, um, like, again, because I don't know if that's, like, the case of what's going on 100%, right? So I never, I never, like... Like talk like in the sense talking about it in the sense that I also don't because again there's like there's also like nuances missing where it does put harm on actual sex workers that are legitimately want to do whatever they want to fucking do 
But do I also think that there is, like, grooming element of, like, you know, of, of through fundamentalism, but they always make it seem like, because, like, it's liberation, whatever, that, on, on OnlyFans, that, like, it automatically means it's, like, more liberal, whatever. But, like, people who are concerned about, like, grooming, people of all stripes, all fucking genders, all races, ethnicities are all being groomed by billionaires online to do their fucking bidding all day. Just because you're not doing an OnlyFans, like, it doesn't mean they haven't groomed you or anyone else into, like, being a fucking troll. That fucking causes fucking chaos and you're funded online to do that. Because everyone ends up becoming a fucking social climber in this whole fucking thing. So I guess because Meek Mill said it, you know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to take it seriously. But, I mean, just look at the, what's being normalized and in, in, in what's going on right now. They're definitely, like, getting people, like, you know, like, you know. They're definitely getting people to, like, you know, lose their fucking, you know, like, lose their shit. Be more radicalized. People are exhausted from, you know, like, you know, like, you know the constant fucking bullshit that goes on. I'm more tired of, like, like the cards not being on the table and we not fucking, you know, and, and not mentioning. And, and, and not mentioning what the world actually is. Or what I feel it is. You know what I mean? And and, and it's just, like, just the way they promote shit. It's, it's like, if, if you're not being canceled now, like, like you're, you're not a big-time fucking star because now this is where, like, the reality show storylines are essentially going. Like, it's like a new form of method fucking acting. Essentially, everyone everyone ended up becoming a reality show star, essentially. And between the blue face stuff, like, dude, I, I can't, I can't keep up with all the blue. Again, and it's, again, I don't even know why I jot it down. But it's like, maybe I'm jotting it down because it's more about how much, like, like she can, like, like, like his girlfriend, like his, like his uh, baby mother can now like drop a song on sexy, like you know, just a half-ass verse, and then you have to fucking now cover all this shit, like whether it's like. Oh, it's, it's not really, um, you know, some of it's just really just at this point trolling, like, oh, it's, it's, that baby's not mine, it's offsets. Or, like, like the, the, the more disturbing one was he brought someone that threw something on stage, right? And I don't think it was, like, like, su like super big. Like, he could have just kicked her out and just said, hey, don't fucking do that, whatever. I don't think it, 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 hurt, it, I don't think it hurt her, it hurt his girlfriend or anything like that. But then, like, he basically... Through the girl through the security to basically beat her up, basically. Like, I don't know if it's just guys or if it's just women doing it, but dude, it's just like they're making they're making every heel now. Like we've seen, like we we we've had anti heroes, right? 
and like you know like it's Austin and Rock right they're kind of anti-heroes so it's like oh how can you really be a bad guy and it's like a bunch of people are now being like a bunch of like being like being big boss man 99 like complete you know, like the type of bad guy that will like you know like basically pull a casket from a funeral while like the, the like the, their their op, their their op is basically like begging not to and he's hanging out to the, the casket he, they, you know they'll they'll kill dogs and feed it you know feed, feed it to the person whose dog it is like you know what I mean like like that level of heel shit is what's going on But every, everything is like everything is a gimmick, cause it, and, and then we and then we make it seem like you know the the cele- like, like for example we we really think that like what Chief Keef is going through with his you know with with, with his with, with his significant other or ex significant other, um where she's like doing a diss, flaunting the child support paper that he has to pay like you know what I mean it's like it's a sports entertainment way of like you know getting the situation resolved because that's how you bring in fucking more engagement to it. I think six one six nine got into a beef with. Uh, did Blueface get into a beef with Soldier Boy? I, I can't keep up. You know, six nine's girl uh, girlfriend accusing uh, six nine academics of getting it on, which wouldn't surprise me. Which is you know you know. It's it's always the guys that have been initiated, or you know, or if they're closeted themselves, who always do the anti you know, anti LGBTQ stuff. You know, like, 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 like when academics was, like, talk, crying about, like, oh, if I want to say what I want to Saucy Santana, they're going to get me out of here. It's like, no, nah, dude, if you're, like, like, if you're a closeted dude, first of all, we just be, you just be, you know, gay dude versus gay dude. And I'm not saying he is, I'm just saying, like, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me with, like, you know, especially with how reactionary, so, you know, and, and again, I, I'm not, like, mocking that, like, that, as, that aspect of it, because, that normally happens if someone like has been like abused or like you know and if, again the entertainment industry you know people prey upon in, in one another, so then so some of these people that go through that end up fucking you know having like this like you know this like you know anything that's gay like they fucking like they they, they hate on it, and and because like Saucy Santana is like a you know industry person, and not because like you know like not not because he's gay or that but like. I'm sure he'll be exposed for doing problematic shit, so that they can tie that to people who are out and open. Like you know what I mean? Like whenever somebody from a community gets in trouble, they try to like you know always. Uh, they always try to make it t- tied to the fucking whole, whole entire community. But to me, I mean, people have been people have been hinting at it. To me, I I, I don't care if they're consensually fucking doing that. My, my my issue is like, then why do these guys like end up becoming super homophobic and catering to a homophobic fucking base? And 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 with this whole Will Smith thing, I wouldn't be shocked if like because everyone's becoming a method actor, and all this like exposition is like supposed to be like exposed for the entertainment dollar, like the fucking you know the the bodyguard is now saying like or the guy that who's like trying to reveal all of it, he claims he has evidence of all this shit, which will end up like you know again if there is like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, 
Like, and, and, and it also means that it was supposed to be put out there, even though, like, it's still exploitative in the sense that, like, you know, it's it's still, like, exploitative in the, in the sense that, like, you know, you're, it's like everyone's initiated into, like, having that kind of expose about them. I, I feel every rapper who says their lyrics are not real... Like, and, and they're putting themselves in the discourse, it feels like they're supposed to be the subject of, like, like their lyrics being used against them. You know, and, and, and then if some of them are, you know, going through it in a sports entertainment way, I'm sure, like, they'll have an association with, like, Trump's, like, you know, Trump's people basically, you know, um, Trump's people basically, you know, um, Like Trump's people, basically, like you know, uh, you know, like because like they've done this this thing, this this trope now, of any artist that gets caught, that suddenly the president get like you know, and because the president's an entertainer as well, that like you have the you have the ties, so like in kayfabe, like oh he technically helped get him out, even though it's just supposed to be in alignment. So because little pump has already had the Trump association, I I'm 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 gonna assume that every celebrity that gets caught up for some stuff is like gonna be saved by like the fundamentalists who are planning on fucking taking over and this is just a mask off moment. There's been some weird promotions of movies or or or, or, or products, whatever. Um, you know, Fant- Fantasia, you know, um, you know, had a again, wh- whenever you need to promote something, it's like okay, this is brought to you by Airbnb and promoting Airbnb. But then when you get the scandal done, you go, okay, well, I got a movie coming out as well. So it's like, you know, typical, like, Airbnb type of discourse. It was, I was surprised it wasn't going to be, like, normally they do, oh, I found this in the Airbnb. And this was, pro- but it's like the Airbnb, uh, I guess, got mad at them for having a party. And it wasn't really, like, I don't know how elaborate it was. It seemed like it was a kid's party or whatever. And again, you know. But like it's supposed to be by design to get like you know um to get out there in the discourse like that doesn't get promoted. Like the guy from Dukes of Hazard, uh, John Snyder. You know he I'm sure he tried to go on I'm sure he preferred to go on Jimmy Fallon's show to promote Jingle Smells, but his agent probably couldn't get him a DJ Vlad spot, so I guess they his agent opted to go. Okay, I guess we're gonna need you to go on Twitter and. uh Trying to hang the president, you know, and then that's how you get, and then you go, oh, look, you know, you have the movie called Jingle Smells coming out, and then all the fucking political commentators who pretend to, uh, you know, who pretend that they're, you know, like, you know, uh, just covering the news are also promoting the fucking movie. You know, th- th- that's where promote, that's where the promotion is going. NBA Young Boy and J Cole. I don't. I never know what what beef that's gonna be, but it feels like they're build, They're definitely building to something to something with that. Where like, because like, again, like you know, J Cole. I guess J Cole didn't want to do a song. I, I don't know what what exactly it is. It's always like a younger artist that's like kind of pissed off at J Cole, and it seems like that's the, like the one trope. 
But now it's like becoming professional wrestling, where like an interview asked about it, and then the pot, the, then the NBA young boy kind of got mad at the question. So it's like another planted seed for whatever the payoff is gonna be. Is it gonna be with them like on Instagram, you know, seeing that they had a talk and all that kind of stuff? Because that's not how normally it goes with J Cole beefs. Unless J Cole's really gonna go to the next fucking level, I don't know. I, I'm done talking about blue face. I, again, they, you know, I, I had more blue face here so just jotted down. So, you know, again, like, it, the, the thing is, it, it's not so much. It, it's more It's more about people actually buying in to, like, like, you know, like, oh, my God, can you believe how problematic this is? No one's doing anything. Like, yeah, no one's going to do anything because it's supposed to be this problematic. This is where television and movies are. While they pretend on, on television and movies that they're making social progress with how, how relationships and not having stereotypes and all that kind of stuff. And then they have celebrities acting a fucking fool. Hence, you know, that's why, that's why I point out Charleston White, you know. Another guy that's going viral. And now he, they, again, I, I don't know if the, how, how much, you know, what he specifically did. But I heard something about animal abuse. And it's like they got him being a fucking whack packer. Doing this stuff where he's constantly in fucking trouble. And people just think it's him solely doing it. And no one's, like, you know, because, again, you like, the, the, like the people that are, like, you know, are, are people that are, like, organizing this kind of stuff are above the law. And they have cogs. So when a cog is supposed to get in trouble, like, they might do time, whatever, and all that. But it's part of, like, like you know, making money for the online entertainment dollar. That's the kind of stuff that they probably wanted me... They thought they could get me to fucking probably do. You know, I don't know. And then, and, and, then, and then even when, like, Ted Cruz is supposed to be a piece of shit as well, it's like everything has to be levitated with, like, the most basic heel tactic. Like, oh, liberal men can't please their women. And then it's like, we're going to... And, and then we get, we get ample stories about, like, how, like, their wives are cheating on them or something. Or something like, 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 like it, doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter because as long as you're a part of the discourse. And then, and then people who tell you they're covering the fucking news are basically presenting this fucking story. Like it's a hundred percent fucking real. I don't know if uh, Piers Brosnan is gonna be a right winger or not, but a lot of a, a lot of right wingers were fucking you know shitting on uh, like a lot of right wingers were shitting on uh, like about like how like Piers Brosnan stayed with this woman who ended up becoming a little bit like a little bit fatter, I guess. Even though she still looks attractive. <coughs> you know what I mean? She's still attractive even when she's older and stuff like that. And, 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 and people act like these celebrities are all like, you know, like in... So, like What I mean is like, you act like he hasn't probably gotten fucking, you know, uh, action on the side. Or she hasn't gotten action on the side. Like, you assume it's like, you know, not an open marriage. Once a, like a, a relationship like on the surface becomes an open marriage, then like, then like it, it it's supposed to fucking fail. But like a lot of these relationships 
are all like you know open marriages, which probably means behind the scenes not really working out. Then I guess if that's like the narrative on the surface, but like they pretend like they have it together for the business relationship, because there's money to be made. You know when you become an institution. You know. Oh, and so so now they're bringing up Method Man. Method Man also now has an assault from the '90s being brought up. I'm sure it'll, whenever they do something from the '90s, we have a debate like, okay, like you know, like I I don't know if it was sexual assault or just like you know, like a physical thing, whatever. Either way, it's bad, whatever, right? But like it, it it'll be like, okay, well, you know, he grew since then, but then there'll probably be some something more. I know how the tropes go now with like how people end up getting canceled and all that. Uh, Jadakiss was wearing a fucking trench coat, um, I thought this was a more wholesome one, you know what I mean, like, you know, just him, I, I, I mean, it's supposed to be for, like, I, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's supposed to be all be for on, for, like, an online meme or something like that, but, like, I, I thought, it, I, I, I had a nice little chuckle of, uh, Jadakiss walking into a gym, uh, in a trench coat and just doing pull-ups. You know, I maybe he was there before, and then he was just he was gonna leave, but then the camera was on. It's like I'm do I have you know, it just it just looked, it just looked like a superhero stopping in for a minute. You know what I mean? So like that's like you know at least like that's like that's something wholesome that I can kind of you know get behind a little bit. He 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 did say that he wants like you know he's glad that MCs are gentrifying the uh, the, the 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 sport the sports game basically. And yeah, man. Listen, man. It, I, I'm all because again, one thing about listening to hip hop and not being like you're totally into the whole sports thing. Like my references for for sports would come from people who would rap. You know what I mean? Because they would be talking about you know, and then so and so by default, you would kind of like learn about like some of the basketball shit or football shit from uh, from like some of these some some of these rappers. Which is which is why when 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 I heard that lyric like because again because I didn't because again I didn't consume politics or I can't memorize every figure's name when I heard that um, that you know, Little Wayne did a fucking reference to like Emmett Till, right? I had no idea who Emmett Till was and I just thought like oh this, cause, to me because again just hearing the name and and, and and not knowing anything else about the name whatever before I, I like totally knew about the situation because I remember like he got in trouble for it right. And I didn't. I I I thought it was like a reference to like oh a football like a football player who like you know m maybe you know got like you know beat like like he got tackled, uh he got tackled and he ended up like you know like like not looking so pretty or whatever and all that. I thought it was like something simple as that, but I had no idea that it was like some kid from like you know like like you know back then like you know back then who got like a hate crime you know um, basically done to him. But like you know what I mean, but 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 like you know what I mean. So so a name that I didn't recognize, and they made a reference or something. I would assume that it was an athlete or something like that. I had no fucking, I no, I had no idea. But you know. But like here's here the thing: it, it's not even about like I, I feel like people who are who are being amplified in mainstream gigs now who are becoming more mainstream, who are blowing up now, are people that are going to be on the right-wing side. 
So, like, elements of people who are in hip-hop might be on the right-wing side. People with elements of comedy might be on the right-wing side. Those people are the ones who are going to blow up and become the new mainstream. You know. The thing is, a lot of stuff that I did, um, on Twitter at least... Like meltdowns and all that. It always feels like people like who are more, who are more credible have become like like for example, I used to be one of those people that would be a t- tweet deleter, right? I did it on purpose because I know my trolls are always watching, just to show you that <clears throat> there's people that are always watching that will always screen grab anything you fucking say. You know what I mean? It, it, it just kind of show. I mean, they probably don't care that like you know the, it's showing a little bit, but they think. These are these are show off more about it before, because I think it was an own on me, but it was actually like you know more expo- exposition that they keep an eye that much. But uh, I think little Dirk deactivated his twi- um, his uh, Instagram or Twitter. I don't know what he used to do. Knowing what artist does that, I wonder if like there's something going to happen to them because again, like you saw from like some of these celebrities that are you know dropping like flies they always have something cynical being done or is it gonna be one of those things that like you know that that, that i did where like i pretend that i'm gonna like leave forever and then i come back in a couple of days because everyone goes through that on some level it's just amazing that that a lot of stuff that these celebrities are doing like i've done those tropes online like a bunch of fucking times I've never done the one where no one can reply, you know, unless, like, you follow me. Because I, I never saw the point of that one, because, like, you know, people can still quote tweet you. Unless you have that muted, I don't know. But it's, 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 like, a heel, it's like a heel tactic to do that. See, here's the thing, with Kodak Black, right, I don't know, like, if all his troubles began when, like, from from his upbringing or when he just got into hip-hop, whatever, and, and and again, like, I'm not defending some of the, like, the shit that he's, like, done, whatever, it's been, some, like, a lot of it's been horrible with, like, you know, some of, like, the physical shit, but it feels like whenever it's rappers, right, they're the most obvious about, like, like, they always make, like, the black artists the most obvious about, like, like you know, like 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 their regression in in the, in, in that manner or whatever, and then of course top it off with like an, a, another in, like an, a, an industry one that goes to all all kinds of people in the industry, having the addiction problem, and he won't be allowed into rehab. I don't know if he's doing it to like maybe avoid some jail time or something like that, but like this is this shows you that the the system doesn't want certain people like and especially a cog like him, to be put in a position to get mentally better. If, if that's what it's being used for. They would rather have him out and fucking self-destruct, essentially. And if, if some of the stuff that he did, you know, um, you know, um... Like, you know, because some of it seemed like, you know, gang shit, whatever. You know, I never know what rappers are actually from a gang or, you know... But it seemed like, you know, a lot of the ones that, you know, do, like, some physical shit on the surface like that. Like, they're definitely part of something. But even if you weren't actively in a gang, in, in the in the system, you're always part of a gang regardless. Your label is your gang, essentially. The people who, you know, the, the corporate people are the gangsters that, you know, have these guys as cogs. So if, like, they, if they put them through initiations 
you know what I mean? And 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 and, 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 and that's why he's uh, like you know uh, like you know like, like medicating himself with fucking drugs. It's probably because he's never gonna heal from that fucking shit. And especially when your life is used as chaos, and then and now you're being lured into like the right wing fucking way of shit. I don't know. Whenever um whenever I hear about why 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 WN Melly stuff and his lyrics are gonna be used against him, I I always because because again like I I yeah, listen, I'm not fucking saying that like I condone what he did, but the thing is like there's people who like, I would rather the bigger picture. Of how of why this happens with people in the industry, like I know this happens with regular fucking people, you know, by whatever aesthetic that you want to relate it to. But whatever, like I, it's like, like, and so like to me, it's like even if you like, you know, want to punish him for stuff, for what he did, I don't think death penalty is the answer. I think you know you would have to like put him in a situation where you try to come, like you know, like you know, do a Negan type of deal where you try to. Like, you know, rehab him. But then at the same time, it's like there's so many people that do so much worse that fucking just get off. And they, they're, like, seen as the most, like, professional and most fucking, you know, um, you know, most ethical fucking person. And yet, like, they're, like, probably the ones who help or put these guys to become these kind of cogs in the system. But to me, I so to me, it makes you wonder... Because again, like rappers are getting in trouble, entertainers in general, that are getting in trouble. If they like bow down to the right wing, does that mean like they'll like you know like, get off and then they'll become a right winger officially, or does like Y W N Melly end up becoming an example of symbolism of somebody's somebody's lyrics being used against them, and now there's going to be a death penalty. And then, and 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 because I mean, we're definitely going in that direction where they're making of making everything a fucking show. Like, why wouldn't they fucking go to the next level of making a public execution of a celebrity, a fucking you know a big event? These people don't have fucking you know like like Nick Aldis said, I'm an executive. I don't have feelings. Because this rapper Little Perk got a life sentence for his lyrics being used against him. So, I mean, like they're definitely making this a common fucking trope. All I'm saying is that if you're going to throw rappers under the fucking bus, then that, that would mean you have to use everybody's act against... I mean, a lot of comedians would be fucking, you know, like, shitting their fucking pants, basically. But then, like, you know, like, the stuff that I've seen... So, like, if, if in Storyline, if Vince McMahon has drugged women... Can I buy... I mean, there's been, like, sexual assault on fucking camera in storyline in certain areas. Can I now fucking think that all these fucking people behind the scenes have done that? Like, I mean, if you're going to use rappers' lyrics, I'm sure they're using experience in, in their art form. I'm just saying that if you're going to go the art form in that regard and be high and mighty about it, then you'd have to fucking go after every art form, would you not? Because then if, if I believe that, yes... 
rappers are supposed to be cogs that are supposed to admit to some of their fucking crimes that, like, they've been initiated into. To be used to, like, to go, oh, look, these people are so dumb for admitting to their crimes. Then how about the comedians that have admitted to fucking sexual assault? Like, you know what I mean? Can I assume that every comedian that, does a, that, that talks about how they rape somebody... I don't know. Apparently, apparently, um, um, Solong Knowles, uh, son is supposed to be uh, a star now because now he apparently had a leak online um, of some, you know, again, how it has to be like, oh, it leaked on, but it's like, this is like your initiation into it. Like everybody, you know, everybody, ha everyone has to have that happen on some level. And 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 here's the thing with Joe Rogan. I I wish people would just talk about what danger he really is. Instead of just going, oh my god, can you believe how stupid he is for s saying that Biden can't be president because he said one thing about some, I don't know, some civil war or, so, I, I, or, 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 or something, some, some, some date or something like that. I have no idea. But basically what ends up happening is somebody, to show that they keep him, keep him, you know, keep him honest, that they found out that it was Trump who said what Joe, what, what uh, Joe Rogan thought Joe Biden said. And you know, I need to say, like, dude, he's basically a fucking right winger. He's been normalizing more fucking hatred to get uh, to have an uh, to have like an insurrection in Canada. They're they're being funded to do that even even ten times more. He he's not dumb. He he wants to play dumb, but he's not really fucking dumb. He's just showing. He knew he 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 goes viral for it. You think this is gonna affect him? They're gonna fucking still fucking, you know, be, you know, uh, in his corner. And then there was, uh, you know, obvious. There was uh, Don Cherry going uh, again, like they uh, again, whatever. It, it, it's like they, they want to remind you of people that were canceled, and they make it seem like their racism was kind of mi uh, minimal, even though like there's a history of like Don Cherry being racist. Like you know, what I mean, like it's always like uh, he seems like you know, like the most the most American type of fucking Canadian ever, basically the most like you know. Like you know, like 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 you know, like like a JBL or Bill O'Reilly type, you know what I mean? Like the loud mouth, but then he thinks that like he like th they'll be edge lordy about that, but then they think that they're being like good human beings because they'll talk about the military. But like they had an old clip of him like basically doing fucking like you know all all right type of rhetoric all about immigration and what are people who you know from immigrant like like hold on a second, let me see what he what he said right here.
She, it's, yeah, okay, yeah, it, uh, and the people that drink the beer, pardon me, the people that drink the beer agree with me. What do you hear from them? Honest to God, what I'm are they not thinking trying. about these days? What are they thinking about? They're ticked off. They're ticked off. And I try to tell you this. They're ticked off at the foreigners coming over here earning the dough. This is what I hear from. Are you a safety valve for people who are stewing about all kinds of stuff? Or are you dangerous? I don't know whether I'm dangerous. I just say what I think. And I, it's the way I think. You can say it's bigotry if you want. No, I don't you think get paid, it is. You know, you get I'm, paid to do it. That's why I, I never bought those cancellations. There's like people like crying about, oh my God, they're getting rid of Don Cherry. They're taking Don Cherry away. It's like, no, it isn't. It's a marketing fucking tool. And, and of course, conservatives fucking, you know, like, love this kind of fucking, uh, and, and fake liberals, too, by the way. They, they, it's not a deal breaker for some of these fake fucking liberals who pretend they fucking give a shit about racism and all that. They won't, they, they won't dare call it out in, their, in, 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 in any of their entertainment institutions or industries. Pro-Canadian. More so than I'm anti-Soviet or anti-Sweet. I wish more Canadians... We're like me. That really plays in the country these days, but where is it going to end? Where is it going to end if we get into that kind of politics? We let people come in and take our fish, they, and the people are starving down there. Then people come in and, and wreck everything on us. They come in, and, and it wouldn't happen if I was in Parliament. It's You're, not a party in Canada would take you today. I've been asked by two. Talking about what you're I've been asked by two. Which ones? Uh, liberal and conservative. And they want Don Cherry yes. in there talking about, the the about the immigrants. They want people that people like. That people like on TV. How could you not like me on TV if you're a Canadian? Good old boy like me. From the back I, benches, I, I he'll sure clean up metric and more. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, it just became viral. And what it is, I mean, like, this guy's coming back into the discourse somehow. You know what I mean? They always try to always, like, do a repeat and all that, you know what I mean? So, it, it kind of, like, it, it could have been back then and go, oh, he evolved. No, he probably, he still kind of has the same type of rhetoric from what I've seen. The fakest cancellation ever. People think with the Kevin Spacey shit that, um, like, even though I think this has always been a marketing tool to reveal, like, whatever, but they need a gimmick way of how names are going to be revealed in uh, in this in this way, whatever, right? And since some people got canceled and they, they've been saved by the right, so that's why, you know, the fucking, you know, payoff for the being Frank character, for, you know, like, it, 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 it basically, you know, kind of uh, jumped the shark by going on Tucker Carlson's show. Like, you know what I mean? He had, like, a little good gimmick going on there, but, like, you know what I mean? It was always weird, because he couldn't do the Frank Underwood character completely, so he kind of altered it a little bit, even though it's kind of, it sounded more, it sounded more groggy. So you can say that he's doing, like, a character, but he's not doing Frank Underwood completely, right? And, you know, so every year, he, well, not every year, every couple of years, like, you know what I mean? I remember, like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, we're going into a new fucking phase of, like, of how these storylines are going to be playing out. And it's like, it, it, it would be entertaining if some of the fucking shit, like if the shit that's like, like you use a storyline, like I, I would refer them not really being real rapists or pedophiles, but it's like, you have to do method acting now. I guess, you know, you have to be a rapist and a pedophile to actually, 
Every other day, there's like a story, oh, like, you know, the sheriff here has child porn. Somebody at Disney was, uh, you know, fired for having fucking, you know, uh, you know, a terabyte of porn, a child porn or something like that. And it's like, it's supposed to be super fucking obvious. To, to me, like, to me, it represents that some of these people have this at, at, at their disposal because maybe they're using it to weapon, like, to basically put it on other people's computers and all that kind of shit. But like nothing really ends up like 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 like, like this is a like, horrendous kind of like alarming kind of shit, and no one seems alarmed by it. No one wants to touch that kind of you know, that kind of that stuff because people are pretending that they're into the products and all that. Like it, it's such a like we're living in such a parody fucking world. Like even Spirit Head uh, Spirit Airlines had a baby put on a wrong flight. And again, I don't. I, I believe this is org- organized. I I believe there's people that are sick enough to do that kind of thing. Like you know what I mean, if it's a baby, like the, the the baby might cry a little bit, but they'll be, they'll be returned to the family, whatever, and all that. But to me, it's like, oh look, um, we need discourse for uh, you know, for for we need advertising during Christmas. Okay, you know what? We'll do the Home Alone thing. This has been brought to you by Home Alone. Like you know, what I mean, you're advertising for it, so people go watch that. Like you know. I don't know, man. Let me see some of the Kevin Spacey shit. I don't know if it, what's really been said. We got Michael Rappaport doing this shit. Um, unfortunately, there ain't going to be no Christmas in the Gaza Strip. Santa Claus can't land his sled. And guys, you think Rudolph, Dancer, and Prancer are going to let Santa Claus land so his... So, 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 so these guys are doing obvious fucking, you know, like, insult to injury shtick, basically. They're, they're all conservative. And they're all tied with the fucking, you know, with the post, the, the post left and the far right wing now. The people that have ties to, like, you know, like, you know, Putin and all that type of shit. And have ties to fundamentalism in the in the in right wing fundamentalism in the, in the U.S. Lest you want to think that I'm doing country versus country aesthetic right now. Twenty four has not even begun. People who could jump know him. You know his face. You. Well. That's really a decision for the people, Tucker. It's not something that I really think about or want to do. And Merry Christmas to you too. But I've so, always believed that nothing. So, so people think that he's be in the storyline. He's being used as the guy that's playing his character, that's warning other people that are going at him, that he's going to expose them as well, kind of in a way. Even though they're all probably like on board with how they're supposed to be revealed, but this is supposed to be how they're going to sports entertainment this shit. Be off the table in life or in art. I think we could both agree that we need to get some adults back in the room, so if that means taking on the chief executive role, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for this great nation. Adults in the room, I love it. I can see there's a bumper sticker. Is that your campaign slogan? Well, that's not a bad idea. Says the guy with the fucking bow tie. Look, I think first our country needs to stop apologizing and stiffen up. I mean, look, we've got so many people running around with so many different issues. Like gun control, important issue. But let's be honest. The truth is... 
More people are killed by online trolls every day. That may be true, actually, but then they're protected by the First Amendment. They can say whatever they want. You believe in the First Amendment, I assume. Of course I do. Look, people spewing ridiculous ideas is nothing new, and they should always have that right. But the problem is, somewhere along the way, we started listening. And we should remember the salient words of Benjamin Franklin, who said, do not believe anything of what you hear and only half of what you see. And he wasn't telling people to stop talking. He was telling us to stop listening. So let's stop blaming bots and college kids and start telling leaders what leadership really means. I love it. But how do you do that? This country is mired in so much contradiction and confusion. We don't even know how we can help anyone anymore because we can't agree who needs help. I mean, what doesn't come with a trigger warning these days? I mean, Tucker, we are far too close to having a beanbag chair in the Oval Office. We coddle to everybody. Okay, you think you're a rabbit, that's fine. But let me tell you something. You sure as hell aren't going to see someone walking through my White House in bunny ears and a tail unless it's Easter. Well, amen. But how do you think we got here in the first place? Fear. Fear. And then some more fear. That's been the consistent theme, fear. And that's why I'm going to keep saying we need to get some adults back in the room. See, it seems like he's playing a character mocking Republican type <coughs> type people. But, like, he's actually, like, this is, like, what he actually fucking feels most likely. It's like he put, he got, he's, like, ultimate, he's, like, this role with Ke uh, Kevin, like, uh, this role with um, Frank Underwood. Became his ultimate warrior. Like, you know what I mean? I'm surprised he didn't actually change his name to Underwood or something like that. So he could be technically... You know what I mean? This is what it feels like. This is not professional wrestling. Like, dude... The, dude, I, if, if you're going to give me kayfabe, I, I'd rather watch Arsenio Hall talk to wrestlers. You know what I mean? It, this, 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 this is just fucking stupid. And this is the guy that's supposed to be Comrade Tucker, basically. Sounds like you're running. If you did run... I assume it would be as an independent. Well, I've always been independent my whole life, no matter what my party affiliation, even though at the moment I don't quite recognize my old party. So at what point would you get in if you did? Well, I think there's time. I've never been afraid to show up a little late for the dance. But lots of people want to be president. What would you specifically bring that others aren't? Well, I think I have a long and very solid relationship with the public, and that's a bond that has never been broken. I mean, I've almost felt like I can talk to them directly. But I mean, you do talk to them. Every Christmas you give a statement. It is Christmas Eve. What is your statement specifically this year? You know, Tucker, I think it's just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. The truth is, I love nothing better on this day than to do a line of blow, drink a whiskey and coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. You know, you and I have something in common, actually. Oh, yes, yeah. we both he, got... He, he's probably both done that shit. Can buy on network. True. But they actually tried to kill you. Yes, but here we are, Tucker, bigger than ever. So, looking back on all the drama, do you think that legacy media played a role in what happened to you? Look, I think they're trying to do their best to stay relevant. Look, platforms like X... I mean, you move information around so quick that everybody else is just playing catch-up. I, I, I'm getting sick of this already, man. So now the right wing is actually like you know now like the Iron Miles Chong guy, and the Dom Dom Luke Rose whatever they're all like now rehabbing Tucker. See they are rehabbing Kevin Kevin Spacey. See I see again like they cancel you as a supported liberal, and they pretend that they're against the liberals, but then they fucking start um 
like rehabbing you once you co-sign the fucking right wing. So him showing up in like a caricature. It just shows you how normalized the right wing entertainment is going to be basically. You know what I mean? That's what late night shows are all, you know what I mean? You're going to have your Greg Gutfields and your Tucker Carlson's. And people are all going to throw their NWO shirt on. But then they all think they're going to be an integral part of the NWO. They think they're going to be like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, you know, even X-Pac at some point. You know what I mean? Like They think they're going to be like, you know, the million dollar man. They'll end up just managing the Steiner brothers. Steiner brothers for you know what I mean they'll like leave and no no I thought you know I thought he managed the Steiner brothers in NWO but he left the NWO to manage Steiner brothers before Scott Steiner joined in so you know whatever who cares But I bet you no one's going to get fucking mad that Tucker Carlson's, like, interviewing someone that's a pedophile. Like, you literally, you know. I, I get I, I That's another case. Another case. Like, there's been... Uh, there's people, the people who have died from... Who are probably the case. The case have been dropped. I, again, that was 2017. That felt like a million years ago. That was, like, when the Me Too movie was... That's when, like, it was really starting... Like, social media... Uh, Storylines were getting out of control. That's like the beginning of it, basically. Now it's like so much has happened since that. Like e- even the other years where Kevin Spacey has dropped a video, it's kind of like, oh yeah, this gimmick still exists. It's not like, oh my god, we we're anticipating it for so many years. Like, oh yeah, this gimmick exists. He did this like you know once already. I haven't been keeping up with the whole Darius Jackson and Kiki Palmer shit, but like now he's filing a restraining order. Against her, and it feels like it's just it's just gonna serve as one of those 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 gender war type of uh, you know like you know what I mean like the like the cons- the conservative delegations are gonna basically side with like you know the the, the, the you know like, like you know, all social climate are all gonna make it seem like they have investment into the storyline, and it'll be used in a political fucking way on some level. You know what I mean? I don't know. By the way, there's a comedian, I'm, I'm going to listen to his album, you know, um, but he's been going viral lately with some of his stuff from, about Palestine and uh, Israel, whatever, but like, here's one, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but this is one good one right here. Jerusalem, I'm hold, no, no, hold, in Utah. Hold on, let me go to uh, this one first. Because I heard this one already. Really. Palestinian. Uh, <laughs> what's up? still don't know a lot about palestinians because americans need a celebrity from a group to like know about them right like the famous palestinians nobody knows who they are famous palestinians in history you have yasser arafat and jesus and it's like who like who are those guys who are those guys oh and dj colin dj colin is ours you can have them but dj colin is ours isn't that crazy? Those are the two most famous Palestinians in history. Jesus and DJ Khaled. They're very similar when you think about it. Jesus and DJ Khaled. In fact, when they came out with the New Testament, they were like, another one. Christians like, we the best religion, you know? sometimes when I say Jesus was Palestinian. But listen, first of all, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which is in the modern-day West Bank, which is Palestine. If someone was born in the United States 2,000 years ago, we call them Native 
American, right? By the same logic, Jesus was native Palestinian. But specifically, Jesus was born in Judea, the province of Judea. As a religion, he was Jewish. Jesus was Jewish and Palestinian. He was a solution to the Middle East in one person. Yeah, don't worry, this is going to be a sermon. Don't worry, I'm just saying. We know Jesus was Jewish because he didn't celebrate the Christian holidays. You know what I mean? He didn't do Christmas. For sure didn't like Easter. You know? <laughs> You see it about a Chinese restaurant. He was a nice young Jewish man. So we know Jesus was Jewish, and we know Jesus was Palestinian because he broke out of a cave in a matter of three days. That requires a tunnel. We know this. Jesus was Jewish and Palestinian, and probably black. He was for sure black. He was black. He could have gotten to any college he wanted. Let's get into it. So then he came out with this one. This one was like a, re a recent one, you know. Jesus got resurrected. <laughs> My dad was born a few hours out of Jerusalem. My mom was born in Utah. So both places where Jesus got resurrected. <laughs> Now, my great-grandma was born in Bethlehem. And I tell people this, they're like, oh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? I'm like, yeah, that's the one. She was Amish. She grew up in the Holy Land next to Scranton. She knew the three wise men from Dunder Mifflin. Come on! Everybody knows Bethlehem, birthplace of Jesus, the savior of most people in this country. Yet if you ask most people in this country to point it out on a map, they're pointing to Pennsylvania as a problem. My niece asked me over Christmas. My niece is five years old. She said, where's Bethlehem? I was like, oh, here we go. I gotta give her the simplest answer you can a five-year-old, but I also gotta keep it real. So I was like, technically Bethlehem is in Palestine, but America, we don't recognize Palestine as a country, so technically it's in the Palestinian territories, specifically the West Bank. It was part of Israel, but they handed it over to the Palestinian National Authority in 1995 under the Interim Agreement of Subpoint 5, Section 2 of the UN Resolution at the Oslo Accords. Thanks, Bill Clinton. This was pre-Monica, never mind. Of course, before that, it was British Mandate Palestine, and before that, the Ottoman Empire, and before that, a conquest during the Crusades, and before that, another conquest, and before that, another conquest. Miles times back then before crazy uh, before that the roman empire because it was a law before that judea shout out to my zionists before that the canaanites yes we canaanites is what they did not say i made that up uh, before that random tribes from africa black lives matter and before that it was the dinosaurs if you believe in those do they, do they teach you those and of course before all of that it was just lots and lots of rocks which as we know belong to the palestinians uh, now, one could argue that it still is in Israel, technically, because Israel technically occupies the West Bank. But, of course, Israel would say that's not the case, because that's illegal under international law, under many, many counts. <laughs> Don't tell the UN. JK, they already know. Oh, my God, it's a mess. Everybody knows. Literally, everybody knows, except most of the people in the country that could actually vote to stop it. God bless Pennsylvania. Merry Christmas. And that was the answer that I gave her, and I think she liked it, because she immediately responded with, is Santa Claus real? I said, 100% Santa Claus is real. We definitely recognize Santa Claus. She's like, what are you getting me for Christmas? I I said, I gave you the gift of Palestine. What more do you want? People usually pay to see my shows. I gave it to you free of charge. She was like, free Palestine? I was like, exactly. See, that's sports entertainment right there. You know. And it's a comedian, an actual comedian doing it. You know what I mean? So. Sometimes you have to watch actual comedians, not people who pretend to be comedians. Hence, you know, I'm including myself in that category. I think I've counted myself as a comedian because I've written for, you know... Oh, no, he didn't really write. And then my trolls will now open... They open the subreddit right now, basically saying, Oh, he's pretending he's broke, but he's worth a million. He's worth over a million, and he's still on welfare. It's like, that, that's a gimmick they fucking gave me so you guys can make me feel bad for doing it. 
I didn't choose that. And you know very much well how... Again, when, when you keep luring more and more, like, you know, like to play with my mind about how I'm owed money and all that kind of shit. And I'm, I, I've been bitching about it in my private... In my private... Uh, in, my pri- in my private... Uh, Journal, so of course they open the subreddit up at you know during the worst time of the fucking year to basically remind me of the of the money that I don't have access to that they keep hinting at, and they're the only ones. There's been other people that have hinted throughout the, the last the, the last couple of years or a decade about Hansy is really rich. Hansy Hansy is rich. It's like guys, that figures why people want me around. You guys don't want me around because you actually like me, and then they get mad at me for thinking that when like. They show disrespect to me all the time. Everyone does. It's easy to do that, you know. Anyways, um, I'm going to come back with the wrestling discourse. And then, you know, it's it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, 12, 18 a.m. I'm alone. Probably the most... I'm probably, like, the most lonely guy on fucking Christmas. No one actually gives two shits about my existence. I'm not in the inner circle, in the inner trust of a lot of fucking places. So no one gives two shits about me. But then they listen to my podcast secretly and then they fucking, you know, make fun of it because, like, you know, I do it my own fucking way. When I'm not asking anyone, this is more for my mental health to kind of get off, like, get off my fucking thoughts. And, you know, I mean, I publish it. People want to listen to it. People listen listen to it. It's not, you know, one of those podcasts where you're obligated to have to like everything I fucking say. You don't got to fucking praise me as a fucking genius 100% 100 of the fucking time. You don't got to, you know... But you also don't gotta fucking, you know, like, you know, like, you don't gotta be like some people I fucking know in in, in, in local territories where they, like, tell me, oh, I listened to your podcast, it was really, really fucking sad, then, then why you listen to it? Like, you have the spoils, you have all the fucking access, you fucking have sex workers, you fucking buy to have sex with you, you, you know, have, go to all these weddings and you're listening to my podcast and tell me it's sad, then don't listen to my fucking podcast. And then don't get mad about it when I reference it, when you're already trying to do that, so I do reference it. So I'll be back. this is gonna be a really long, a long ass podcast. It's already like, you know, like like over like almost four hours already. I think you know, but I'm gonna come back with the uh, you know the 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 the, the wrestling. I might actually go on Tumblr for this one, maybe. You know. Uh. So one twenty two AM it's Christmas, you know. This has been like a tradition for the last um thirteen years now. Spending it alone. I I, I hate getting into uh, you know, like this territory but like it fucking clouds my mind and if I keep it in then it's like it accumulates and the thing is, like, you think you're just clearing your your head, like, to basically nobody, but, like, people you know are just probably listening. I'm on Tumblr Live right now, by the way, and uh, there's no one in here. 
There's one person that includes me, I guess. But I don't think there's going to be many people in here. If I, if I could barely get people in here before when it was just, like, limited people on here. Now with the merger, like, you know, now I definitely won't make it. And and, and that's fine. Just I thought, thought I'd just get into the habit. Maybe people from Twitter would come in. But people, I don't think people like me on Twitter, really. I'm kind of irrelevant there. Until they need me to be fucking relevant. I think they kind of fucking, you know, tested it out where, like, you know, like, uh, like, like they're willing to make me more relevant if, like, I was in agreement of wanting to go back on the Stern Show. Because they thought that all my shit talk would just end up with me kind of being a hypocrite and going back to the Stern Show. I said, if I, if it happens on my fucking terms, then, yeah, I'll go, I'll, 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 I'll get a confrontation with Howard the way that I want to. And of course, you know, I'm pulling my fucking part, you know, and, and how dare I pull my fucking part. Even though they're contacting me to, like, you know, go back on the fucking show. But maybe they need some type of representation of the fucking, you know, like someone who can, you know, and, and there'll be some backing towards me, but... Because I don't want to be put through that, you know, that fucking turmoil again. And that's why once in a while people who are associated... Like, for a while, like, there was, uh, you know, the guy that... Um, I forget, is it Shampoo now? You know what I mean? Um, the guy, you know, that used to be known as King of All Blacks, one of his associates would leave messages on my, uh, on, on the Anchor app, whatever, to, like, like, give me compliments, but then try to get me to go on his show. And I'd always uh, wonder if they're doing that to, like, put me back, like, you know, in front of, like, like you know, in front of, like, more people than what I get for my podcast listening and Shuli would try to call me time to time, and it's like they're trying to bring me back in in some type of form so that, you know, like, I'm forced to deal with... So I'm, I'm, put, I'm put back in, like, like you know, the... the Like, you know what I mean? It's designed for me to come back so then all the Stern fans can put me down for how fat I am and how ugly I am while they're obsessing over me. So I had to deal with that, and then, you know, also, like, the secrecy... And no one seems to feel fucking bad. And then, of course, my trolls spy on me. Knowing that I'm writing about fucking being owed money that, you know, that, you know, that, um, that I've been exploited by. And I, you know, I'm under some, I'm under some, some type of conservatorship. Right? It's all in my head. And then they'll confirm it, basically, by insinuating. And then they'll have, like, some shitty spreadsheet with, like, the amount of fucking minutes that I called it and how much it equals to. And it's like, it's obviously like not, a, it's obviously not official, but it's like they make it known that like, I don't know. I think it was, it was pointless coming on Tumblr Live to do this. I don't really think anyone's going to be coming in, really. Like, if, if, some, if some of the hottest chicks on here, for Tumblr exclusively, are barely bringing in, like, 40 people... And and by and by the way, this, that's not insulting, because I, I talked to some of the women about it, because I talked to some of the women that, I, that I'm cool with on here... About, like, the influx, like, they, so, so, some people are like, ah, oh, it kind of sucks, yeah, that, you know, whatever, but then some of them are like, you know, you know it's cool with me, because I actually want real people in here, not actual, 
like bots in here. You know what I mean? And and and, and yeah, and I I can I can respect that. You know what I mean? I'd rather have genuine people, even if it's like five fucking people, than rather than just having bots. But for my ego, for ego, for my ego purposes, you know, I I kind of want bots in here so at least I can say, hey, seventy five people tuned in to listen to me po- do a podcast, even though like there's like barely anybody. And 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 I think about watching like you know listening to comedians like, again like, like I said earlier, it's 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 weird because um. I I I you know I I've been consuming the wrong shit for comedy purposes, like there is like some funny shit like whatever, but like I just think you know consuming my favorite some of my favorite comedians podcast. Or listening to too much Howard Stern and all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes politics about the comedy. And now that I'm going out and I'm seeing people actually do the comedy. Even like if people are workshopping shit in an open mic. Like establish people coming to a you know a, um, open mic just to like workshop some shit. You know and then. Um, So, so so now just seeing actual people like you know do comedy, and it just being about the art, not the fucking politics and the conditional fucking support. It's you know kind of fucking cool just to see people do their art, rather than you know actually like you know I mean it makes you not want to do like you know hear about the because that's what like a lot of the fucking uh, uh, comedy comedians that have become podcasters or come established people they start it starts becoming discussions about fucking you know the politics within comedy or you know what i mean like you know the behind the scenes shit like that so then it becomes like less fun so when you're seeing people actually trying to workshop characters and shit like that or workshop you know like ideas out you know it's it's actually pretty fucking you know but the, and it, 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 so, but but now it's like oh because I thought I'm funnier than a lot of the fucking people in the alt media, it's like holy shit now I'm, I'm actually seeing funny people like I, I might be in trouble, and I can't I can't co- I, I can't you know again if if twenty years ago, using like you know oh the most the Muslim the typical Muslim bomb bombing joke whatever that I would do, it 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 only be revolutionary in front of Howard Stern fans. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, so, so like to me, like, that, that's the only thing I had riding on it. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about my fucking own culture, really. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, the smartest fucking guy. I, I analyze, like, you know, how we act. So when I'm supposed to be put in he- actual human positions, it's like I'm probably one of the most useless human beings on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, I have no other fucking skill set other than being a fucking character. I was hoping that I would get a microchip that would, like, instruct me on how to, like, you know, learn, you know, randomly learn Chinese or something like that. Or randomly learn, uh, you know, randomly learn, um, I don't know, how to cook. You know, I'm pretty much useless. And I, I never intended on living this fucking long. And now they just keep me alive and I'm around in, like, you know, the most depressing... I'm in, um, you know, in, in, I'm like doing the most depressing fucking, you know, podcast on the planet, and you know, and I'm just alone most of the time. I don't trust anybody. You know what I mean? People have ulterior motives. People who are, you know, like in a, in a higher up position, love to treat me like fucking shit. 
and they're gonna keep fucking doing it, you know, they'll keep, you know, they'll keep finding a way to, like, you know, you know, isolate me, and it's like, fine, then cool, that I wouldn't, be, I don't need to be a part of this shit, like, I don't need to be around for, you know, like, the mind games, and the fucking purity test, from people who are not pure themselves, Whatever. So, yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas, you know. But it just... It just shows you how much, iso- how much isolation I'm dealing with. No one really fucking, you know, gives two shits. I to sit here analyzing stupid fucking Jim Cornette fucking, uh... Stupid Jim Cornette fucking, um... Discourse. Because I'm trying to think that the people who get defensive, like, listen, there's people, there's AW, there's super pro AW shills who will act like, okay, they'll rightfully call it Cornette, but they'll actually act like, you know, shocked if, like, Tony Khan or <laughs> anyone in the Warner Brothers Discovery fucking like Jim Cornette. But then the people who are defending Jim Cornette who pretend to hate billionaires. Why would you be showing off that a billionaire likes your fucking anti-establishment guy? And it's also me because, like, a lot of these people who prop up Cornette help contribute and write to the fucking podcast itself. To go with certain areas or pay customs, basically. See, Cornette is one of those podcasts that's a conditional support podcast. Where, like, if Cornette fucking caters to what they fucking want to pump into the discourse, it should be normalized. Yeah, you know, this guy is, like, a problematic dude. They pretend that because he calls out Vince Russo or or he calls out Vince McMahon a little bit. That, you know, and on the caricature shit that, you know, that we're supposed to dumb down Vince McMahon with. Not the actual real fucking, you know, horrible shit. So, you know what I mean? So, showing off. That like you know a billion another billionaire like likes Jim Cornette like yeah I, I know I that's why I I go at Cornette because Cornette from the angle of uh, not someone like oh he's a, he he uh, Tony like Tony Khan really hates him no Tony Khan likes the guy Tony Khan probably like this is the 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 best way to fucking kind of have somebody put down your talent constantly and have like you know like like and and kind of have like a, a rabid fan base. Constantly, constantly fucking go on the attack, and constantly ca- cause chaos online nonstop. He likes fucking doing that bullshit. Like he's like like what? Why would you like? It'll probably end up being like like when it comes to, when it comes to being a reveal like about how WWE sabotaging AEW. I bet you the reveal will be that bunch of guys like Booker T, Cornette, and all of them or Bischoff took money to basically trash AEW and be pro WWE, right? But I do think both billionaires do fun chaos in general. And then some of these people just, you know, they, 
So these people that want to do conditional shit, you know, they, you know, are not charismatic on their own, so they have to get Jim Cornette to do it for them or something like that. There's no point of even being on Tumblr Live. Yeah, dude, this is a ghost town. I'll keep it on. I don't know. You know. I'm trying try to read these notes right here. What I'm trying to fucking convey. Hold on, people. Hold on. Yeah, but see, so so yeah, so 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 then people like pretend that so because like the people who are normally counter getting traction and countering cornet um, propagandists online or CM Punk propagandists online. It'll be because, like, you know, like, they're very pro-fucking, uh, they're very pro, uh, you know, AW, like a typical WWE, you know, like, you know what I mean? They, they, they were WWE shills, they were anti-WWE shills for a bit, and then they moved on to being pro-AW shills. Some of them now have to always resort to playing, like, the negative Nancy on online, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, they know that stuff is going to get bad, so they pretend, they, 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 they pretend that, like, oh, you're not being, like, you're being forced to watch WWE. Because some people act like you're being forced. It's like people are employed in this mafia system, so they have to fucking basically consume this. See, again, p- people act like it's unhinged because it's fans, but none of these people online are actually fans. They all contribute something to the wrestling game behind the scenes and politics. That's why they're so fucking invested in it. If we had our... If people just put their cards on the table, but everyone lies, everyone pretends they're not a CM Punk shill, everyone pretends they're not an elite shill, but everyone pretends... Everyone wants to pretend, you know what I mean? And uh, and because I'm not buying what they're fucking selling, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but then they have to be the most credible. But then it's like, if if, if, they're, if, 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 they're, if they're mad about people being forced to watch... Like, at the notion that people are forced to watch WWE then why are they constantly hate-watching AEW then? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, if, if it's so fucking bad, Tony, again, it's more focused on Tony Khan, Jim Cornette, and CM Punk being, like, you know what I mean? Those are the only people that can get over, um, you know what I mean? And, that, and that's where the focus goes. And, and and by the way, if you're showing off that Tony Khan likes Jim Cornette, then like you know, so then so then he likes the same guy that you guys like. Then so, how can you guys be anti him? You know, it's, it, it, it's like the, the, the arguments doesn't make any sense. And if you question them, it's like they're already playing by a script. So there's no point of even trying to fucking interact with them because they'll always try to be confrontational with it. That's what everyone does online. Everyone gets confrontational. Like, no one's going to have a genuine conversation. It's all about... It's basically all about promotion and also setting narratives.
you know. And then people are shocked that punk is not rebellious. Like, here's the thing. None of these guys in the industry are really rebellious. Only the, like, they'll, like, like, you know, like, be, like, the symbolism of, like, you know, controlled opposition. Like, they might, like, do some good shit or advocate for some good shit. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't designed for them to be propped up. Like if like CM Punk if CM Punk was never like if CM Punk was never designed to make it you know as they say then he would have just been another guy that was like you know a you know a side attract like he would just been been thrown to the side no one would care about him because something something they did did to him they've probably done to a lot of fucking other people that don't get traction because they're not supposed to be the focus of it but CM Punk is to play the symbolism of it. While he fucking, you know, used to mock other fucking people. He used to be, they gave that role to Kevin Owens for a bit. Being the credible internet guy. Who then will fucking, you know, like, you know, do pro-company PR. Like, you know, like, you know, when when Kurt Angle's flipping out about how they're making his life a living hell. CM Punk piled on, he piled on Jeff Hardy. And I, and I know people are going to be like, oh, because that's what that's Kurt Angle's fault. I know because the documentary they have, they, they can't blame WWE now because the documentaries, in my personal opinion, are, you know, the non-disclosures of the corporations play a hand in your destruction. That's part of the money that, that, that um, why you get paid a lot. Because you also get a fucking, like, you got to do jackass-level stunts. Whether it's, like, breaking your own bone or whether it's, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's some type of fraternity-level shit. Jackass is, like, the most obvious example of that because uh, Jackass would, uh, you know, um, you know, like, you know, they would have a reason why they would be doing it on purpose where they'd break their fucking bones and all that. And that's how I look at fucking, you know, the, the rest of the fucking, you know, uh, like, like even, even, like, regular celebrities, like, falling, like, Meek Mill falling off his, uh, Meek Mill falling off uh, the steps, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's always stuff that's supposed to fucking happen. Somebody fucking, you know... It's like you you, you constantly have to fucking, you know, be initiated in. Anyone in here? There's still no one in here. It's nuts. At least it would be like four people, dude. The, 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 yeah, tumble, tumble a lot. I mean, yeah, they, they. Your best bet is probably to get uh, cool with people who catch traction, so they can like pump your stuff up. But and I'm not really cool with many. I'm not really cool with like you know some of the newcomers in here that you know are dominating. I guess they figured that Hansy was going to be, you know, streaming a lot, so they might as well have, you know. I don't know, man. You know. And then and then and then it becomes like you know a whole problematic argument about you know. Like here's the thing with, with with CM Punk, right? The guy's supposed to like. I'm not saying what he you know what he went through. Like he shouldn't be compensated. He doesn't. He didn't earn it. I'm not saying he didn't earn his right. But I just I just hate this notion that people look at him like, like just like how people look at Triple H as as a, as a rebellious fucking guy. 
Like, the, I, you know, I, I, I could break it down for real life and in storyline, you know what I mean? Like, I could be the king of this shit. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm controlling the timeline, essentially, where I can kind of explain it, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to be in that fucking world and... And, and and again, like, you know, like, you know, people in that world are more cool than people, like, you know, people who I fucking know, so, you know, that's fucking, so, you know, I mean, they obviously don't fucking need me. I, again, I don't even know why I fucking talk about it, but it's been part of my fucking life, and I'm, try, I'm trying, like, again, this is why I, I, I've been, like, lack, again, I don't gotta worry about, like, you know, not doing... Uh, the raw, like the raw NXT, and you know, yeah, I, I will get it done by later on today. But like, you know, there's no raw on, there's NXT on. But like, you know, I'm not really in a super in a hurry. As long as I get this done before the 25th is done, I'll be good. So I want to get the wrestling discourse portion out, and then I'm gonna go do the finish the recaps. You know, um, I just you know. I I know this is gonna be a long ass podcast, and I also have to, I might have to go over the 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 the, the new music that's come out as well. You know. I have to set that up and shit. You know, I don't know. By the way, I'm looking at the symbolism. Hulk Hogan getting baptized. Now, again, anyone who's religious, again, I have nothing, you know, against anyone, you know, doing these, you know, ceremonies for, like, you know, whatever. But whenever it's a celebrity, he's associated with Scientology. The world's going in a more fundamentalist direction. He was canceled. So he's going more into, like, the COVID conspiracies as well. So he's definitely becoming a right-wing fucking guy. So it's just more symbolism of, like, what's to come, basically. And they're showing you with different celebrities. That's why they use... And, and, and again, also, like, to, to, to even show you even more of a reboot, like, you know, his son, Nick Hogan, is also in the news. Another DUI, basically. So it's like his something else afoot will something else fucking happen because whenever it happens with these celebrities it's like it's to me to me personally at least it's fucking by design you know what i mean and 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 you know and and, and that's why and again with the call i know what hulk hogan said about the fucking guy was like you know like you know like fucked like you know fucked up whatever but it was like it, it was fucked up because like he was kind of telling um you know like you know because like to me, in my personal opinion, it was like kind of like planned to fucking go down that way. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, pr- like, you know it's like, again, it's like one of those jackass stunts that's, you know, part of the fucking game. He had to do time for it. You know what I mean? And now he'll, and, and now that he's, like, you know what I mean? And now, like, you know, like almost 10, like, you know, t- over 10 years later, he's still getting in DUIs. And it's like, is it going to be like a continuous fucking thing to, like, you know, and then they'll like you know, because again they'll reboot us, it reboot us off again.
I'm just, uh, you know, leaving. Hold on a second. I'm just going over some new fucking, you know, some of the more discourse. I should definitely just fucking close. I should definitely just fucking close the, um. Should definitely just close Tumblr. It's not fucking going great. Give me a second. All right, it's uh, 3.31. I'm trying to debate if I have my medicine or not. I could have sworn I had it, I'm not sure. The worst case scenario, I have two, you know, but I shouldn't be doing that, but. But I could have sworn, I'm losing my mind now where I can't remember if I take my medication or not. It's all good. So I already talked about um, Hulk Hogan and, uh, and uh, getting baptized and shit. It's just weird Hulk Hogan, like, in the middle of a lot of... It just seems like a lot of people that got cancelled that, like, constantly have kept their heel personas going while, like, making it... So, like, now that, like, they've been saved by the right wing, now it's, like, the symbolism of, you know, where they're going. Um... Yeah, I, I, I already talked about the advocating for pushing storylines. Um, like, like people, like, like, here's the thing. Whenever they say that there needs to be, okay, well, we need to, like, go along with the show because these injuries have prolonged a lot of, uh, like, a lot of, like, you know, the, the injuries have prolonged these stories. They're treading water. It's like they're making a purposeful case for why the booking for the, um, f- for the company needs to go more in the attitude area direction. You know what I mean? Even though, even though the, the, there's going to be long-term booking in general, but we have to pretend there isn't long-term booking because we have to make it now WWE, and it feels like... See, it, it just shows you that, that people didn't really want to fucking change. It's just... It's actually that this, this is the same shit, you know? People didn't really want to take the best of both eras... And try to like you know maximize, in like you know in a, in a direct way. I'm sure they'll get there somehow, but it has to be discourse now where, 
Like, you know, if things don't go... It's, it's like we're in the era of things not going to plan, essentially. So, like, you know, they get you excited for certain things. But I don't know if this will... Ali, Ali is... I'm actually excited for Ali and what he is doing. He's going to be doing, like, I guess he's, like, going to be doing the indies. I, I guess you, he probably figured if he really wants to get some people to advocate for him, he better go on a nice little indie run. He's doing, like, all these dates he wanted, all these people that he wants to face. He's doing his President Ali gimmick, the politician. You know, hold on a second, let me see where it is. Here you go, hold on a second, let me see. Hold on, let me, uh, before it reloads or something like that. Like he has secret service. Cardona, Osprey, Mike Bailey, Zack Sabre, Swerve. I wonder if he's good, if he's just gonna like do this for the gimmick or if he's gonna bring it to because I'm going to the, the the demand lucha show in January eighteenth, um, you know and and I I, I, you know, I called post wrestling and uh, like it was I guess it happened right when I was calling post wrestling where like I, I just kind of brought up because again they're talking about it I'm like yeah I, I want to go to it but uh, you know I, I they do PayPal only. I didn't want to like waste their time, whatever. I think you know Paul like wanted to move on and shit, but then like you know um they they contacted me. I again I don't know if they heard the show, but I did. I I think I did like send them a message by reply, but because they did reply, I guess they did like message me. 
So then I messaged them, and they told me to message them in inbox, and then they basically helped me out. They went above and beyond to help me out, and I thought that was pretty fucking cool. So, uh, you know, I, I wasn't trying to go on to, like, you know, go, oh, demand lucha, you know, they fucking, you know. Like, I wasn't trying to bury them or anything like that, you know what I mean? I was just like, fuck, man, I wanted to, like, go, but I don't, I don't want to use fucking PayPal, you know what I mean? It's just like, why can't you just give me a credit card option? But, like, you know what I mean? It was just more my frustration. But they went above and beyond. So, you know, I'm I'm going to look forward to, like, going to see... Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more fucking talent there. But Gringo Loco and uh, Jack Hartwheel against Ali, you know, he's going to do a bunch of dates. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I can play the shadow fucking... Uh, fun, uh, the, the shadow fucking puppeteer, you know, um, behind, the pre- behind this candidate. You know what I mean? I'm joking, you know, Ali wouldn't fucking... Yeah, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty fucking good, I guess, you know. I I'm anyways just you know just I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure you know you, you, it will depend on what kind of uh, like if you were to AEW right now he'd probably kind of fall like like you know I mean there wouldn't be much fucking like maybe he'll have like a couple of like like you know like 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 a month or so of a good debut but then he'd get shafted to the side character or something like that people won't like his booking I think the best way to go is to go and do indie dates. If he shows up in TNA, if he shows up in New Japan, you know what I mean? Like, I know those aren't indies, whatever, you know, maybe he'll do indies plus other promotions, I guess. Like, other, like, you know, main promotions. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what Ali can do um, outside the company. I guess he, I guess he can keep, I guess he can keep his name still. I guess he organized a deal where he can keep the name. I thought he was going to have to go to um, his, like, real name or something like that. I I, 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 uh, I had no idea that Bray Wyatt, um... Well, I mean, it's 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 like, you know, it's, it's like when a member of the Mafia dies, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, you know, it, it's, it should be required for, like, you know, the company to, like, you know, at least help out the family with fucking bills and all that type of shit or, like, you know keep them, you know, in their payroll, you know what I mean, so, you know, so I guess Br- yeah, Bray Wyatt's like, you know, he's signed under, I guess his family is signed under, I mean, it's, it's hard to sign someone that's dead, but if one company can sign someone, that, you know, like, you know, have a contract with someone that's dead, it's, it would be the WWE, justify why they can, you know, still, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good thing. I, I I whenever they you know whenever they put something out for the discourse, it's always like, oh this is just gonna be a happy ending. That's like you know a story that we're just gonna be told, or 
is they're more going to be lured out about him. Because they normally plan that stuff first before they... Because then everything has to turn into some kind of discourse. I, I, I actually thought... I, I haven't done a podcast in a bit, obviously, right? So I thought what they called... Uh, it was, was going to be a bigger fucking story, but the Slim Jim car got stolen. Got, I, I always... Again, it, 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 listen, I, I understand that what they called, uh, you know, regular people's cars get stolen all the time, but when you're, like, a part of a corporation, you know what I mean? It's like no one can run that kind of game on you without them not, like, finding out who it is. You know what I mean? It's, it always seems like one of those, like... Like, you know, oh, oh, like, that's what I was just saying. I, th- I thought it was going to turn into a whole, like, you know, um, I thought it was going to become a whole goose chase, like, um, with, um, you know, how, uh, um, the Jericho lost the title, the AEW title at that fucking steakhouse. You know what I mean? Like, a way to promote the fucking steakhouse, but also, you know, like, mean that, like, it, like, te- te- technically it was, it was stolen, but you can't fucking actually fucking prove that, like, it was organized. But billionaires can organize that kind of shit. And and, and if if you don't think so, if you don't think so, like, if you don't think that, like, rich people can organize that kind of stuff, Howard Stern, like, literally showed, uh, showed you how it could be done. Like, when he, um, at the, um, who, who, who was it? Was it, um, no, you know, G- Gary took the Gary puppet to, uh, an appearance and then um, um, somebody stole it, and Gary thought that, oh, shit, I fucked up, somebody stole the fucking puppet. But it was an inside job from Howard, essentially. And it's like, if I see people, like, show you that you can be done, why wouldn't I think they would do it on a bigger fucking scale? Especially when, like, you know, they're above the fucking law, and they can kind of, like, you know, kind of can you tell the police to, like, you know, not fucking look that way, you know what I mean? Because billion- again, people want to downplay how much powers billionaires fucking have. Like, they're just regular fucking people. Not that they have a whole roster of cops. I mean, they do show it to you in, like... like I mean, they, like, you know, I'm sure the other movies they show it to you. But, like, you know, in, in, the, in the Daredevil... In the, in the Daredevil fucking uh, series on, on Netflix... Like, you know, Fisk, like, you know, well, you know, Kingpin has, like, literally cops on his payroll. It is what it is. We'll see how it goes. But I, I think they found it, I'm not sure. Um, there was a discourse about Mercedes... So like, no, no, no matter what, they always have to frame internet argue, internet arguments, and again, it, it would have in two thousand tens. You know what I mean? Even though like you can sense the work in it, like you can buy that people would be more uh, genuine with the discourse with it. But like, it just it just feels now that you know stuff on the internet is just as much the work, like you know, or like it's organized, orchestrated, and shit. It just always seems like they always have to pump in the fucking Charlotte and um, Mercedes, um, you know, rivalry, because Charlotte got a, like resigned a de- resigned a new deal, right? And she got good money apparently. And then Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks was asking for more money, cause she's worth it, and you know because what she's like been through, you know, and pulling pulling the moves that she's pulled, you know, in the 
real life discourse, she showed that, you know, she can draw and she's worth the fucking money as well. So, you know what I mean? So to me, it, it makes me wonder if she will actually go back to WWE. Because, like, let's say I'm correct and that MJF is leaving the company. People might think that's, like, a huge fucking loss, whatever. I made the prediction on the, on the AEW Collision course show um, on post-wrestling. You know, I went full out with it, you know. Um, I said that, like, maybe the, the world's end, the way that they're signaling it, maybe this is actually the last fucking event of MJF. And then before, and then, like, it'll be this big fuck. the big news will be that, okay, look, the first Raw of the year is going to be, MJF's going to show up and it's going to, like, blow away, you know, the whole entire fucking scene. But I don't know, maybe, like, like with that happening, maybe Mercedes will actually go to AEW. Maybe they're making a thing that she'll really go back to WWE, but... I mean, listen, man, she, she, she could actually just go back to WWE. I would, I would hope... I, 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 I wanted, like, the AEW Women's Division to be at a level now where, like, Mercedes could have joined in and made it even fucking better. And then you're like, okay, they're gonna, like, what, like, what, dumb it down to Mercedes signs and then miraculously make it, you know, better because she's there. When you could have just, you know, like, she she probably would have preferred to come to an actual strong division. Not to say that there is, like, it isn't on any of the talent of why the women's division isn't, uh, like, you know, at the level that it should be. It's like the owner of the fucking company. And, and, and also, like, you know, it's, it's like some of these scumbag type people have, like, a quid pro quo with the... Like, not just, like, you know... And, and it, ha- it doesn't have to be sexual, either. It can be, like, all conditional support if you, like, you know, sit in a group chat. People, like, you know what I mean? If, if you don't, like, you know, give in to social climbers online, they won't fucking pump you up, essentially. So it's like you work in their fucking control. Because everyone has to, like, you know, feel they have an ownership over you. By the way, with the cold, though, um, one of Dave Finley's sons, um, you know, the, the original Dave Finley, not Dave Finley Jr., um, what's, what's his name, Brogan Finley? He signed with uh, WWE, so I guess, like, the second generation of, like, you know, like the, you know, like the next generation of Regal versus Finley was, uh, I always envisioned, because I always envisioned that it would be Charlie Dempsey, um, you know, doing it outside, maybe like an AEW with, you know, or New Japan and, you know, against David Finley, but I guess they're going to have this Brogan Finley dude. Which could mean... I wonder if that means that Dave Finley Jr. is, like, eventually going to go to, you know, WWE eventually. By the way, William Regal can now officially show up on camera, so... I'm sure down the line we're going to see a CM Punk and William Regal confrontation, essentially.
We're going to see that whole, you know. Who fucking knows? And I think the lawsuit with MLW and WWE was settled, or I don't know if they had to pay. I, 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 it's been a while since I fucking jot this down. But, like, here's the thing. I always feel like whenever you have these uh, sports entertainment, you know, you know, lawsuits, you know, especially when it comes, like, it, like, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. And then if you say it doesn't make any sense, like, well, you you don't know the law or any of that properly. It's like, okay, but, like, these celebrities, these politicians, all these people definitely don't play by those rules, even if it looks like they're playing by those rules because it plays out the way it does. I don't know. How many I don't know is how I said but I know it always fe- it always feels like it just it's just another added trope, until we find out that um, like until we find out that WWE you know has been sabotaging, like you know other places right, and then to correlate it they will have to bring up fucking past issues, um you know past uh, you know past stuff that um has taken pl- like you know put taken place. So, like, you find that WCW got fucked over by WWE, right? If you got if if you put that out there, then it's like, oh, yeah, it correlates with their behavior because they've done it to other talents, other, you know, they've done it to TNA, maybe. They've done it to MLW. They try to do it with ROH in New Japan, maybe AEW. So, but to me, it always feels like if, like, there was money... Let me see something. Let me, let me see. Hold on. I'm going to be right here for a second. I don't know how... Hold on. Let me see. So yeah, pe- people are making insinuation. People are insinuating that um, people are insinuating that um, like 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 they're making jokes like MLW after this after this like, WWE settlement, and it's like people flexing on money or something like that. So it always feels like a way for like the company just to transfer money on the surface. You know, it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, like when 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 Heyman left WCW, right? He got a huge lawsuit from WCW. I'm sure a lot of that money went into making, you know, into like, you know, putting like putting it for ECW essentially. It just, it just feels like that's the way to like kind of transfer monies in uh in sports entertainment terms. You know. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, said that she's going to retire with WWE. I don't know if she's just giving away all her leverage, and she really is. Uh, 
Because it wouldn't surprise me if she is, like, a lifer, but at the same time, like, everyone, it's like people put statements out, especially entertainers, and then it becomes, like, a whole, like, oh, I thought she said she wouldn't be leaving WWE. You know, maybe Becky, maybe the name Becky Lynch retires in WWE, or maybe Rebecca Quinn. That's another story, maybe. I mean, listen, if she doesn't leave, you know, it's fine, you know. I, I, I She's, like, one of those, like, you know, like, not, not that I don't enjoy, like, like she, like, even if they don't give her much, I still, like, enjoy her character. You know what I mean? She still has, like, a level of importance. But I wish they, act, but, but the thing is, like, you know, if someone like her left and go to a new promotion, like Impact, or she did something in, in Japan, or in AEW, she could be a game changer. But yeah, no, TNA was teasing their biggest signing that they've ever done. They were done. So, like, I mean, that could be Mercedes Monet. Because like, for TNA, that would be the biggest fucking signing. I don't know. Unless you want Shane McMahon to come out. But I'm going to guess it's Mercedes Monet, too. You know, sign with the company. Especially since there's a push for them to, like, now become TNA again. And it feels like it could be more of a lively thing. You know, just, uh... I mean, I mean, it is what it is, man. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm curious of who, who, who it will be. All I know is that I, I just can't keep up with all these... Between the major promotions, I can't keep up with all this. It's just way too much programming. It's all exhausting. That's why, you know, I'm, like, I'm talking talking about it for the time being. And it's always going to be interesting to me. But it's like, I better start preparing for WrestleMania. See, I, I, I said it last time, and I did decent, but I, I kind of uh, fell off. And I try to, again, because, like, you know, it's always buzz about what goes on. During that weekend, so you try to you know uh, keep up as much as you can, but I I really do have to for my own mental health maybe not consume it as much. I know I'm not gonna be including the festivities, like you know like and and see, and, and and this is the part where like where you like irrationally like you know, you you regret not selling your soul because it's like dude it wouldn't be a question I could fucking get a go easily. But, like, you know, this is what happened when keeping it real goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you'll never... It, 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 it's not even about, like, even going to WrestleMania. It's more about being around for WrestleMania weekend. And you would think, being on the Stern Show, like, you know, I'd be... Like, you know, I'd be allowed to have that access. But they never really, you know, let me have that access. And then, you know, it, it just going to depress me another fucking year, you know, so... I, I definitely need to move away from it, but then there'll be something crazy that happens, like, like you know what I mean, because again, like, I'm saying this, and then MJF shows up on the first Raw of 2024. 
Um, this I, I, I don't know if I, I've seen her. Maybe, maybe I have. Alexis Leet. She got released from um, NXT. But it's going to be one of those things where, like, she her name is going to get buzzed. Because she's already taking subliminal jabs referring to Roxy and Cora Jade. So I'm sure, like, you know, cause, because now in order to for you to make it, you have to have social media storylines happening. You know, that's when you, you know, you know can be useful to people who are going to control the narratives. So I'm sure there will be a you shoot interview. There will be something out there. And we'll find out that Cora Jade or Roxy are horrible people as well or something like that. Who knows what it is. I mean, I don't know. What else is there? Um, Triple H now apparently controls a Hall of Fame induction, so I'm sure there'll be some crazy names, you know, and then we'll say, oh, this would never happen if Vince McMahon was around, you know, Vince McMahon would never have this, Vince McMahon would never have this around at all whatsoever, it's like, yeah, he kind of would, I, I, I just hate when, uh, I just, I just hate this narrative that, like, they train their audience to buy into Vince McMahonisms. When, like, he could be, you know, he could have been... Like, it's, it's like, it's like I've noticed that whole, like, you know, you know, the correlation between other billionaires and other people in institutional positions of power. And they all seem to always have the same kind of caricature-like shit. They would like to cause, cause chaos. I mean, congratulations to uh, to AJ France for showing up at GCW. They apparently had to show you tag Joey Janela. I I hope for the brief time he went back to WWE. I hope it was for to get his like a because again he said he said that that uh, that flop. That he did was this. It made him go to the doctor to get himself checked on, and he tried to die. He diabetic, so it helped him get back into like you know getting getting in shape. But you know he probably probably given his Illuminati advancement, so maybe he'll really shine outside the company. Yeah, it it would. I mean, it would be quite quite ironic that the internet that mocks you will then uh, cheer you on. But right now we're supposed to be shitting on him, but. I thought he did a decent job with the promo. You know, I I, I want to see what he he's gonna be able to do when uh, with with his uh, new moniker, I guess. Yeah, Ta- Tanahashi. Uh, um, you know, can be uh, Tanahashi is now the pr- like the president of New Japan. In some, I don't know if it's like the full president or just you know in general, but because like you know again, I'm sure like officially he is, but it it feels like another way where he'll make good decisions. Right now he's making good decisions, I guess. People are happy, you know. What I mean, he's gonna. It means 
he'll bring back stuff, basically, that people, you know, I, again, I have no fucking clue of what real changes will happen, but at the same time, everyone who becomes, like, an authority ends up becoming a heel, so I'm sure something, well, um, you know, he'll make some horrible decisions that everyone will then kind of, like, you know, be surprised by. You know, I, I speaking of Charlie, Charlie Dempsey, and I mentioned that, um, you know, he, uh, I think he's becoming the the crossover guy for the all Japan, all all Japan uh, pro wrestling uh, promotion, or maybe it's another promotion. I I cause again, like the whole weekend, people were wondering who's going to be sent to age, um, you know, um, age AJPW, and and people like thought, okay, like Charlie Dempsey was one of the names that people did. Did uh, you know contemplate? But I, you know, most people were saying Braun Breaker. So I don't know if this is the same fucking thing. I could be wrong. Again, there's like a lot of Japanese promotions out there. But you know, I, I wonder if it's supposed to be be working well, or is this going to be a way to like have a Japanese promotion on WWE side? So that because AEW has, uh, AEW has, um, you know, AEW has, uh, New Japan. And then I wonder if, like, then the Mexican companies are going to start picking sides and it becomes like a whole civil war. There's also confusion about um you know uh, uh, about Cody Rhodes' contract. If he signed a new one like in October, and it, like it makes no fucking sense. Whatever, I'm sure there'll be some legal mumble jumble that will tell me, no, totally, you know, it makes sense. Whatever, but like it just it just feel, it, the, the, some of these stories that like get confusing. It feels like it's more concentrated on the sports entertainment personalities online. Trying to like you know become fucking you know. Like it's time for them to like show half of how elitist they are. And then it's like a, and the debate is like talking us into circles. And, and 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 by the way, what's it called? A A Steel was talking about um how his or the lawyer Stephen P. New was talking about how um only person who didn't sell the um sign non disclosure agreement. Like the only person who didn't do that was A Steel's girl, you know, his wife, whatever. And then Jericho claims on Twitter that he didn't sign one either. And, I mean, that's sports entertainment that maybe he did, but he'll give you a limited version of it. Just to kind of make it seem like they're fending it off. But, you know, that's, that's part of the non-disclosure is that, like, you'll go through, sh- like, you'll go through shit. And then, um, you know, you'll be allowed to talk about it and mention non- a non-disclosure agreement. 
But, you know, the non-disclosure agreement also implies that this is all kind of an initiation into the game. That's how I, that's how I look at it, at least. I, I guess you see. So now, so now we're gonna make uh, Ace Steel's wife a discourse character, and get her to talk. And uh, Matt Jackson's wife is uh, leaving the company. She's the one that does the merch, and people have been complaining at shows about. I maybe there's like good. I mean, the one that the Buffalo show that I went to, they had good selections there. Yeah, they they had some pretty fucking good ones. And then, um, you know, but then when they came to Canada, they always have like these generic Canadian themed ones, and then they have, uh, um, you know, just a limited amount of like you know decent ones that you know you wouldn't like be ashamed to wear. And then so to me, and some people have been blaming. Matt Jackson's wife for being, you know, part of the, um, you know, part of the, um, um, part of the, uh, she, like, part of the merch, part, part of the merch department type of shit. So now with her leaving, does that mean it's just an excuse to get somebody, you know, who can replace her? Or will this indicate that, like, young books are also leaving the company? Even if they all re-signed or something like that, I have no idea. But again, like, they, they, they can make the rules and it, it won't catch any traction. Anything else here? Oh yeah, Shibata signed with AEW officially, so that's pretty fucking cool. I thought I wonder, I wonder what, what what the emergency was. I thought that that was why that he wouldn't be coming back again. I'm gonna exit exit that soon. I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm just I'm trying to highlight this to move the positions. I know there's a waste to fucking... I mean, you could have just exit right now. I said, I'm going to come back with a recap, so it's not even the end of the podcast. You just end of the, it's just the end of one part of the recording, I guess. Anywho. I'll be back. Still carrying the Christmas tradition on, you know, being depressed.
listen to Arthur Alexander. This guy's really good, man. Perfect for like, like you know, the, um, like the, it sounds like cheery enough to be, you know, um, a, a, like you know, a Christmas type of song, you know, that you play during the Christmas time, but it's like depressing enough that like it's for the lonely guys. This one's good. I don't sleep at night. I just lay here at night. I toss and I tell. I'm loving you so. How my heart yearns, baby. You're the reason I don't sleep at night. Oh well, I'm walking the floor. I'm feeling so blue. I smoke cigarettes. I drink coffee too. See, like this guy deals deal on a heartbreak in his life, man, you know? I'm sure he got laid more than I do, but, like, you know, I feel like there's, like, a, a kinship between these songs, man, you know? I might as well go to over the new music, even though I didn't queue it up in my personal thing, but I might as well play it, I guess. The huge celebration in the neighborhood, you know. The, it, I hit the thing, some people would get annoyed with it if I was like, uh, um, you know, more grumpier. Because I'm because I'm like lonely and I'm like longing for like any type of life during like the Christmas holidays. It's kind of like refreshing to hear. Like sometimes I think like the people who live like next, like not next, not completely next to me, like right, like right across from me, who have a backyard, like you know, right next to my backyard. And sometimes during like long weekend, I think they're having a gathering and they'll be playing the guitar and kind of like singing and shit. And you know what I mean? It kind of gives a little bit of life. It doesn't feel like my life is empty, kind of, in a way. Because my, you know, my existence is pretty much empty. The way that everyone liked it, you know. 
You know, that's just how it is. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a perfect song to play. It's Talib Kweli, War on Christmas. It's... With the cold... So, so so now it feels like some like people who are moving more to the heel side, even though there's still some social conscience in them, right? It fe- it feels like a lot of people who are now going like, oh, this is the real war on Christmas kind of thing, whatever. Like it feels like they're doing it in the like, in like in a in a in a fundamentalist kind of fucking way. Yeah, especially with the entertainers, you know what I mean? Especially because the quality has gone kind of heel, right? You know he he's he, he's crossed over to the heel side, but he still like you know has the social co- consciousness. And I always think and so since Dave Chappelle is also in that in that category, so there's other guys like you know Piers Morgan that have gone heel on, on certain things, and now like you know he'll be a little bit more reasonable with Palestine and Israel for in this current time where people don't people seem to think it has the same value as it did like twenty years ago. It would be a big deal twenty years ago. But now it's like, you know, it's just as mainstream as... Because it's online, it's alt media. But they're acting like it isn't like, you know... Like, people who act like it isn't, like, being pushed back on, at least from a social standpoint. Or by people who are funded. I don't know if you can hear that. A couple of people going, yeah... Anyways... The news. Woo. Yeah. Not the fake, but only real news. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There's a war going on outside, but who the villain? Jack Frost nipping at your nose, cold chilling. Black Santa Claus to inspire the black children. Making Kelly got five, but she keeping the 80 million. Consumerism, capitalism, and corporatism. Now the Lord is missing, and we just product support decisions. No chimneys in apartments, people can't afford to live in. They sort of fixed back when the Romans were slaughtered Christians. Jesus was born in December, that's what they told us. For the fourth quarter, prophets and liars, what they sold us. The festival of life celebrating the winter solstice. None of that matters, cause the family coming over. Little kids by the tree and they ain't gonna live for position. From Big Mama cooking, you better stay up. Anyways, uh, little baby, crazy. This is, oh, sorry, son. It's Fivio for, uh, Foreign. With f- 41, Kyle Rich, and Tata, Jen Carter. This is a... Uh, it's a pretty good song. This is logic. This is a weird combination, man. It's like a random trio, like you know, that Tony Khan would book together on a team. Logic, Conway the Machine, and Riff Raff. Oriental blue swordfish, sky blue calm, don't put the ball 
beats are dope. I want to see a Conway rap. His vocals are a little too low for this, you know. Like, Nemes would have killed this and he would have been loud about it, you know. This is a great god in Rome streets of avant-garde. This is a Jake Ghost and Lou from Paradise from from the Ashes. I guess I'm like, hey, you got you. People might think you're not really a human. They might actually know you're really like a, like a, you know, another guy from a different planet or some shit like that. And they're like, okay, no, why we call him Luke from Paradise? That's a little bit more subtle, you know what I mean? Because Paradise could be, maybe it's like a planet or something like that. I don't know. Like not a planet, maybe like a little city in a planet, you know. Rob Banks. I didn't know much about this guy, YG Hootie. He sounds familiar. But the only reason why I, I listened to his album is because like the they promoted the, uh, on Reddit they promoted the the Kendrick song with them. So then I went. It, it, his album wasn't that long. It was eight songs. One, two, I like five of them. So like, I mean, he's very, he's very decent. So this was like uh, tsunamis. So this is Cali Love with Kendrick Lamar. I'm 
Colorado shoes. California raised, California paid, yeah. California kids, watch out for the strays, yeah. Ten toes down, keep it underground, yeah. Oh, we running then, now we running now, yeah. This is a uh, hundred shots. This is ball hogs. This is 7:30 a.m. This is like three songs off the currency album that, you know. There's like nine songs on here. This is all fucked up. This is cheat code. This is winning team. There's three songs from Gucci Man and BG's album. This one has Mike Will made Mike Will made it. There's 13 songs on here. It's called Cold. This is Ree Wangsta. Pretty good, um, you know, flipping the beat. This is beautiful light. That feel good, girl. Sign up with that pussy on. Fuck niggas, fuck in the jump out bushes on. Shop like you a dial up in front of mine. Black dress, black tie. This is, um, the, um, the, um, Uh, what happened here was, uh, this is ASAP 12V's deluxe album. I like one song that I call Yams Day. With, you know, ASAP and Rocky for... This is two songs off the Big Cred album. There's like five songs on here. This is King Part 5. This is Man on the Moon. This is uh, 
What a song I liked off the Train of Truth album. Shit, I'm trying to go with you. The director's cut of this. Three songs I liked off of uh, Mano's. I know he came out with a new album, um, you know, um, you know, like the past weekend called KOB Five, but this is KOB Four. This is Pressure with Jim Jones. I like there's fifteen songs on here. For my city. Good man. This is Paul Wall. That's 13 songs on here. I liked, uh, you know, uh, six songs. This is uh, Dig These Blues. Three commas.
much flair. My wrist costs more than a remodel kitchen. 18 inch, 15, what I'm tipping. You ain't gotta ask, you know what I'm sipping. Do center I spy, whack guys dripping. This is bounce rocks rock skate. You dealing with a vet. No shortcuts, I cashed out every step. No defects, a single fly won't accept. I pull up five cars deep, they all mine though. A 82 look cab candy on the side though. 84 Maritz, top missing, mind blown. The CT6 poking like a pine cone. I'm on another level, still unmatched. Poking like a Q-tip, dripping like earwax. I lost the top, but don't worry, I don't get too attached. Turn the base to the max. Fake ones get axed, now feel that. Drop lat, on back. This player made. Never cave, protect the split. I'm known to sit low, I'm known to grip grain. In the lane doing my thing. Unbothered by everything. Focus hard, I don't complain. I'm too busy stacking up my chain. No lanes, just me and lane. I'm player made, no playing game. I'm player made. I'm player made. I keep it play. Another day, another dollar. Oh, he said the song name right there. Another drone on my own. Just me and my thoughts, I'm not alone. This is probably my favorite album of the week. Boz right here, Boz. There's uh, 17 songs on here. I liked one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine songs. A lot of J. Cole on here, too. My own. Send a prayer, but niggas rather I wire alone. I feed them food for the soul. And feed me liquor and pick a timing when I'm in my zone. I'm supposed to say no. Got me avoiding niggas like I'd rather slide on my own. For I'm spread too thin. Who's gonna rescue him? Lucky I'm built with shoulders big enough to carry the load. 10,000 hours of my pain. It's back. The light of my soul, but should I want some back? That only real niggas in This is Home Alone. I just talked about Home Alone. Dedicated to the niggas that switch. Dedicated to the women I miss. Dedicated to the one that I love. Never strain, I ain't fucking up this. Dedicated to my niggas that stay with me even through my questionable ways. Dedicated to the seeds that we grow on. World revolve around this family we raised. I ain't a killer, but don't slip up and tell me. I paint a picture like I meant to Da Vinci. The rain and fill up on them Indian Sicily. I was young and not developed yeah, mentally. Mommy, daddy arguing in the living room. I was kind of learning some things ain't meant to be. Guess I'm destined for a childhood of solitude. Introverted curves and nobody's listening. Father figure wasn't no television screen. Told me stories every day that were riveting. Homicidal niggas die of anything. All my idols either rapping or pivoting. On the sofa every day I resemble. Macaulay Culkin want my mama delivering. Home alone without a mansion. I'm glancing out windows making sure no robbers is visiting. Cause I know the city is wild. I seen this shit with my own eye. First time I remember a nigga chop breaking out grill. Pretty good. Dead I call for my mama somehow. In that moment, I realized we were sitting ducks. No man in that house, just who kissing her. And no where was a nigga, don't give a fuck. Better toughen up. And it seemed like that shit stuck with me. Keep your guard up, don't fuck with me. Niggas better know what's up with me, what's up with me. Saying like that shit to my niggas that stay with me even through my questionable ways. Dedicated to the seeds that we grown. World revolve around. I think mostly J. Cole. Still recall, coldest nights out your bullet showers. It ain't all black and white like a Kurosawa. Got the money and fame, but we took the power. Spent it all, made it back, blew a million dollars. Went to school scholarship, but I won the scholar. I dropped out, I was hustling, didn't tell my father. He was proud, I'm ashamed, I had broke my honor. Ducking jack boys and D-Tex, they tucking collars. TNT twice a week was a fucking problem. But you reap what you saw, I made coats of armor. GCPLIE was my road to karma. Sleepless nights dropping loads off from home to home. Though my pockets was hungry, my soul was starving. They didn't reach my potential till coke and calling. Gave me space to reflect when the tour started. Couldn't waste a neglect, had a bigger. This is, this is risk. 
eclipse, I haven't seen light in a while. You made it sincerity. This is decent. I mean, the song is decent, but. This is. Oh. Ho Chi Mei. This is, a, this, is one of the sing, this is one of the singles that they, you know. This is another one of the singles. I thought this would be the only song J. Cole would be on, but he's on three songs on. I liked all of them. But this song is a good fucking party song. Testify. This is paper cuts. This is a J. Cole, too. And then this is another, this is one of the other singles that came out like, you know, earlier this, like earlier, way earlier this year. Diamonds. And then there's uh, five songs off the Cue the Fool album. They have that Jay Z freeway song, What We Do. Oh, 
driver. Never forget. Good. This has like, you know, this has 19 songs on it, so, you know, like, five nights, you know, not exactly a pass, but it's still... Welcome back. You now you can probably guess. See how he's going with the rhyme patterns, but to other people who might not be listening to this kind of stuff, you probably might think that he's going all over the place. But I can see where he's, if you listen closely, you can see how he's riding the beat. But anyways, so yeah. Um, so before I get into the recaps, um, with the call to get some uh, some discourse, you know, going. Uh, there's uh, somebody online, and I can tell he's a right wing guy, but like he's attacking the Tucker Carlson interview that he did with like oh how can Tucker Carlson have this guy on? But his angle is like coming from the the narrative that Kevin Spacey is actually a fucking Democrat. You know what I mean? And it adds to that it adds to that nature to like fear monger with it, but to me I don't think he's really a Democrat. I think he's a, I think a lot of these <clears throat> Hollywood people might like, you know, do democratic fucking things in the sense that <clears throat> they'll like, you know, show up to to like those kind of events. But it doesn't mean they're actually, you know, not fundamentalist or they're not fucking like kind of right wing. So he goes right here. 
three things. Again, I I I, I don't know. He, but he, he's, he, he's a blue check mark, so I assume you know. And a lot of right wingers are retweeting this. But he goes, Kevin Spacey's a gay rapist pedophile. So they already have that with the whole Democrat thing. You know what I mean? Because then it adds to the nature that Democrats are the ones who are the real pedophile and rapist and all that kind. Like anyone left is that. Even though, like, you know, a lot of these people are fucking, you know, uh, severely right-wing. We're see this creepy-ass video right before the third one croaked, titled, Kill Him With Kindness. That was, like, a couple of years ago. It was famous Spacey was one of the first Hollywood elite to lose their status over pedophile. Even though he hasn't lost his status, he's still, like, kind of, like... Like, if you're being interviewed and you're in the discourse, you haven't lost your status. It just means your mask is off. And you're going over to the fucking heel side. Um, so bringing down the House of Cards, which was the title of the political show he start, started in as a psychopath criminal president who had people killed. Now this video teases that he may run. He specifically addresses that theme of blurring the lines between fiction on TV and in real life in this interview saying... What's true, what's false, what's life, what's art, what's real, what's performance. I love it when these things intersect, and then it gets interesting. So, I mean, then, so to me, it's like, it's like, 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 even this guy's analysis of this, it was supposed to be leading to that kind of, like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like now the conspiracies are coming more true, and they're designing it to become more true. But he's going it from the angle, you know, from the angle that this guy is a, a Democrat. Or some people were saying, or some people have been, some people who have been like following this guy, who are applying to it, are saying under the guise of him being a Democrat. Um. So yeah, so so the, so the guy's other tweets were t- tying it in that he was a, he was one of the Democrats listed on the fucking you know thing, but how do you know these people are actually really Democrat though? Just because they're in ho- uh, liberal Hollywood, that means they're Democrat, even though Hollywood is not really liberal. But then there was uh you know um, co- like you know, um you know community notes. But the community notes just seem like it's going over the official fucking story because he pointed out. That like the like um, Linda Calkin was, 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 was only accused or convicted of, of uh, was only an accuser and convicted of stalker stalker Spacey, which again, they could just fucking claim that, you know, that that's the fucking case. Like you see, like, so these people are pretending like. Like, the official fucking story is is what it is. The massage therapist passed away from ongoing cancer, which, you know, p- yeah, because people in the elite circles don't give the people that could expose, like, who are going to be, like, you know, talked to cancer. I'm, I'm sure before fucking, you know, something happened with Howard, he'll give me, he'll probably, he'll probably give me something. And it, and it wouldn't be as a possibility because I looked the fucking part, so you wouldn't think somebody killed me. They could have done it a long time ago. And it said Ari Ben died by suicide while he was sexually assaulted. He did not file a legal proceeding against Spacey. So again, I don't even know if that one's true or not, whatever. But like, I, you know, I over time I've heard people who are connected to this case die. 
I never knew the details. I always knew that it's still gimmick to fucking to eventually. Like I mean, if it becomes that, like he did do that, then it you know obviously then becomes. Uh, it obviously then becomes something where uh, people will um, like go, oh look, they try to lie about it, but I was proven right. Like it's designed for some of these people leaning right now to look like they're right about this, but Kevin Spacey isn't a fucking isn't a like a left guy. But this is the video he's talking about. More good in this one. I forget which year this one was. You didn't really think I was going to miss the opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas, did you? It's been a pretty good year, and I'm grateful to have my health back. And in light of that, I've made some changes in my life, and I'd like to invite you to join me. As we walk into 2020, I want to cast my vote for more good in this world. Ah, yes, I know what you're thinking. Can he be serious? I'm dead serious. And it's not that hard, trust me. The next time someone does something you don't like, you can go on the attack, but you can also hold your fire and do the unexpected. You can kill them with kindness. So, yeah, that was, uh... That's why the people you call terrorists call themselves freedom fighters. The fundamentalists think they're right, the capitalists think they're right, the communists think they're right. And no one will ever convince anyone of anything. And all these honorable men lecturing the world from the floors of congresses and parliaments, whose time has long since passed, refuse to admit, publicly at least, ideas don't determine who's right. Power determines who's right. And I have the power. So I'm right. So this is like showing for different programming, but they're making this so fucking mainstream, you know what I mean? So there's more clips here, but you know. Anyways, I don't know, but like, I, I, if Kevin Spacey like does run like as like you know just to like you know show where the world is going, I bet you with like that, cause like I'm trying to find that quote because I remember that quote about um. About the, the the intersection of uh, of like performance and what's reality and all that. I thought it was. I, I don't know if you said in the Tucker interview, but I remember him. Remember hearing hearing about that one, and I always thought that was one was weird. But it basically think that maybe, like like it would become like professional wrestling where now he'll go under the name Frank basically, like he'll be a gimmick name being Frank essentially, and then you, and that's where you have the Rock show up as the Rock. To, like, basically run for fucking president. But I, I didn't go into details. I was, I was skimming over stuff. Um, but, the, but the Jericho NDA stuff is getting out of hand now. Because now um, um, WT is that Ace Steel's wife is the only one that didn't sign a non-disclosure 
Chris Jericho said that he he also didn't do one. Uh, Stephen P. New is acting like um, is like oh it's, it's in your employee handbook. So now we have introduced the element of a fucking playbook being put out there. So then Nick, so then, so then, so basically then, then Nick Hausman then got involved and he goes, but did you make anyone else sign a non-disclosure agreement? And then there's people like that I see who pretend to be anti-AW or anti-the establishment and then yet going, oh, no one like, oh, the, this stupid work shoot issue needs to be solved and exposed, but no one cares about Jericho having an affair. Or Jericho, like, having a second... Because he has an open relationship, right? But the, but the thing is, it wasn't just... Like, he wouldn't be doing that... Because doing that for... um You know, he wouldn't be doing that just for, like, an affair. Because there's something... In my personal opinion, there's something that went on with Kylie Ray. And if, if, you're, if you're just reducing it to something consensual... When, when uh, maybe it's, it wasn't as consensual as, as people think then that means that they fucking cover... So, so so these people who are pretending to be against the establishment are willing to... Like, they pretend to hate Jericho. But then they're willing to, like, reduce whatever fucked up thing he did behind the scenes as just something consensual. But, and, the, and the reason why I don't think... Because, uh, like, again, this is, a, this is how they plant storylines. This is how you're supposed to know that this is supposed to come up in the storyline eventually on social media. Is when like somebody makes like a vague post about it on like uh, or or does a post about it on on uh, on their Facebook, but because it's not someone from the media, so then people are, are gonna acknowledge it, but they're also gonna go, well, this is not official, so I can't fucking actually believe that this is what happened, basically. But then to me, it, it's designed to be out there, and then when something comes to light, especially with the way that to- uh, Tony Khan and. Uh, um, and Brian Alvarez, and they, it, it, it's like they're setting up the seeds for different fucking social media storylines that are going to fucking play out. Because that's where the level of storylines are going now. That's how I fucking look at it. Like people, people are 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 more concerned with convincing you that Stephen P. New is actually doing real lawyer work right here. I'm not saying he isn't a real fucking lawyer. He is a real lawyer. They got a real lawyer to play the role. But if you don't think this stuff is like above the law when it comes to celebrities and and make people within the fucking institutions that become part of the discourse, like people are more are more concerned with convincing you. That Stephen P. New is actually doing, like, an actual fucking case. And he's just becoming a gimmick fucking lawyer. How is this not more parody than the WWE itself? Like, how can anyone online say they hate WWE and the way they fucking do their storytelling, and yet the internet is doing WWE-level storylines right now? This is Vince Russo-level shit. Gimmick fucking lawyers now on on social media to pretend it's fucking real. Give me a fucking break. 
the only other thing I got from wrestling discourse is that, um, you know, um, Leo Rush is to looking for a stability in a wrestling company in 2024. And then, of course, you have to have the joke because his gimmick has been, you know, for the social media discourse, guy that goes into a company and then leaves. And then he, I, again, I don't know how many times he did retire, but I think he did it once or twice, maybe. But people have not let that go, so that becomes his go-to gimmick. So when he says that, then you're like, ah, this guy's talking about stability. He's the one that leaves the company. Maybe he's booked to. Maybe that's how his booking is. To make it look so fucking random and shit. But wherever he goes, he, he, he ends up killing it. So, you know. But that's always going to be part of his gimmick. And and lastly, the other thing they have before I do the recaps is, um, you know, um, the other thing they want to do before the recaps is, uh, I, I'm only mentioning this because I hate, I, I fucking hate whenever they try to force, like, slurred discourse on social media to trend. Because, like, people think because it's online that, oh my god, this happened accidentally, or, like, there's, like, oh, can you believe these races are trying to do it? It's, like, it, it's like they, they keep telling you slurs are, like, you know, the most powerful fucking thing, right? And I'm not even saying, I'm not even denying that. Like, it's, they're very hurtful. And they stem from fucking really horrible fucking places. But then, like, if it was really, like, like of the value of it was, like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it wouldn't be used this much in, dis- in the discourse. That's why I, I talk about the fucking, you know, like the, the, the one at the UFC. It sounds so fucking forced. It, it, it sounds like a fucking parody. It sounds like like you're trying to do a try-hard reboot. You know, I don't know. So I, 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 so I saw something that says Nate. Nate. Higgers, like they had that, and I thought, okay, Higgers is a, I, I assumed a Scotland, a Scottish fucking name, I thought, okay, maybe this guy Nate, um, you know, is, 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 like, maybe he made a comment about Palestine, Israel, maybe he fucking said something about immigrants or something like that, and it took me a while to realize it, that it was supposed to be, you know, like, you know, like, you know, switching, switching the letters from each word, basically, so, you know, hate, and then the N-word, basically. And it's like, oh, great. What the call? This is, so, so, so the, the, this is the kind of discourse that people... Like, it's like, okay, we, we, we need to get some engagement farming going on and profiting off of it. Like, like I, I guarantee you, people profit off of this stuff going, like, trending and all that kind of stuff. Which is what's more depressing about it. You know what I mean? It's such a low-brow fucking thing, and we pretend like... It's the 1990s again. We like, people will act overly offended by it, obviously. And again, I'm not saying people shouldn't be offended by it. But it's, you know, like, I'm talking about the, the sports entertainer accounts who act like like the like you know. I mean, like, oh my god, can you believe how? It's like, yeah, the system is fucking racist. They organize the most ignorant shit to go viral all the fucking time because they keep making us think that this is what real life is. So we never evolve. But I mean, it just feels so fucking forced. Anyways. 
Um, I'll come back with the discourse. I know those are the recaps. Okay, I'll go over Rampage really quickly. Uh, Orange Cassidy beat Rocky in a good match. I know they needed a defense to happen, and this is a cool match, and I think they set the, set the bar high with the title reign previously and main eventing all out that I feel the title has become a backdrop for a bit, and they should be carrying out a momentum a lot better. And I hope there's someone who can actually get a good storyline, and I hope Orange Cassidy doesn't keep it. As long as he did before, unless you just want this to want to make this Orange Cassidy his entire identity and keeping that title, I guess. But it's a pretty standard defense, you know, it's like babyface versus babyface. I like this. Stokely with the new mustache is trying to set seeds for managing again. Maybe I think I don't know. Maybe when they you know try to insinuate, he tried to he tried to insinuate that Willow had been talking shit about her in the group chats. He goes over how being in a faction doesn't work out long term. He was calling her Kristen. I think it's, I, I think it could be a, a a good red herring, and maybe he has someone new in general. Unless Willow turns heel and then joins, because it'd be random if Chris actually. It it would be random if Chris actually you know uh, takes him up on his offer, but he was running down all the people she hangs out with and said that bitch has Dan Housen, you know. So I found it interesting. See, the thing is, like I. He has substance of what he's trying to do. Like, you know what I mean? He's bringing up a good point about faction not working out. But, like, you know what I mean? But he still, like, inserts... I feel like he needs to always try to be... I, I wish he'd be, more, he'd be more... Plotting than actually trying to be more funny. But like, And, and I'm not saying lose the funny. Because he incorporates it in a good way where he can still come off serious and still kind of, like, you know... But, I mean, yeah, he, but this is interesting, though, you know? Then Cage did a promo with Nana about his match with Keith Lee on Collision. I like the vibe of the promo. They feel like those 80 promos they just set up at the house for the house shows. You know, they, they feel old school. I wish they were more consistent with the booking of Cage, though. Roddy cut a promo to interact with the fans and said people who didn't think MJF was the devil. Then asked each, each fan his name. He screamed their names and then said they're stupid. It was a little fun thing that didn't drag too long, but Kingdom beat the Hardys in a pretty decent match. Hardy's keep amplifying this. Uh, Matt Hardy specifically is amplifying this heel character about not taking disrespect. So maybe they'll get their new Illuminati bodies and then get another solid run where we where we, people will think that you know because Matt Hardy can't even walk properly, so maybe he'll be given like a new Illuminati body or something like that. You know, I like how well Kingdom's matches are. You know, they actually like 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 they really flow. You know, very fluid flow to it. You know, I don't know. But I hope the storyline moves forward so you can kind of, um, like, you know, move forward the kingdom being more of a credible team. But it, it was a good victory to keep, the, you know, to be a legacy team. Even the Hardys feel like Road Warriors in 98. Uh, Ruby and Parker had a segment where he wanted to take her out for a drink and the straightener ups and he's a chat with Parker and she kind of supports this. She tells her name Ruby. She has presents for her in another room. Then she calls Parker a piece of shit, and how Ruby's her friend. And he can't have her. This is obvious. This is obvious sports entertainment shit that needs to be pointed out. That television time is so limited that Ruby needed to sign up for a sports entertainment to get any television time. Because that's, that's what you do. You know, I don't know. 
That's how I interpret it, at least. You know what I mean? I know people don't want to interpret it that way, but that's how I do it. They make it so obvious now. Sky Blue beat um, uh, that um, Animata chick uh, in a decent match. She um she wasn't with the house of uh, Sky wasn't with the house of Black aesthetic, so maybe she's not. I said here, maybe she's not part of the group again, unless they address it on Collision, and, and it sounds stupid since I'll read this when I do my Collision recap. But you know they didn't address it. Sky had more aggressive style, and it was nice. It was nice uh, for her to pick up a solid win to go along with her heel character. The main event was Vikingo and Black Taurus, which caused discourse because at one point Vikingo dumps. Taurus on his head with the poison runners twice, and then Taurus immediately spears him. I mean, people love it, people hated it. It's a way to bring discourse to the main roster. Since it went well with the ROH match, it was a good showcase match. I like seeing what Taurus can do with a more sizable crowd because I don't feel his style has been properly utilized in the impact on a constant level. Like, maybe once in a while they'll give him like a really solid match. You know, if we address the advancements that these athletes have in general, you could justify why these opponents... Well, well, sorry, well, not these opponents, why this happens. But we're not supposed to mention it because we have to move more regressive and think it's like the 80s when you could mix and match with both eras, but these matches only get advertised for the discourse. I'm glad I was not on the recapping it move by move. It's just too much, but these guys have good chemistry. I'm sure we'll see it on Dynamite now. At some point, so it becomes more of a discourse match. If Cornette covers it, then it'll they'll triple down so it gets mentioned. They have to cater to Cornette. I want Teresa to be signed, but it just feels <laughs> like all the Mexican talent just you know get paid to uh, not paid. They get well, they get paid, but I didn't write they get paid. It's like all the Mexican talent just get um, you know get they, they get sent to tag with other lucha guys. And then randomly, Alex Everhantes will be fucking managing them. Because they can't do... They can't establish someone else's personality without a manager. Per, like, I'm going to say, they have more managers then. <coughs> Anyways, that was uh, Rampage. Now let me get to Collision. Um, Brian and Claudio started out, um, this is, yeah, so this is, like, their match, I, again, I, I, I don't even do preambles anymore, you know what I mean, there's no point of doing it, I just get to it, you know, cause, yeah, I, I like to cover the discourse on its own, and I just want to get to the recaps, I don't want to fucking, like, do 30-page recaps of fucking, of notes. So I'll just cover the C2 portion. I missed the first two minutes, but it just started with the. It started getting brutal um, after some aggressive wrestling going on. Brian was taken aback by Claudio's aggressive strike, like he went hard with the viciousness in the er, this early in the match. I couldn't even describe half the shit they were doing. Nigel was too busy taking jabs at Brian, then describing the moves. Kevin Kelly would be the play by play, but he indulges Nigel too much. They did a knuckle uh, knuckle lockup sequence with monkey flips, and then they maintained uh, you know con like, they maintained you know con like contact while still like you know lying down and shit. Claudio poked the eye to get some heat to get the advantage. They're playing with it probably with how they build the match. Claudio needs like to win the match apparently. I was hoping they would give me the visual later on. They kind of didn't. Brian counters with a swing with a triangle choke, ends up getting a label lock. Brian ends up getting a diving knee off the apron. Claudio got Brian with the uppercut coming on the top. Cla Claudio caught Brian in midair for a swing and plants him down for a near fall. 
Again, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like Johnny on everything, and I always had to put that down there for some reason. Claudio had control during the break. They uh, came back. Brian got a superplex. Claudio cut uh, cut the hammer and anvil elbow short. Brian ended up getting a tilt to world the bell lock. Claudio got the got to the ropes. The ref didn't see it. Claudio blocked a super rana. Targets the eye turns into uh, into an av- avalanche suplex, but he did it in a deadlift kind of way. Brian counters a Ricola bomb with a triangle while elbowing his head, but Claudio still gets a neutralizer for a near fall. Brian counters Ricola bomb and runs from the pillar to post to get a bicycle knee for a near fall. He's barely able to do the stomp, and Claudio ends up turning around doing the stomps around on him. But then they still hang on. They're giving each other the up kicks to each other. And the, the time is less than three minutes at this point. Claudio targets the eye. Claudio gets a sharpshooter. And one minute remains. Nigel wants Brian to tap. The crowd is getting, getting into it. 30 seconds remaining. As Claudio still has it on. And Claudio couldn't get the Ricola bomb because he's trying to go for a pin. Transfer an uppercut to end the match. And it ends in a draw. Brian's advanced to the final. So Brody had to lose in order for Kingston to advance. So this match was really good. I didn't do it just as recapping it because I started watching a little late. And I was getting my dinner, but this match was really told a good story, and it showed the spirit of competition and wrestling. Has the trends of thinking that you know when friends battle out, it can get personal. This felt like the spirit of what the BCC is, and it stood out because it was at the first time, first time limit draw. When you execute these properly, people get amplified for it. You know, people it, it protects Claudio and Brian maintain advancing to the finals. This is a, a well laid out match. They always. They always uh, Plan a kayfabe reason for why friends would get this aggressive in the match. So you know it would get to this level. So you know what I mean? But they still maintain the shock from the crowd when Claudio hit extra hard. And you thought it could that there could be issues from that. But Brian actually embraced it. I like the sense of urgency in the end where Claudio was trying to go for a sharp... He let go the sharpshooter to try and get a pin since he knew Brian on tapping out to the sharpshooter. It, and it was a draw that, that people were into, especially when you got the right match going on, basically. This was a really solid match that lived up to the, to the spirit of the group. But ending it in, ending it this way makes it seem like Claude, it makes Claudio look solid. And it, makes, and it makes it like Brian could not fucking fully beat him. So maybe they'll do it again. But every time this company does a draw trope, I think they live up to the hype. And I, it always makes people excited when it's executed. Especially when you do it, uh, when you do it for the right match. Anyway, this match was good, you know, they've, you know, got got a draw out of the tournament, you know. It stood out. They didn't overdo it. I thought in some cases they would overdo it, you know, but I don't know. Garcia and Brody at the next match. I was anticipating Garcia getting a win because he could just get three points and maybe start a like a little feud with Brody or some shit. Because if if Brody didn't wouldn't um, wouldn't didn't win, he would not advance unless they wanted to do a triple threat, right? Brody was dominating and taunting Garcia. He did the d- dead left uh, uh, choke. Brody uh, just dominated anything Garcia was uh, trying to do to overpower him. By the way, if if Claudio had won, Kingston, there'd probably be tie, but Kingston would have uh, already beat him if they weren't going to do, like, if they're going to maintain, I wouldn't know if they'd just do a fatal four-way or they, or they would actually let, uh, or they'll just add people who are, you know, tied together, I don't know. You didn't find out, but, you know. Anyway, this match was good. Garcia and Brody... Uh, no, sorry. Sorry. What was I? 
So he did a deadlift choke. Brody dominated everything Garcia was trying to do to overpower him. He kept getting dropped with chops. Garcia would not sell them as he built up tolerance for them, and he gives Brody a bunch of cho- Brody a bunch of chops while Brody let him basically. He builds momentum, and Brody then stops it. Tells Garcia that was his last chance, and then Garcia started dancing. He gets a deadlift side suplex eventually. Brody gets a Death Valley driver and a lariat for a near fall. The crowd loses it when Garcia kicked out of that one. Uh, kick, kick, I don't know, he kicked out of the Gonzo bomb. That's when they really lost their mind. Garcia played dead multiple times, and he got st- uh, st- slapped by Brody. And then Garcia gets a jackknife cover for the win. The crowd popped. Bernard was really good at commentating during this match. He did a dope promo last uh, last week backstage. Why he cares about this so much, whatever. The lights turn out, and they come back, and Buddy and Black have Garcia. They drag him um, you know, uh, along, to, and Bernard comes in, and he gets hit with a leaping knee. And then from, from Buddy, then they're going to do something, but then Marnard's still covered up in, in, to do any further damage. And FDR came out to make the save. And Dax said, if you want me and your family, I'm going to be that drunk uncle that beats everyone's ass. And then challenged them for a match, which I assume would be at World's End. I like this match. I like Garcia doing the Burt Hart special, playing Possum. Uh, I get them doing this because they wanted each block to maybe have make people invested for someone who had zero points, was able to get three. I think the tournament has helped get Garcia even, um, over even more, and I hope that they ride the wave of it, you know, but Tony Khan's a booking era guy now, so probably not, maybe, I don't know. I think that Menard was cons- consistent and defended his friend because I don't know if they're technically good guys, but since Brody is a bigger bad guy, then automatically puts Garcia and Menard in a babyface position. But they've been making it more clear from the backstage promos, at least, that these guys are supposed to be good guys. So I hope the momentum carries over, I guess. And they opted to tie into the FTR feud, which is a separate thing. But it's like they're pushing that storyline forward, and, cre- and the creative behind it has been pretty decent. So we'll see how that continues. I'm sure once FTR's partner makes the save, this will lead to a trios feud. I'm sure wherever the match takes place, you know... Black and Buddy will probably be the ones facing off with them at first. You could also have different House of Black members in general do singles, while the other two do tag teams, you know. And when you need a trios feud, then you got a trios feud going. It's pretty much standard before the picture-in-picture. No, sorry, anyway, Andrade and Kingston was the main event. They kept avoiding each other. Moves and it came to a stalemate. Nothing too fancy was going on other than the one big move to um the one move then taking a break. It was pretty much a standard before the picture in picture. Andrade targeted Kingston's knee with dragon screws to cut off his momentum. Andrade does the double knee. He does the three amigos. Kingston fucked up his knee trying to do go for insecurity to Andrade coming from the top. Kingston fights through it and does a machine the machine gun chops. Andrade tried to chop back, but Kingston won the exchange. Then does an explorer or a Saido. Andrade is snap mirrored him outside. Does a moonsault the outside. Andrade does the uh, double moonsault. Uh, Kingston walks the hammerlock, uh, blocks the hammerlock DT. Eventually gets a belly to back suplex for a near fall. After intense back and forth, Andrade gets a back elbow for a near fall. It was really picking up the on, in the latter half. Andrade applies the figure four, and before the figure eight could be fully applied, Kingston got the ropes. Kingston got a backhand twice and a brain buster for the win. Brian then comes down and taunts him off air. Eddie cuts a promo about beating him and how Brian murdered him by calling him a bum. I think this tournament told a good story because you assume we, we, he would be done so he lost back-to-back matches. Then he kind of made a comeback and then his titles are on the line. 
And they could have just gone the easy route of making him win easily, but they did it in an underdog way. And since he, you know, beat Claudio, I really hope they opt to make Brian put him over. And if that's the case, then I wouldn't mind Mox um, winning, uh, winning his block. So Kingston can say he beat three of the BCC in the tournament. And solidify himself as a Triple Crown champion. If Swerve wins it, then you could have him beat Kingston. As long as you have your Kingston in the final, so you could be the one defending the titles in the last match. But it really depends if Swerve is going to win the title and then feud with Keith Lee. Or if he loses the tournament, feud with Keith Lee before he gets to the world title feud. Anyways, good finale in the tournament. They figured they uh, got it out of the way by... Um, they figured they would get all this out done on Dynamite, the, the two fi- the, uh, semifinal matches, since Collision won't be on due to the pay-per-view. Kind of feels like Starcade days where, you know, pay-per-view would be happening during the Christmas break and shit. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy how they booked this tournament. Now you let people know about it. It'll be better than next year, maybe, hopefully, and have it more fleshed out. I forgot I have more fucking to do. I went to the main event already, so I thought I was done with them for the collision recap. Uh, I got more apparently. Acclaim versus top. Acclaim versus top flight. Uh, Caster may mention Dante's leg and Andrade's career being dead after the Jericho feud. Caster and Darius got it going back and forth, and Bowen got it a bunch of combo offense on Andrade, and then each and then um and then each. Um, team member got one move after one another. I want to try and do do it fucking move for move, all right? You know, top flight and acclaim came to a stalemate until Billy gets tagged in and drops Andretti. Billy gets and um, Billy and uh, Andretti tell each other to suck it, basically. Billy and Andretti both made tags when they came back. Dante um, was doing a bunch of high flying shit to avoid Caster to fend off Bowens. He gets a springboard crossbody, top flight, do a combo offense, back, back and forth on Bowens, which ends with a flatliner from Darius. Andretti gets a standing and shooting star. There was a bunch of shit going on in the span of seconds. Top flight, Andretti got booed for the three-man beatdown on Caster. Billy was stopping all of them, all the team's high-flying offense spots by dropping them with power moves. Top flight stopped a scissor me timbers and got booed more. Dante launches off uh, on Darius to drop Billy off the apron. And then they dive out and Dreddy gets a 450 splash for a near fall. Um, he gets frustrated by that. And Caster counters something else with a roll up for the win. Again, you know, pretty solid defense for the most part. The interesting part about it was that Top Flight and Dreddy were getting booed. And I wonder if they, you know, ride that wave of maybe turning them into heels. It's like Top Flight's matches with BCC have brought out more aggressive, aggression side, aggressive side of them. And it was showing in this match, but they didn't want to boo. Like, but I guess they didn't want to boo a claim in Billy Gunn, I guess. You know what I mean? It maybe, you know, it, maybe it wasn't personal in that regard. You know what I mean? I don't, know, I don't know if they'll carry that momentum. I'm sure whoever's behind those masks will probably win, win, win the, those masks will probably win the title. Win the real, which could be Roddy in the kingdom. But it was cool to see them come back to defend their titles, I guess. I don't know. I thought maybe Andretti and Top Flight could win since they had been building them up. But this is what you're supposed to do for title challenges. Build them up to make us think there's a chance they could win instead of just giving the title defense away because they get established wins before getting getting it. So it did its job in making you think this could, you know, change hands. But the ending was kind of, you know, weak. I, I think the, com- the company relies too much on random counters and roll-ups and all that kind of shit. But 
I think they go that route too many times, you know, so I'll defense, but they, you know, the, I think the thing that stuck out of this match was that, you know, Top Flight was booed, I guess. And they played into it by doing three-on-one beatdowns. You know, I don't know. Uh, Hook challenges you at World's End. The set was like a, he was on a stoop, so it, it didn't feel empty. It was a good vibe to do with how, how short the promo was. It'd be a solid. I, I thought he was going to ask him to put the ROH. I thought he was trying to put the ROH title on the line too, like the pure title. I'm sure if Hook wins it, then he'll challenge for that title. And then if he wins that title, then he'll probably retire the FDW title, I guess. Um, Keith and Cage, um, they went to a stalemate for the first bit until both got a run on each other to really, um, to really get, uh, shit aggressive, especially from Cage, uh, Keith kept preventing moves and Cage would power through and get some kicks and strikes until he gets a tornado DT. They're doing super heavyweight shit. Keith ended up throwing Cage over the top of his head. Cage escapes a powerbomb and hits a tiger faint kick. Cage was going to attempt a spring suplex. He didn't, he didn't get it done. I, I wanted to see it so badly, actually, to see if we can do it. Cage ends up getting a suplex eventually. I thought the ring was going to collapse here. He got the F5 on Keith. Nana brings out the cinder block, but Keith gets his combo offense and hits out, you know, with the headbutt and gets a jackhammer for the win. I thought they were going to do something with the, 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 the cinder block to finish the match, but then he had to address it. He goes over one year ago and how he was taken out for two months because of the cinder block. He's trying to send a message to him, but he's not listening, so he'll make it clear on Dynamite. And he has a house to tear down, and he's going to do it brick by brick. If they told the story properly from the get-go, because they got gave sort of random booking, even though he did the most he could with how they derailed his storylines, but Keith completely felt like an afterthought, and if they want to finish up this feud properly... You can tell the story of Swerve ducking him and Keith not feeling like his old self because he was still feeling the effects of the cinder block and all that kind of shit still and not be, you know, not being motivated at all, really, you know what I mean? Because he wasn't getting the match he wanted. I think the feud does need a payoff and if they're, you know, willing to put effort into finishing this and actually kind of justifying why they couldn't do it sooner, then I'd be on board with it because the tag team that they had was really, really good and they were doing it so well with it and the the, the return was botched. You could have, you, you could have had Swerve destroy Dustin and Keith comes back and they made, you know, but then they made Keith and Dustin have a random tag team, you know, become a random tag team. I think in order to tie it back, you need to wrap this feud up properly. I don't think Keith is doing is going to cost Swerve the match, but I could see him showing up if Swerve wins the title at World's End and kind of be Swerve's first feud for the Triple Crown Championship. Swerve is definitely getting pushed, though, you know, because he is, uh, you know, getting canceled by the online contingent because he had uh, anti-black women lyrics in one of his songs. And he, did, he posted that part on purpose online. To promote his song and to get in trouble. Look, and, and then a bunch of racists in the wrestling Twitter world are going to tell black people how to feel about it since they're defending someone who happens to be black as well. And listen, uh, as a minority, I felt my, like, when I was like at my most ignorant as a minority, I found myself being surrounded by people in my own community that when you're around women and you see like their worst elements being around them, you start thinking that it's solely in your community. So you might have that growing up, but since you become part of the system, the system will use minorities having issues with people in their community 
and kind of glee that there are minorities who will shit on their own people, so they won't give a shit about a rap lyric. Feels like another fake cancellation because of that, you know. He will then be a cult hero who will get cheered on a lot more. With the way the world's going right now. Renee's with Tony Storm and she pretends she hasn't met um, Mariah, even though, you know, Mariah reminds them that they have. But she doesn't pay attention to Mariah getting her, you know, American wrestling license. And Renee asks her when the match is going to be. And then Mariah says, you ask a lot of questions. She wants to know what Tony thinks. And she says she wasn't paying attention to any of it because she's paying attention to the camera. And then sends a mention to Rio and the, with, the, with the way that she does her fucking shtick. I, I can't do word with her word either, you know. But Tony's so good. So Renee ducked the shoe being thrown. But um, it kind of hit Mariah. And Tony said that she has a lot to learn. It was fine. I think either Mariah keeps teasing her match when she attacks Tony and actually goes for a title, but I think they could just opt to put her for a TV match to send the seeds more about Mariah wanting Tony's approval, and then they get to the match. But it would be make her more. It would make her character better if she was plotting to Paul take a title shot right for her first match, basically. Uh, Christian cut a promo. He goes, "Why did Nick's mom smash Copeland's head in with the TV Championship?" He goes, why should he explain? Then Nick's mom can do it herself. Then Shayna Wayne comes out. She can't believe Texas is booing a mother like her. How dare they? Why did she do what she did to Montreal? Nick Wayne's her son, her baby boy. She had to watch Copeland smash a steel chair into his head. And then she goes, you wonder why I made that choice? She pictured her son. Something has been made clear to her. The one person that cares for her son as much as she does is the patriarch, Christian Cage. And then Christian basically takes the microphone back. He says, The world is realizing that Copeland is a terrible human piece of crap. Shayna worked low-end jobs to put food on the table for Nick Wayne so he could live his dream. And Copeland tried to take that away. He thought Copeland would make, uh, would have, um, would have sympathy as he grew up with a single mother himself. He wishes she was still alive so he, she could see her, so she could disown her own son. But no, it's about Copeland's anger issues. They cost him greatly in Montreal. He scored the biggest victory of his own. And he scored another victory that 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 night, basically implying that he got he fucked Shane on um, Wayne. He walked out of Montreal with the matriarch mother mother Wayne. So as far the world as as, as for world end no no DQ match, he accepts. Although he he will not accept him as a legit challenger because Copeland is no challenge. At World End, he'll put Copeland down for the last time. Good promo. I do think Shayna had a point about the Copeland did to her son because even though Copeland's a babyface, his character is not the most likable babyface because some of his heel tendencies are still in him to an extent. But what is heel is that she's allowing Christian to call her job low end when there is like nothing wrong with being a waitress. So she does like you know she so 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 uh. Does she accept that those are low-paying jobs and, like, that, like, they're horrible? Or is she playing along for the long game to rescue her son from him as well while also having valid points against Copeland, essentially? And I, I always love how, like, you know, married dudes, like, you know, that they acknowledge in the storyline are married within the context of the show can then flaunt their affairs like they're, like their wives are watching it. Or is it because Christian's, like, a mafia sports entertainer where he's allowed to have, like, a gumar, basically? Even if he advertises it on television, you know, I'm always fascinated by that when, like, like, for example, like when Pillman was, like, you know, um, um, you know, um, you know, having sex with Terry Runnels in the storyline. 
It's like we know that Pillman's also married, right? So it's like in a storyline, does he not care? Like you know, what I mean, that like he'd have like these relationships on the side. And back then, it didn't make any sense because the, 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 those weren't how the rules, um, you know, were applied. But now that you know the world's like a mafia system, it's like they can do the they they do that kind of shit, you know. Uh, whatever. Maybe he can do like the polygamy. Um, I mean, maybe he's doing some sort of polygamy or something like that. But this was a decent promo. I want to assume Copeland wins the title at the world's end, but I still think Christian's making the title more important. You know, I can see Lucha costing him the title or some shit. Who knows? But I like how they have done this feud, and I still think Copeland could end up turning heel down the line to join Christian. Darby could return to friend off Nick Wayne to neutralize him from getting involved. But you know. I do think they will let Copeland win the title, even uh, if I think there's, like, a little bit more life to Christian reign, basically. Because he's been doing, like, you know, uh, he's made the title feel, like, so, like you know, important again. This should be a good match. I'm sure, you know, Shayna will grow into a, the heel role because she's not the best promo right now, you know. But I feel like she'll get a lot more comfortable being heel in front of the camera. Uh, Bill and Starks. Bill said he doesn't believe in uh, Kenny has diver- diverticulitis, and he thinks it's made up. His uncle had gingivitis, and he's doing fine. And then he shouts out Uncle Joe, and the Stark says that Omega doesn't have the guts to face them. And then Bill, Bill and him laugh, and then Jericho reiterates that he's uh, going to fight a partner for the tag titles. I don't know if we're supposed to believe he's facing him at, um, at World's End or some other time, but... It was a funny promo. I believe whatever I mean, I believe whoever it tags with, Jericho's probably gonna win the title. I still believe Starks is leaving for WWE. Um, then Sky Julia versus Abaddon and uh, Thunder Rosa. Sky is reporting uh, sporting a cape more and more of a singlet, not not a singlet, like you know, like a traditional singlet, but like I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean? But she has like. Like, she's not, like, you know, wearing just, like, booty shorts and, uh, a t- like, a top. Like, it's, like, leather and some shit. You know, it's more demonic. Thunder came out in a low-rider car. She felt like a big deal since it's like, been over a year since she's wrestled. The heel got the advantage in the beginning on Abaddon. Abaddon got the advantage after back and forth with Julia. You got a sliding larry. The crowd was heated when Sky was... When Sky Blue prevented Thunder from being tagged in, the heels just dropped Abaddon... As they held her head up and slammed it repeatedly, and then they're milking it for the hot tag for Thunder Rosa, um, which was a good thing because I wanted to, wanted to maximize what she did, you know. And Thunder Rosa gets, you know, and then he got a big cheer, got big cheers. Then they get to get the lariat. She gets a corner clothesline, double knees. She does the same thing to Sky. She got Northern Lights. Julia breaks it up. Thunder was sent outside. Abaddon sends Julia outside. Sky got a thrust kick. Thunder counters a power bomb, but Sky still gets a thrust kick to drop her. Abaddon prevented a moonsault from Julia, and he gives a Thunder the advantage. And Sky runs into Julia, hanging in a tree of an accident. And Thunder gets a Tiana bomb for the win. Thunder looked like she got her, you know, through Illuminati advancements. It was fine. I still think Thunder should have gotten involved with the women's title first before doing this because it felt like. She, she felt like the focus was should have been more on Julia and Abaddon since they have a match for the pay-per-view. But they still, like, you know, had them going at it. But, of course, you needed to focus on Thunder Rosa because she came back from the injury. And she looked good. The, the match was decent. I don't think anything storyline story advanced you know, like, too, too much, which is why, you know, I feel her return could have been more perfect to confront Tony so she never lost a title and then Tony was the one that had it anyway, but now she has it again. It was still good to see her in the ring, and I guess I, I got my confirmation that Sky is not 
so, so far, she's not really confirmed in the House of Black, and it seems to be some alliance with Julia for the time being, but it was still a pretty decent match. Overall, overall, the show was done well, I guess. I'll be back in a second. Let me pause this. I'll go over Raw quickly, as, as I can. I actually did recap one match. Uh, Judgment Day came out for a promo centered around R-Truth. R-Truth is over, and it's cool to see him get the spotlight, but then I start fantasy booking Truth that, like, he should be someone who's been lurking the last 12 years until he kind of gets one big last run. If that's and if, if it leads to that, then I will be disappointed. Otherwise, it just feels like they're doing a watered-down Sami Zayn storyline with the bloodline, kind of, in a way. But I did the segment first. Balor calls up the creeds about earning their shot and previews the main event. He claims they're the two-time undisputed champions. The, the the only the only um like they're the only ones right so that means the raw lineage and SmackDown lineage do, do not count as separate reigns now. Cause I looked at Wikipedia and because of the, it, they would be four time champions if you count the Raw and SmackDown ones as separate, which on Wikipedia they do. I wish they just announced that WWE title and the Raw t- title um the the, the WWE um. Like, the WWE title and the Raw titles lineage is done, and now they carry on the Universal and SmackDown title lineage. You know, that's, you know, that's how I look at it. Rhea boasts about her, um, you know, her, um, her year, and then Dom gets booed when he tries to talk, and R-Truth comes out, so they left him back there. He didn't know they are coming out for opening segment. He makes sure that last week was initiation which confirms my theories about stuff like that. He goes over being hurt physically and emotionally. She doesn't believe they don't like him. Priest kind of breaks. And this is where it felt like they're trying to do the bloodline retread because I thought like they went with that too much in the bloodline even. Like some of it felt forced. It's like they have to inject SNL trope that feels forced. That like the Jimmy Fallon, the Maya Rudolphs, and the Amy Polars like normalized. And Fred Armisen's, you know what I mean? Like, that fucking era of SNL. He goes over everyone in Judgment Day, um, you know, and um, wants to beat someone up. And he has no one to beat up, so he basically looks like JD and basically wants to settle the beef so they can be a family again. Talks about the miracle on 34th Street, and uh, JD says he's already in the match. And True says they better get going because 34th Street's a long way from here. And he asks Siri for directions. And he ends up being, you know, um, being the, you know, um, it ends up being the, the, the match ends up being loser leaves Judgment Day, kind of. Not, like, not really officially, but Priest actually likes the idea, even though Rhea's telling Priest not to encourage it. The match, uh, the match happened, but then the stipulation wasn't official. I put the match didn't happen, apparently, you know, which makes this whole recap shitty then. It's like, it's like I just imagined a match. Um, but the stipulation wasn't, like, a, like, you know, official, basically, even though they had fun with it afterwards. But Priest ends up win. Um, not Priest. Uh, Truth ends up winning when they both fell to the top and went through the table. With um, with, with um, you know, um, like it kind of reminded me of the Sheamus and John Cena ending. But this wasn't a tables match. But later on, before the main event, Priest was playing along that JD's out of the group and Rhea didn't like that they were taking the losses. Like they weren't taking them more seriously and vows to beat Ivy for the title on day one. So let me get some of the Creed and Creed and Ivy's some related stuff that will have to do with Tazawa as well. They had a video package for the Creed brothers, pretty good hype with the match. Again, to why I didn't think the main event, why the main event didn't work, and maybe by design to show the Creeds aren't ready for the main spotlight just yet. 
Tozawa asked for a match, and Pierce said sure. Then there were more people in that segment, but I'll get to those later on. But so this ties into Alpha Academy, who are hanging out with Ivy. This relates to the Creed Brothers and Judgment Day, so I guess, you know. Tozawa tell, to, wouldn't tell Alpha Academy about it while Ivy, Ivy put a warning to Rhea about the match. Ivar destroyed Tozawa in the match. It was pretty much it. Then we got the Creed have another promo with Cody. He gave him a cosign, but Cody didn't. Cody had a segment earlier. I can get to that afterwards. But the Creed's were excited that they got a co-sign from Cody and called him the GOAT because he thanked them for their help and wished them good luck. So the match happened, and it was not that great in the beginning. It did pick up, but it felt like they were designed to not be on the level of the champions. And this is where they rebuild with them. But I, 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 It did pick up, but it felt like one of those matches to show you that they're not ready to be given the tag title just yet. Even though I thought you could hot-shot them to the titles. Because in the ring, they have it down, but I don't know, you know. But I think, you know, I, I think going more heel route would be better, but they just co-signed one of the good guys in the company, so they're probably going to have to stay babyface for a bit. Unless, like, one of their ways to turn heel is turning on Cody, maybe. I don't know. Rhea and Ivy got into it during the match. It did pick up toward the end, though, so I guess they'll keep the tag titles longer. I figured all the males in the group were loser titles. They didn't harp in the te- didn't harp on the tension uh, in this episode other than the comedically with JD and Priest, but Rhea being the serious one still indicates that Priest is going to be the one that gets eventually gets kicked out. I always think it's a it's a red herring though, but who knows? So Nakamura read the American Nightmare for Christmas, and I'm not, I, I'm not doing it justice. I didn't I, I probably didn't get everything, but this is like really really fucking good, and it exposes the fourth wall a little bit because we see these segments with the music playing over it. Like, Nakamura had uh, this time schedule for his sports entertainment segment. And Cody interrupted it, but the music stops, and you thought it was on some set, but it was really just backstage somewhere. So Nakamura's story goes like this. It's two weeks before Christmas, and out from his mouth came a warning to Cody and that uh, Nakamura would pounce while Cody's daughter is snug in her bed with visions of championships dancing in her head. Nakamura will live the story. The nightmare is over. The mist burns in, her, in the eyes. Nightmare is Rhodes. Uh, he's a he's a bastard, uh, um, cancer, a, pran- a a pantser. I'm sorry, a prancer, a nitwit, a vomit, a stupid. His father was an inbred. His goals to uh, Rose. Um, his goals to see that Rose is living in fright, basically. And he wishes him ha- um, a merry Christmas. And you say that he'll be ready for his last fight, or something like that. And Cody interrupts it and brawls outside into the ringside area. So Kerry had to prevent Cody from doing the crossroads on the table. This wouldn't shock me if this was one of the singles matches on the card for Royal Rumble. And maybe Cody loses uh, there and then it makes it him weaker for the Rumble to justify why he doesn't win it. The feud has really been heated. Maybe defeating Nakamura before going into Mania season will be his feud before going to Reigns maybe. Uh, Kofi was giving presents, dressed as Santa, and, uh, and this will be a filler stuff until Woods comes back. And I hope with the Imperium starting with, with him, so maybe this will be a way for Big E to come back, maybe. I don't know, unless they want to do a Jay and Kofi uh, tag team for a bit. So Kofi gives D- DIY the Jey Uso shirt um, for Christmas when they ask for a title match. Miz interrupts. They basically give, um, they tell Miz good luck with the title match. I know we don't recap move for move, but Miz and Gunther match was so good I had to do it. This is probably Miz's, like, one of Miz's best match. Miz has had some good matches, just, you know, people, it just, in this era, it's not going to stand out because every other fucking week there's good matches on AEW, Impact, and, like, you know, New Japan, you know, like, in GCW, all these shows. 
Um, I mean, because no matter what, people can't admit that Miz can be good at, well, you know, when he wrestles, you know what I mean, at times. I think these two hobbies each other a lot because Miz brought up more personality out of Gunther. And these matches with Gunther has let Miz look like he can hang with, uh, um, hang with someone like Gunther. And if after this they go back to Miz just being comedy fun, then this will be fucking stupid because they've actually made um, people look at Miz differently, um, you know, from the storyline. It's not, it's not good, it's, 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 it got Gunther, you know, going, um, it got Gunther go, um, it got going after, uh, Gunther kept, uh, getting the best out of him, but Miz, uh, let off chops and Gunther dro- uh, dropped him, and Miz then dropped Gunther down with an angle lock in figure four, uh, the commentators put over how Miz has been watching, uh, um, been watching catch wrestling, uh, he missed a drop kick through the ropes, he gets chopped for his efforts, Powerbound on the apron when they come back from the break. Miz was trying to fight back, but then Gunther dropped him with a high boot. Gunther was mocking the big ball thing that Miz does, which was quite a visual, you know what I mean? He spent a bit mocking Miz for being a joke and and uh, and and being a nobody as Miz can barely get up from the beating he's taking. He tried to make a comeback. He gets a running clothesline in the corner. Gunther caught a springboard and plants him on the, on the um. On on the um on the rope and lays in more shots to him. Gunther chopped the um, chopped the ring post and Miz, Miz moved out of the way. Miz at one point blocked a Boston crab by targeting Gunther's arm, but Gunther ended up with a crossface. But Miz, Miz still prevented with the um, with targeting the arm and got a DET two times and ended up getting a tilt a world DET. Um, Gunther got a shotgun drop kick then a power bomb for a near fall, but Gunther immediately gets a Boston crab. Miz gets a pop when he got to the ropes. Gunther couldn't hold onto the crab because his hand was still fa- being favored. Miz was laughing off the chops in pain and starts slapping Gunther. Miz countered the sleeper with the pin. Eventually gets a finisher for a near fall. Gunther cuts Miz's momentum with a massive lariat. Miz ends up getting a f- um, getting his finisher on the top rope and before he could get the pin, Gunther kept rolling away to the outside and it was done really well. The crowd reacted accordingly. Uh, Gunther gets a power bomb and a rainmaker and then a power bomb for the win. The rainmaker, the, the rainmaker could be used as because um maybe if Gunther doesn't face Brock or Seth at Mania, we'll see Gunther versus Okada if he signs with the WWE. I want to hope it's not Okada versus Nakamura if Okada signs, but what they call Okada could be dope um uh, a dope one to end the reign if he signs with the uh, WWE. I think it isn't a coincidence he used the rainmaker, but this is really fucking good match. One of the better IC title matches. I would have loved for Miz to still use moves from past IC champions. They could have like done that since you know he can't challenge for a title, and it kind of does tributes to the past. They do the other companies when like a title the title match, and it pays tribute to like you know certain performers who have ties. Like if it's like a like tie into the women of ROH basically. But if you did like some of the people who had like you know IC title um reigns, you know you can kind of do like you know do tribute to them. Like, do a, break out a lion salt or break out, like, you know, the sharpshooter. Do a perfect plex, you know what I mean? I don't know. But, but again, Gunther's having one of the best reigns of the title. He has solid defenses, and when he first started, most you could hope for in WWE with mid-card titles is having solid defenses since over the last 15 years, IC championships would get pinned by main event guys in non-title matches. And that, and, and here and there, they let someone get over the title. I thought this, if this is like the route they go with Gunther, just getting solid defenses, that will be good enough. But in the last like eight months or so of this reign, I, I feel like he has had dope matches and dope pro 
promos and feuds for the title between Sheamus, Drew, Gable, Miz, Ciampa. You know, they had some solid defenses over dudes like Braun and Bronson. He's evolved as a character, but I wish this credibility for the mid-card title keeps up because I really don't think the title should be feel less than. I really do want someone like Okada or Brock challenging for the title. I know it won't happen because I said it, but this reign in general is becoming one of the strongest reigns in the company. I wish other other IC t- title holders who held the title, who evolved as characters, try to go for the title, like, you know, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston. I, I was going to say Woods as well, but if Big E comes back, he could face Gunther. This is one of Miz's better performances, you know. I, 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 I bought into the fact that Miz could win, which is what a title match should do. But I'm glad Gunther kept the title. I think at this point, he just can't lose to anyone. He has to like lose it to someone who's really worthy. I mean, you could raise the stock of someone like Ludwig, Gable, Jay, Ilya. That's why I think if someone will caught a sign with them, there would be a good first title to win because he would be beating someone who has been protected and you don't have to shoot him to the world title scene right away and he would still, uh, you know, maintain, like, feel like a big deal by being IC champion. There are many options, you know what I mean? I'm enjoying the streak. I like that not, not only did he break the streak, but they're making sure it goes a bit, uh, a bit more along with, with, with this than just losing it 10 days afterwards. But Bronson did show interest in whatever the IC title plan was uh, uh, was with, with Pierce, who still didn't tell us what the IC title plan was, but they could run that b- back since Bronson just came off a big win with Ivar. Maybe they can do an actual good feud with it. So then Imperium were backstage, and Gunther was giving them um, warnings, and while he takes a couple of weeks off, he wants them to grind hard and impress him, and then he leaves, and Kofi gives a gift to them, and it's Cole... So when he was giving presents toward the end of the sh- uh, toward the end of the show before the main event, he had one segment with the, with the, with um with the, with the women on the roster. But I'll get to that later. But appearing but appearing attacked Kofi, and it set up a match with Jay because he made the save and Jay beat Ludwig. So not off to a good start since Gunther has left. I was gonna say AOP will replace them as a bigger threats if Gunther kicks them out, but they seem to be aligned with um Carrying uh, Cross's new stable. I'll get to that when I do the SmackDown recap. Anyways, Kanan and Katana had a promo segment to hype up their match. In that one segment with Pierce where he multiple people approached him from Tazawa to Bronson, they had Niven and Chelsea trying to get out of the match, but Pierce wasn't having it. Then they lost the titles to Kanan and Katana, and I figured they'll give them a small reign before they lose it to someone like in damage control. Like the Kabuki Warriors, or you know, or something like that. But I hope they get a solid defense or two out of them. I, I would leave it on them for a bit, but I could see the this being a way to get to get a uh, to get a few with damage control, so they can show up on SmackDown now officially. Not like the rules would stop them anyways if they weren't champions. But anyways, so Kofi congratulates uh, them and basically, uh, Kate and Katan, uh, d- d- um, d- go and party with Indian Ch- Candice and Shayna and Zoe are there. And they're left with Tegan and Natty. Who want to be the first challenger? Who who will they be basically? And they still stick Shayna in the tag team shit, when she should be doing more in the singles capacity. But whatever. But if they're serious about having a division, I don't mind it. But they they, they just make it seem in, the, in this company that being in a tag team feels like less than, especially in this division where it's like you know been like, you know like, like there's no point like, like you don't have any hope like okay I guess they're gonna be in a tag division. We'll get some good matches and maybe a good promo out of it, maybe. And the last segment was, uh, you know, for this to recap, a Seth and Drew promo. 
which is really good. You feel both their perspectives, but you also know that there's an element that these guys are con artists as well. Except like, isn't really the most clean cut good guy on the planet, but he still makes all the points, right? So he hypes up the match. Drew shows up and basically circles him and said that Todd tells him he doesn't forget him got the headbutt from a few weeks ago. So tread lightly. Drew told him he's not here for a fight. He's here. Um, he has a he has a match set. He's here to tell Seth he's proud of him. Uh, there's many people kissing Ars when he, when it comes to CM Punk, but not Seth. He told Punk the truth and how it needed to be said, and that's a real that's a real leader. Drew says it probably feels really good. Seth being at at home, he recalls going home not long ago. He started to feel guilt. His family members getting older. His pops getting older, and after 16 years, he questioned for the first time if he had if it was all worth it. He thinks Seth can relate. There's someone he shares his life with, his wife Becky, um, who's in the same position that he's in. All the way across the world, sacrificing time for uh, with her family, and since it's been part of those conversations, like missing weddings, not knowing, laying fans down, missing funerals, his mom, her, uh, his, his dad. Drew wanted to be there, but you know, they they say, "Don't you dare come home and keep chasing your dream," and then a certain, and and they're not here anymore. So he's got to know he's, he's got to know the hurt that he's caused his family wasn't for nothing, and he's willing to hurt Seth for everything. He'll do whatever it takes to get the title on day one. And Seth says, here's the thing. So that, that us, the audience, don't really know how to feel about Drew. And he wants to believe Drew. But as of late, Drew's actions and words don't line up. So he doesn't know whether to believe or call him out on his crap. He'll say this, though. He respects Drew. He found a way back, worked his way to another chance. He's done it. He wants to know, though, as much as Drew needs this, what makes him think the outcome will be any different? He's not the same person anymore. Doesn't mean he's willing to cheat. To hurt people, to take shortcuts. The only person stopping Drew from being champion is Drew. And last week he told a man that he hated, uh, that he, he told a man that, you know, uh, across from him that he hated him. And now he's looking at Drew in his eyes we, um, this week, and he'll tell him, that he tell him that he pities him. So he's copying all of Hangman's promos, apparently. Seth leaves, but then Drew tries to attack. They brawl around the ringside area, and Drew ends up doing a front Alabama slam on the steps. This is a good segment. Thing is, Seth wants us to believe that he's a good guy and he who's seen the error of his ways, but he doesn't. He doesn't believe Drew. Right? Like Drew doesn't done a tenth of what shadiness Seth has done as a you know a character. Like who's he to pass out parody tests, right? But right now people, um, but right now people like him apparently, right? I can see how Drew can keep using his family as a justification to feel the way, and it may reflect that people who end up getting hurt and having travesties happen to them end up going to the dark side, especially in a system where there are no other options since it's a cesspool, right? And I still think Drew has valid claims, uh, and he has a right to feel the way he does. It's indicative of the system, and his reflection that people think that they have to get over shit, that shit that happens, and that people should constantly be challenging, and, and pe- I think people should be challenging, constantly be challenging shit things that happen. But Seth, who also doesn't have to condone, continue to cheat and get worse, and they towards him, even if he's he's been worse at times, because Seth has evolved so far with his attitude, I guess. But um, but here and there, depending on which person he interacts with, he'll have he'll she he'll shit fucking seep out of him, basically. So I wonder who will be the challenger for the Rumble, because if Drew loses, then I don't see how you could have him challenge the Rumble unless there's gonna be a multi man match, maybe. Who knows? Maybe, you know, Sami Zayn will cost Drew the match. Let me go to NXT now. 
I know SmackDown could be the shortest one, but like I'm just, it's like do, I, I I really again I, I better get my act together with how I recap. Otherwise, I'm gonna do brief recaps for everything. Cause I've been I've been lacking with the podcast and even blogging to an extent because I've been like trying to get like material together to like to write you know and see and again it's not even the concrete this material is gonna work. Like I gotta practice how to fucking speak first. You know what I mean because. It's hard to remember what happened when I do these recaps almost a week apart, but this is a fairly easy show since it was taped in bulk for the week before. Fallon beat Tiffany with a decent man in two specials, like three minutes, and there was an attack at Angle afterwards. Later on, Tiffany called for a rematch with them. When Fallon loses, she would become her servant. I wonder what Fallon's uh, part of the stipulation will be. Fallon was her, and Jensen was checking on her. He was, like, you know, shocked that, you know, uh, she was super pissed off. And then Briggs mentioned that the Heritage Cup is happening with him and Gnome. And he's he doing his own. He, he wants to go to this one, um, you know, um, single, basically. And the signal is one of them going heel, or maybe the, uh, they end up together still. But it still feels like Briggs is gearing up for the solo run. The Gnome cut a promo later on about facing Briggs. It was just a basic promo, to just as, as much as you can get from these guys. Mellow and Trick had a segment. I'll follow things related to them and Ilya and Ridge. Trick congratulates Mellow on the win on SmackDown, and Mellow says he wants to apologize for accidentally hitting Trick last week. Trick says they're good and the accident's happening. He has a question for Mellow, though. Did he really see who attacked him? And Mellow says no, but the only um, but Ilya ever, only person who ever hit him that hard was Ilya. And Mellow suggests making the championship match on New Year's Evil a triple threat. Trick asks why. He says they don't have to fight, and they'll he'll ensure a win. Um, you know, like 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 they don't have to fight, and then that that'll ensure they'll win. Trick isn't sure about that. He says he won the Iron Survivor, so he could get the title shot on his own. Mel says it doesn't matter who wins, all the titles um, as long as they have it. Trick says it does. He wants Ilya one on one. And Mello says uh, he's he's right, and says Trick has to whoop that Trick basically. Trick says he wants Mello to help him train, and then um, be, um, and be at his side. So this was interesting because now with Ilya being injured in kayfabe, I'm sure it'll change the match completely. And Ridge was there in that episode that Trick got laid out. He was in a battle royal. And now he's here this week and then, and, and he has probably taken payment to take out an enemy of someone else. And I think uh, I think he took out Cole before. Adam Cole. And then he was going to beat up Birch and, uh, you know, and uh, Lorcan. But then he got injured, so it was like Pat McAfee. Then they changed the story that Pat McAfee paid them to take out Ridge after he paid Ridge to take to take out Cole. But then he ended up being he ended up joining them later on, anyways. Though uh, I forgot how it went, but Ilya cut a promo. Um, uh, he says he doesn't know how he got caught up in the Trick and Mellow saga. Feels like he's a third wheel in a bad bromance movie, which is not on his two thousand twenty three bingo card. But moving to America, um, but moving to America was as well as capturing the t- t- title. Basically, he showed the world who he is—a human who uses his body as a weapon and sacrifices himself, butting every gram of himself in the ring, putting every gram of himself in the ring because of the championship. Um, the championship deserves it. He starts to talking about the two thousand twenty-four, and then Ridge interrupts. 
and he's uh, not, not here to cause problems or confusion. He needs to figure out who he is and where he's going. He needs to rewrite um, his history. So he's back in NXT. Ilya asks what Ridge wants. And Ridge says he knows uh, um, what it's like to be weighed down by stigma like Ilya um, by stigma like Ilya is with Trick and Mellow. Says his career has been a series of unfortunate events. Accidents, accidents after injury and he's here to redeem himself. Ilya can help him prove himself, find redemption and earn it. Because he needs to prove he can hang in the main event. And the NXT Championship makes Ilya the measuring stick. Ilya asks if Ridge is honestly asking for a title shot. Ridge says uh, he's too much he's too much respect for Ilya and the NXT to come asking for anything, even a title shot. He's here to prove himself, and he'll run through everyone backstage until they have that moment again. And then when it happens, which is inevitable, it will be his honor. It's the first chapter in the redemption of Ridge Holland, and Ilya tried to uh, get um, Ilya. Ilya's tired, of, Ilya's tired of people getting in his face and questioning him. He says Ridge doesn't need to wait because he'll find out where he stands tonight. So this is a fine setup, and then because I knew what happened, and they're confirming it to work, like I know it'll be revealed that M- Melo's the one paying Ridge to do this, whether it's just a hired gun or if there's going to be an association. But Trick was not happy about the match taking place, and Ilya says he dictates things because he's a champion, and Ridge will find out. Trick says... He'll be the champion. You're evil. So I mean, then Melo and Trick had another brief segment. It wasn't that long, but he wasn't happy about 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 you know about uh, you know Ilya going out to do the match. I'm, I'm you know so anyways um, where was it? You know I'm all over the fucking place. Um, where was I? Where was I? Um, so yeah, so the match took place in the modified Brain Busters. What took? people out of this. I'm sure there's some real injury element to it since every wrestler has to take hard hits for their constant initiations. But this could be a result of um this could be this could result in the match being cancelled or something having to change. It could be a way for Melo to get back the title. You know what I mean? That's how I, that's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, in the and then and then maybe it'll, it'll be a triple threat for, you know, the next special or something like that. I don't know. Maybe they cancel the match, or maybe he has to forfeit it. You know, it, it, it depends on how it goes. Lexus King cuts a promo about getting into the tournament. He beat um, Dion Lennox in an okay match, but the but the dude he attacked to, um, to get in the tournament showed up to chase him around. I think Trey Burrell should have should be mad that all the competitors in HBK, are, um, you know, for making that decision. The guy looked fine. I, I don't think one chair shot should have prevented it. it. At least do some more damage and have him show up for the semifinals match to cost Lexus the match. I think he does that for the next match since the episode was taped. So he could have just shown up for the first time during that week. Uh, Tavion Heights beat Luca, Luca Crucifino, Crucifino, who's supposed to be a lawyer, like, you know, a Selena, like, you know, um, you know, uh, like, 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 like one of those, like, Buffalo affiliation type, type of lawyers you see on Fox commercials and all that kind of shit. But, but basically, he's trying to help, and online, he's helping J, um, J, um, J.D. McDonough get a victory, um, um, get, a, get get the R-Truth victory overturned. But I thought it was, he was going to win. I'm sure they'll make use of his gimmick, but Tavian, Tavian won, then Eddie Thorpe, and, uh, so, like, you know, they, they have the semifinals all done now. Eddie Thorpe and Jack both cut promos on each other and basically set up a NXT Underground match. They're really good. They made the feud count, and it's, come, it's been built off. It's been simply built, essentially. 
Izzy and Kiana beat Thea and JC in a match. Thea had an arm bar on Kiana, but she was not the legal she was the legal person because Izzy blind tag and won the match. Kiana was impressed with that. Ariana got into Roxy's face with her pageant like behavior when Roxy said that it was not over with her and Kiana backstage, and then Roxy then um you know but then she was being rude to uh, um Roxy so Roxy slapped her and, and Ariana did her overacting which worked for this character asking if she's still beautiful. Chase and Duke had a funny segment with uh, um, Out the Mud. And it seemed like Chase was winning the dice game, and he had a lot of money. And Duke was telling him to quit while he was ahead. And then Chase offers uh, to take the winnings and double it if they can beat uh, um, Out the Mud. And if he loses, then he'll um, he'll have what he came back with. And he'll promise... And I don't know if they accepted that, but they wanted, they wanted him to promise to take Hell's shot. Which I, I don't understand why they couldn't just ask Tony and, Tony and them themselves. But that chick in Tony's crew was watching and wasn't happy about these promises. But uh, she called Tony and he said it was okay, apparently. But the visual was very sitcom-like. You know, it was decent. Again, Manchester has been one of my favorite things in NXT. It's always a constant highlight. And they do manage to make it more uh, interesting and compelling as it goes along. Dragon Lee beat Dempsey and Joe Coffey to retain the title. Dempsey was not happy. Joe also sent to the open challenge, and Joe Gacy got involved at some point because he's under the ring. But afterwards, no quarter catch crew attacked Dragon, and Cruising Wild made the save. So I guess they're staying babyface unless they turn on Dragon Lee. So maybe they'll get some good shit happening on this brand. They can just show up on SmackDown when they want, I guess. Along that, the LWO branding, I guess. They can still join Santos again and make Legaldo and Tasman bigger and with five people in it. Gallus did beat Hank and Tank, and they had a promo before the match to see if they can hang with them. And but Gallus won; it wasn't that great of a match, but you know, Cora went to the locker room and put her name on Carmen's locker part, which and then she says she's back. And you know, Gigi was giving Carmen advice on not to take shit from her. You know, what I mean, they had a Blair and Lyra promo backstage segment to hype up the match, which was pretty good. Nikita did beat Tatum backstage before the match. Nikita said to Lyra. She's coming for Blair, Blair, and 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 the title as well, but she was, but it was, it was a fine squash match for what it was, decent episode. Now let me go to, uh, let me go to SmackDown now. This will be shorter, I guess. I hope so, at least. I don't know. For a holiday episode, this is pretty decent of an episode. I'm not really as much into the characters on SmackDown, like, uh, you know, like at least like you know because it's it's always been like some of them have been de- like de- I don't know, just it's something about SmackDown. Like it, when a story hits, it hits, but sometimes like like you know, the overacts are not really doing as much really anymore, right? Not, not, not that Knight hasn't been dope, but I feel like spending spending time just making him a discourse wrestler instead of doing a strong mid card run with the U.S. title could have helped him because since the rain since the rain match, I feel like he hasn't had much buzz despite still being over. But they're keeping him in like they're keeping the picture. But once Orton gets being be the storyline again, you know what I mean? It's like, like his specialness kind of wears off, and then the specialness, you know, um, you know, and then Styles has been like his specialness. Like, you know, he's been used as an afterthought for the most of, most of the time since 2020. He's still have an important feud here and there, right? But I don't know. Styles opens tonight's SmackDown, um, you know, basically, you know. And then he talks about Orton and Knight wanting to challenge Reigns for the title, but AJ wants Reigns at the, at the Rumble. 
And then, and basically, LA Knight interrupts him and says, what happened to my crown jewel? He gets Roman first. But after last week, first on his list might be, you know, Styles. AJ basically said that Knight stepped over his dead body to tag with John Cena, which led to a match with Roman Reigns. Which, I mean, listen, man, that happens if you get attacked, but, you know, I guess, like, you know, he's just mad that someone took his spot, I guess, you know. It's, a comp- it's like veterans move, I guess. And then he said that, um, that, that uh, and then if anyone gets in his way, he'll drop them too. And then Orton's music hits, and Orton appreciates their issues with the bloodline, but the bloodline put him out for 18 months. Then he's going to get in the way. Knight notes that, you know, uh, he's never been uh, taken out by the bloodline like these two have. And then all this interruption says that, you know, he has a legitimate claim um, that each of them have a legitimate claim to face Roman Reigns. And in two weeks, there will be a, a SmackDown News Revolution and a triple threat to uh, determine who will face Reigns at the Royal Rumble. And then, you know, Styles said that if anyone gets close to the ring during his match solo, he'll take them out too. So I did like the segment. I did, I did like the segment because at least it was showing you that there was a bloodline residual effect happening with these guys as well, which is making them more compelling, at least with this promo at least. Like the, because because sometimes these, these characters can be hot and cool. I, I, I mean, Knight, they, like to me, even when they're hyping up Knight for the world title match, it felt like one of the more forced, like like Daniel Bryan esque type of deals, like I like you know what I mean. Like they they chose to book it that way instead of like already capitalizing off him doing good shit at NXT and then just making and just making you know um um him a discourse wrestler before Triple H took over. So you can go oh, look, Triple H changed him. I don't know. Jimmy Uso's doing more football analogies to hype up Solo, and then Reigns asks Heyman about the new GM, and Heyman tells, lets him know who he is, and Roman wants him in the locker room, and Heyman's trying to brief him on who he is, but Reigns doesn't care. I keep going back from Roman and Reigns when I write sit down sometimes. Roman wants Heyman gone, um, gone when he does, when all does this come in. He asks about what the booking of the triple threat match in the Royal Rumble and Solo versus AJ, he thinks they're a pretty good idea, but it would have been better if they, they were run by him first. And he goes, Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce understood that. And Aldis says he's not a middle management guy. He he's an executive, and he doesn't have he doesn't have any feelings. And he said that Solo Sequoia Sequo is a big boy. He can you know take care of himself. He took care of John Cena in a way that Roman Reigns has never done. So he's looking forward to Solo taking on AJ as well as the outcome of the Triple Threat facing him at the at the Royal Rumble. And he appreciates the invitation and productive dialogue, and then they can uh, get to know each other better, basically. I don't think this played in the arena, but they did edit, and the, 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 the cheers did feel edited in. When, for the segment for the spots where the audience was supposed to think, oh, that line was a big deal when Nick, Nick said the lines. I don't think anyone popped like that, that hard, but they wanted to think that they want to think that because maybe that's a match you really want to go down, you know, this is a match you want to get to down the line, maybe. Or does all this end up being a corrupt, being corrupted where he helps Roman for fucking over Orton? And, it, you know, I love the line of not having the feeling because he's a corporate, he's a corporate executive, you know. They aren't making him look lesser than, which indicates that he'll eventually be used as a wrestler. Maybe he can make a heel GM thing work which will make his matches more special, but I envision once he becomes a wrestler that he'll 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 have uh, 
he'll leave the GM job behind, maybe. But th- but this is a really good. This, this is probably one of my highlights of the show. This confrontation because they just I didn't expect them to make you know all this kind of uh, or or does it like play into like the fact that maybe all this stood up to him, but then he ends up uh, kind of being like everyone else and cowering to Roman Reigns in the end and afterwards. Um, AJ had a segment with the Orange Cassidy, and then Meechin hugged AJ, and he didn't seem to be into it, and Carl Anderson asked, are they good? And AJ asked, are they? So clearly tension, despite AJ not really being a full heel. I'm sure it'll happen since Orton was probably will win the match to face Reigns, unless that's a non-finish, and they go with the fatal four-way route, and then make Roman hate Aldous even more. All the, so the, if that doesn't happen, then I'll see AJ going with Knight to feud, basically. So AJ beat Solo by DQ and Roman Reigns interfered. and It was a pretty decent match. Then all the people from the bloodline, the babyfaces all got involved. They started brawling. And the babyfaces started brawling with themselves, essentially. A decent show, long angle for a holiday episode. Bianca, Shotzi, Meechin, and Zelina beat Damage Control and in a Christmas-themed match. And Elba and Isla were wrapped in gifts and they attacked Kyrie kind of, in a way. Which will probably lead to a tag feud of Damage Control win the titles, but I hope they do something interesting with them since they have been here. They've been here and there over the last few months, but nothing else really of substance, you know. Like the last thing you knew about them is that they're putting a curse on the tag division. Uh, Dragon Lee beat Pete Dunne in a decent match and then Dunne attacked Pretty Deadly backstage when they were singing Christmas carols while he was being interviewed. Uh, KO beat Melo in a good match and and to, to advance to the um to, to to the finals of the tournament. And Santos beat Lashley when Lotharios were masked. And they they helped them win by attacking the Prophets and you know Lashley. And so now Lashley never going to be babyface, I guess. And Logan cut a promo on on them where he wondered who, um who Santos was and KOs if Reddit were a person. Thought that was funny. So the match should be dope. The matches were nothing to write home about, but I'm hoping Owens and Logan will have a really good feud and a good promo segment. And nothing that involves Theory or fucking Waller, you know what I mean? Just let Logan and Kevin Owens just have one, you know. Cross then runs through what planted seeds he did throughout the last year or so. He warned about the bloodline. Their implosion was imminent. He made Drew McIntyre spiral out of control. He messed with Ray Mysterio so much that he hit his own son and lost his patience. He took away Shinsuke Nakamura's honor, leading to him missing people. I mean, it's all kind of a stretch, but fine. I'm with you if you want to. He talks about needing authors for to write this, um, write this for him, basically. But uh, when asked about his seeing his vision, you briefly see the AOP and Ellering shadow. So we'll see what happens with this. I like AOP being attached. I like AOC, but being uh, AOC AOP, but being attached to Cross, it might not do them any favors because Cross has been booked like a discourse character as well. But maybe they'll do something pretty big with these fucking guys. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Anyways, uh. I'm I'm done, man. I'm done. I'm finally done this podcast. I I thought it'd be longer than this, but I guess it's gonna be like you know at least six hours or so, which is like you know, I thought it was gonna be doing like unusual like ten hour podcast or something like that. You know what I mean? But it's st- it's still like it's still a long podcast. But you know it's you know I I dread doing recaps now. I you know.
Anyways, um, should I play a song before I go? I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I'll, I'll do this one. Be back in a second. For my past, just call me lonely. And my past, just say it's bad. But the story I'm about to tell you may sound a little sad. Well, I've never had nothing. Just like me. <laughs> 